Welcome to the south of the streets. Coming at you every week with this food for thought. Hope you're ready to eat. With everything going on in this nation, we need some information. And that's why salt needs to be stationed in your rotation. With real talk and real topics, real people, real problems. Think we need some help to solve them and leave it up to Colin and the Donovan. Cause right, that's Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the Salt the Streets podcast, the most pro-America, anti-government show you know, the show where we discuss culture, news, government, and how it all pertains to you, the individual, and your natural rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I am once again joined by my all-star co-host. I'm just trying to come up with new names every time, but <laughs> you know him, you love him. His, his name is Donovan. What up, dude? That is right. I'm here. Thank you very much for having me, sir. Uh, date and time. I'm not going to forget this time. Oh, no, no. That is all right. Today, <laughs> today is November 12th, 2022, 12.08 p.m. Episode 130 motherfucking seven. Look, you can see it. We, we put see it in it. the shot today. I keep looking over my camera, and it feels like it's not even looking at me. It's a weird deal. It is. It's staring you right in your face. It's it's Well, I mean, it looks like it's going that way. Oh. It's kind of freaking me out. I know. But also, technology is weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we've got... Uh, what do we got? What are we talking today, man? What yeah, do we got going sure on? going on. We have uh, some local stories or something, you know, going on in the beginning. There's not a whole lot going on here, so we've got a little bit of stuff in the beginning. We have some... Kind of, we're going to talk about the midterms Woo! and, what, part three? Is that what we decided? That's what part we decided, three, yeah. yep. So midterms and part three. We're doing this all in different orders today. Part two, we're going to be going over... An investigation released by The Intercept uh, 10 days ago, two weeks ago, something to that effect that has to do with the collusion, the open collusion and hidden collusion mm -hmm. between the federal government and social media that we have all been talking about specifically and especially on this show for quite some time. So we're going to read maybe the whole article, a good majority of it, yeah. because that's the best way to go through it and just kind of stop at certain points and, I think that and would be break great. that down. So, it's a great article. Yeah, so we will read through that article from The Intercept. It is a fantastic article. It is huge. It's, it's a report, right? That's what I call it. It's, a, it's, yeah. it's huge. Um, Investigative journalism is not dead. But yeah, that's right. <clears throat> In part three, like I said, we have midterms. We're talking about all aspects of it, the local midterms, national. What we know so far... Uh, the results, the implications, and then we're going to kind of go over how we got here, mm -hmm. the things that happened, the things that didn't happen. I got a whole list of essentially just kind of questions to just lead us through the topics. So, Fantastic. Um, so that is kind of how we will operate that part for you of the grab bag. Obviously, we have lots of different stuff going on. We had some tech layoffs. So we're talking about uh, Elon buying Twitter. Mm -hmm. We have that. Um, I want to talk about sports betting because sports betting was one of the things that was on the midterms and a couple of states declined sports betting in, in their states. Those which bitches. I found very interesting. When I brought it to Jordan, she said, yeah, that makes sense. Can and we was, sports bet here in the state? Uh, at the casinos, you can. But that's all. I thought you this was America. Be, you have to be in a casino, and then you can place a bet in the casino. But, like, you can't use DraftKings here or any of that Boo. type of shit. And last year for the Bennick League, for the Work League, we switched over to Sleeper because Ryan, the commissioner, got an email from Sleeper that said... Three hundred dollars for your league if you switch to sleeper, and so we're like, well, we'll do that, and we'll just double the prize money, and whoever wins will just get two hundred dollars instead of one hundred dollars. Fuck yeah! Brian won, couldn't claim it because you can't gamble on sports in Washington, so he wasn't allowed to claim the one hundred dollars because you can't gamble on sports here. That's fucking stupid. Doesn't make any sense. 
I hate, I, I fucking yes, hate so this. so I'm interested in, in talking about that. Me too. Uh, a little bit, and uh, I'm sure we have some other things that are going on here. Amnesty. Uh, amnesty, COVID yes, amnesty. Thank you. thank you, COVID amnesty. Yeah, there's Ooh. an article there, so we'll go over that article, talk about how stupid that woman is, how stupid that entire idea is that I'm you would be so able to do. There's a, there's, so there is a certain argument to be made similar, I think, to what we did here, right? Where when we kind of ate crow talking about Dr. Crystal, and we're like, oh, listen, yeah. in the beginning, we said some shit that that turned out to be incorrect, but we weren't doing it with malice. We weren't doing it with, to, with vitriol or any of this type of shit, right? We were trying, we were being as honest as we knew at the time. And the moment that we realized we were wrong, we fucking ate crow and we, we walked back on it. Yep. It, it, there's, a, there's a difference between that when you realize you are wrong, apologizing and making reparations for that because I want to talk to her in person and mm-hmm. then I did the video on here and then I talked to her again in person. So that that whole deal is closed, right? Yep. There's a difference between... It's a closed loop. Yes. Difference <laughs> between that and saying, ah, you know, some people said some shit they maybe didn't mean and so let's just kind of forget and forget and, and everything will be fine. Yeah. You know? Those are two completely different things. Yeah, don't work so. like that. Don't yeah. work like that. Yeah. I have, if we have time, I have an interesting story that uh, Greenpeace did an investigation on about uh, the legitimacy of recycling plastics in the modern world it's these not days. Good. It's it's all just bullshit at this point, and yes. it's not real. It's what, so 10% it's super or crazy. Some shit like that. Yeah. It's like five. Horrific. It's wild. Horrific. It's fucking wild. So if we have time, we'll throw that in the grab bag, yeah, too. Yeah, we've got a lot of great stuff going on here. So yeah. before we get into all that type of stuff, I want to remind everyone, thank you all for being here. YouTube.com slash Salt of the Streets. We also have our Instagram.com slash Salt of the Streets. We have Deborah Bilbo. Hey, hello. Thank you guys very much for joining us. Hey, yeah. YouTube.com Salt of the Streets. Instagram.com slash Salt of the Streets. You can find all this at saltofthestreets.com, including our own personal social media. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Colin is at Big Bird Off. You on both those things. Also, Patreon.com Salt of the Streets. Go there. Subscribe. Sign up. Help us make more, better content just like this. We have the newsletters, the book club that Dever's taking part in this time around. Fantastic book going on. I want to talk a little bit about that yeah. in the beginning, if we could, uh, in part one, because I didn't get to do a lot Absolutely of not. this week. And the beer shows, calling the beer show that you did yesterday was fire. Thank you, sir. Absolutely fire. Thank you, sir. You have to show up for the beer shows Friday afternoons, 4.30 Pacific time. Pacific Standard now, now. right? Woo! Standard now, Pacific Standard time. We're, we're in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would see who weeks will still calling about beer shows newsletter review preview book club all these fantastic things. Our sponsor for this first segment is Swell Blended. Go there, get your haircut. Does the haircuts, uh, all the things. So Indeed. it's helping me craft the perfection that is my hair. The modern With revolutionary. That, Bobo, rewatch the beer show before this pod. Great episode. Yeah, yeah it is. High five me. Yeah, you killed Boom. it. You absolutely crushed Thanks, it. Thanks, man. I was hyping him up yesterday. I was hitting him on the Signal voice messages. Yeah. By the way, if you guys don't use Signal, right? Be using Signal. Not a sponsor. Signal, if you don't know what it is, is a fully encrypted messaging service. You should be using it. Lots of people use WhatsApp. WhatsApp is owned by Facebook. That's why I don't use WhatsApp. And the government's watching it. That is Bro. why I don't use WhatsApp, because Facebook owns WhatsApp. If you don't yeah. trust Facebook, you should not trust WhatsApp. Yeah, period. They're all the same thing. Signal is a privately owned, individually owned company. They're doing their own shit. They're yeah. not owned by anybody else. If the you want to get hemmed up, Rogan. if you want to be hemmed up by the feds, use WhatsApp. Yeah, use Signal. Dear God. They have stories now. I saw that. I haven't fucked with it at all because no. I don't. Because it's, it's you and I. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> what are we doing? It's like five people that yeah. I talk to, they're all on signal. <laughs> Anybody who I speak to with any form of frequency, it's done on signal. No, oh, yeah. 
at all. My wife, all signal communication. Colin, all signal communication. Trenton, best friend, all signal mm-hmm. communication. Um, Jake, all signal. Oh, yeah. I don't, none of those people. I don't text anybody anymore. Nope. I don't do it. No, you know? I text my mom. Yeah. And that's it. And I've tried to get her to get signal, and she just doesn't. She's, you know. She's not of the age that no. she needs to worry about that. Well, and the iPhone people are real finicky about it, too. They're like, well, I, I message is secure. Not as secure as Signal. It's, it's really not. As not. Secure. It's not the same thing. I don't no. know what, it to, what else to tell you. Someone else still owns all of your stuff. Like, someone yeah. else is still housing all of your information on a server somewhere, and they can type into it, and they can get it, mm-hmm. and they can access that. With Signal, they cannot access the information on your server. You can also auto-delete all your messages. So you don't have to keep them. Yep. I'm a keeper. Do it Jenny Durkin style. With, especially with you and I. Yeah, Jenny Durkin style. Exactly. <laughs> Especially with like you and I and Jordan, because you're, the search function in there, oh yeah, is a goddamn lifesaver for it's passwords so and great. stuff like that. Oh, when we're, yeah. We're sharing them. yeah, we got yeah. all all manner of cool group chats. Yeah, yeah, group chats, all that type. of And stuff. honestly, for me, the voice messages—that's how I got here. Oh that's yeah, how I started the voice messages are the fire. voice messages are cool. Yeah, um, I used to not like voice notes, and now I'm like, that's the way to do it. If you, you got I... got something going on, but uh, a big reason it it helps me out is because it's all done through Wi-Fi and stuff. Because out here. You mean, there's right. no fucking signal, bro. Right. Period. So I use signal because I can't get no signal. Yeah. Makes sense for me. And WhatsApp also has some China watching and also. I, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Don't Fuck use yeah. WhatsApp. Use signal. Yeah. It's totally free. There's no, they're not a sponsor, but it's a fantastic I, service that we've been using for probably yeah. two years now. Yeah. Uh, you know what you should probably do real quick? Remind everybody to uh, uh, reevaluate their relationship with the CCP. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a great opportunity. Like, like Colin said, evaluate and adjust your relationship with the CCP any way that you can. Oh, dear God. This is a perfect time. <sighs> This is, is the perfect time. Oh, if you guys have been oh. listening for any 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 length of time. America. You know that this whole China thing started with shoes, right? <laughs> that I got mad upset that I couldn't find shoes that weren't made in China or in some type of weird Asian country. Took me forever to find a good pair of American sneakers. Here they are. Again, not a sponsor. Already beat up a little bit because I'm wearing them every single day. But this is it. It looked comfy. These are the Soames. Yeah. They're just like Vans. It's a whole... got a neoprene tongue. It's a, it's a whole deal. So... Number one, Pro America. I said on this show, I vowed I would not buy another pair of shoes that was not made in America. This is the first pair of shoes. I bought a pair of sandals, so I fucked up. <gasps> I did buy a pair of sandals without thinking about it. This, so I did buy a pair of sandals. I'll wear that. I will wear that. I will wear are, that. I are bought they, a pair of sandals. They're the the leather ones. The uh, the Birkenstock knockoffs. The look up, yeah, the lookalikes, yeah, the ones that I wore to Port Townsend that day. Those ones, they were like twelve bucks. I needed a pair of sandals, so I will wear that. Do. I will wear that. I will own it right here on the show that I did do that. I have not bought a pair of sneakers mm-hmm. since I said that because that was really my focus. Sneakers, tennis shoes, first pair made in America, out of Colorado. Boom. Can't recommend enough. There yeah. it is. Evaluate and adjust your relationship with the CCP. This is what it looks like. This is what this looks like, evaluating and adjusting your relationship. I no longer purchase shoes that have been made by slave fucking labor in another country. How dare you deprive those poor children of their wages? Yep. Fuck them kids. <laughs> That's what I got to say about that. Fuck them kids. Buy America. Oh. Buy American shoes, baby. I'm super pro CCP right now because... Um, <laughs> I'm super pro CCP because I've been watching uh, Andor on <laughs> Disney and okay. it's so fucking good. I'm like, all right, no, I, I gotta, I can't, I can't, I can't not watch this. What does the it's CCP have to do with? It's Disney. Andor. <laughs> it's Disney. So they, you know, because you know they're, they're all in bed together. Yeah, because they're all in bed together. All right, all right, all on that. With that, let me ask you this, right? With that, let me ask you this.
coming into. I got two of them for you. One of them is a funny one that funny. I don't know. Reading it now, I don't know how funny it is. It was really funny when I got asked it. I don't know how funny it is now. But Jordan requested that I ask you, and then I have a more serious one to, kind of, to get us into into some more shit. So the first one, I don't even remember why we were talking about this. Had to be that we saw someone get attacked by a bear. Would you rather be attacked by a rapist or a bear? Uh, rapist. Okay, why? <laughs> because I could probably fight off a rapist wait, wait, of okay. some so, kind. I'm, okay, the bear's gonna eat me. Hold on. So, I know what a bear does, bro. I've seen bears. <laughs> Fuck a bear. So, there's some more. <laughs> there, we gotta qualify this. We gotta qualify it a little bit. You're definitely gonna get attacked, no matter what. Okay. Like, no matter what, you're going to be attacked. You're going to be raped. You're going to be bear attacked. What kind, what of, kind bear? of bear? Well, let's call it a black bear. That's okay. the most common in the area. They're not as big, right? But it's still a black bear. Still, yeah. still a full-grown bear. It's we'll still it. stronger than you. Yeah, and it's there. It's not a mama with cubs. It's just a bear, but mm-hmm. it's definitely going to attack you. Yeah. You're going to be attacked by a bear, or you're going to be attacked by a rapist. This was probably the video of that dude that got attacked by a black bear while he was climbing on a rock. And I don't, maybe that's why maybe. Either we that didn't or watch we, it, but we maybe talked I brought about it up. Yeah. We also talked was... about that one bear attack in Chelan County that that lady got fucking mauled yeah. hard because she came across mama and cubs. I don't remember because I was talking to Jordan about it. She was the mm-hmm. one that asked me this question. Um, and she was, what, she what didn't appreciate weird... my answer. That's why she <laughs> asked me to ask you is because she didn't like my answer. So with Did you that... say rapist? No. Oh. No. That's that's I want to hear your answer first because you're definitely going to be attacked by a rapist. So you're definitely going to be attacked by a bear. You still would mm-hmm. choose to be. Uh, if I get attacked by a bear, I'm going to die. You maybe you won't. That's it's maybe still open ended whether or not you're going to die. You definitely there isn't a guarantee you will die, but you will be attacked. Hmm. Hmm. Well, if like yeah, if we're playing the odds here at this point, then like, you know, maybe get attacked by. I don't know, man. I'm not. All I know is I'm walking away from one of them. One of them, I'm probably not. So, so this was my. I said a bear, and this <laughs> this is why. This is why I said this, right? Leonardo DiCaprio survived. Okay, so she even said that she was like, she's like, you're gonna get revenanted. Like you're not gonna die, but you're gonna get revenanted. You're gonna get oh. fucked up, absolutely savage by this bear. But if I'm walking away. I'll take the bear attack because then I, I could wear that and be like, yeah, I fucking got attacked by a bear, bro. Also, my reasoning behind it <clears throat> was I feel like to be raped is going to affect me more psychologically throughout the rest of my life than being attacked by a bear. Like if I get attacked by a bear, what are the chances that I'm going to get attacked by a bear again? You know, having it happen yeah. one time is so crazy statistically that... It's probably never going to happen again, and I'm very unlikely to really be in a situation where it's going to happen again. But if you get raped by somebody... Oh, not me. I'm going on a fucking vendetta at that point. All bears must die at that point. I'm going on a fucking bender. I'll finally have a good excuse to be so into bear hunting. (laughs) But my yeah, my deal was with the rape, like I'm going to wear that psychologically... Probably for the rest of my life. And it's going to yeah. impact the way that I interact with people and, like, the way that I live my life afterwards. Whereas I can, if I get attacked by a bear, if I'm that scared, I can just not go into the woods. And I mm-hmm. definitely won't get attacked by a bear just in the city, you know? Not going to happen. Yeah. But you could get right fucking anywhere at any time. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So that there was, it is. Yeah. There so, it is. So that was my reasoning. It was, it was the psychological aspect of it, of, of the bear attack. So. Besides, I'm going to get laid a lot after my bear attack. Because that's, <laughs> that's a great story. Yes. 
Yes. Okay, so my second question is more serious, <laughs> and I'm going to leave it... Ambiguous. As exactly as open-ended as this, and for you to take it how you're going to take it, and then Ooh, fun. answer it. <clears throat> and just for YouTube, we're not... No God. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's never a good sign. Just for YouTube... We're not questioning anything. There is no election denial here. I am asking a question. It is a hypothetical. That's going to get way worse later anyway. <laughs> so just <laughs> meant to just to open a discussion. Okay. So for YouTube, okay, what is your level of confidence in this election and why? It's the most safe and secure election since the last one. <laughs> Obviously. Since the last one. Since the last one. <laughs> yes. It is. Um, we will go into it into greater detail in part three. But yes. um, I think they were. I it, the, the real question comes from like, what is a secure? And like, what is how much faith can you put into the system itself? before you even get to the idea of how the votes tally and all that stuff, the system itself is so fucking fucked at this point from the last couple of years. I mean, it's what we got, so I guess we'll just let it roll. But, you know, I, I don't really believe in the validity of fucking democracy anyway. So, like, the entire concept of having popularity contests for representation, I think it's just... It's fundamentally skewed anyways. But... Um, as far as this current election went, you know, it generally seems to have played out the way I think most people anticipated as far as like security goes, you know, we had some fuckery in some places and, but at the end of the day, like it was all just mailing shit was massive throughout the country. So who knows? There didn't who seem knows? to be during the 2020 election. There was swaths, I mean, immense amounts of video footage and just yeah. sus activity that happened, right? Even if you're not talking about the, the private videos that were taken, but where I think it was maybe in Arizona where they were, like, covering up the windows so people couldn't look yeah. into the elections. There was like a that, lot of weird a lot shit. Of really weird things that happened that I think sowed a lot of discord that helped, you yeah. know, as far as the stop the steal thing, like... That played really well in 2020 because there was a lot of susness around what had happened there. And yeah. I don't think necessarily, without getting too much, I don't think necessarily that played as well this time around. No, the government got really good at making sure that stuff doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. So, Which, uh, you know, they've, they've, the government itself, especially with their, you know, fascist, incestuous nature with big tech that we'll talk about in the next part. They've done a really good job to make sure none of that stuff gets out. So, now, do you think that's? Do you think that that's what it is? Is that those videos and stuff still exist? They just are not being made as prolific as they were before. Because I don't know. even like, like Project Veritas, I saw one video of them from a guy in the dark showing just a ton of ballots mm -hmm. into a ballot box. Um, but you know, they had 
three investigations, I think, last time and to different individual people of mm-hmm. ballot harvesting. The one woman in Arizona who was like paying people to to vote for shit um, or yeah. something to that effect. They you were know, on, she, on yeah. like a lower level election, too. Right. And she right. got, yeah, she got hemmed up. Yeah, that was a state election. The one guy that was ballot harvesting was for the national election. And that guy had rubber bands he had stacks of ballots yeah. that he was rolling around with just being an upstanding citizen just uh, helping people out bro that's how that works i don't know i would assume that there would be we saw a bunch of videos about like people especially in arizona um you know like standing guard and shit over ballot boxes and you know which is legal here in Washington, yeah, it's illegal it's, here. A, it's voter Can't intimidation yeah. or whatever, right? And which you know, strange, but I guess that's fine. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. It's also a midterm, so I think the level of like care a lot of people have compared to when there's you know when the dictator of choice is on the menu, I think people care more about that, uh, particularly in the last one. Whereas here, it's like I don't think anybody's going to be trying to like. I don't know. Like it doesn't make sense. The stakes aren't as high. Right, comparatively, so right. like, yeah, no matter it, what corporate media, it says, would the not surprise me that there isn't much going on because I don't think many people actually fucking care at this point. Yeah, that's for this one. I think that's where we're at. I don't. There is probably some kind of suppression going on with some things, but at the end of the day, social media moves so fast these days, especially on Twitter. I mean, it wouldn't be that hard to see those videos out there, and I'm just right. not seeing, right, not seeing them. And I would just attribute that to more of like a people just don't care that much yeah because not as many eyes on yeah but you know when we got to do fucking trump biden 2.0 that's gonna get rough i'm excited to get into that so we're gonna stop that there because we don't want to get too far into the election all part three is all midterms all that type of stuff but the thing is interesting i want to leave it open like that open-ended like that to Mm. see how you were gonna answer it you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying um so i think there's a lot of different ways to go with that you said that you have yeah uh, let me ask you this i do have a question for you um i've been thinking a lot about this and we might have talked about it in the past at some point but the paywalls involved in information gathering media outlets news outlets are becoming much more um numeric there's a lot more a lot, lot more paywalls for previously available news sites right yeah how do you feel about the idea of pay-to-play information that's very interesting um especially to boil to boil it down to that type of concept um i mean if the washington post has a massive breaking investigative report like we went over last episode right should you have to pay money to get access to that to get access to that you know should all americans have to pay money to be to take the chance at being informed that's very interesting and i think it speaks to kind of the antiquated model of newspapers that that's for them to do that type of work they have to demand a subscription they don't Mm -hmm. have any other way to make money other than that and ads those are the ways they have to make money where new media content like this people who want to pay and support you can do that and you can still put out all the rest of your stuff for free you know like a lot of people do run their steps their sub stacks and stuff like that you can still pay them you don't have to you can still read all their stuff but also you can pay me here and you can do that um because thinking back at it 
newspapers have always cost money. Always. Always cost money. Always. The and so it's always been a thing. This much, yeah. but they've always cost money. So it's a it's been yes, a thing I I've been thinking about. I don't think that there should be a fiscal barrier to accessing information. Mm-hmm. And I think that speaks to the credit of the validity, and maybe not the credit, of some of the smaller news companies that will take those articles and just repost them on their own yeah. website. Like that's Yahoo is really good with that. Yeah. Which is fun. That's the way to, to go about that. Um, because to get around that, because I agree there is a definite issue when something of, of such high importance, um, the intercept is a great example. Yeah. If you go to the intercept to read that article, all you have to do is put your email address in and they'll let them send you emails. Mm-hmm. They then give you another slide where you can pay them money to support them, or you can press the X and you can still read the entire fucking article. Yeah. And I think that that again speaks to the goal and the intentions and the differences in those things between those two companies. And if you look at The Intercept and you look at The New York Times or The Washington Post, The Washington Post is meant to make money. That mm-hmm. is an elitist organization that if we're writing about you, it's because this is what we think people should know about. This is what we think we want. This is what we want people to know about you and what we want people to know. The Intercept is... This is a piece of information that you should know about. And if you would like to support us because we're doing that, that would be excellent. It will help us make more content just like this. Mm -hmm. But we are not going to deny you the ability to see this because it's vital that you have this information. Washington Post thinks that it's vital that you subscribe to the Washington Post. Well, it also, you know, when you think about, you know, for them to exist as an entity, they have to make some kind of money, right? Yes. And to fund expensive things like investigative journalism you know take away all the bias aside and all this especially what these institutions have become but like without some form of like like a decent amount of cash some kind of you know capital that you have on hand you can't do any of that stuff and then you just don't exist at all so it's just it's an interesting concept right um which i think essentially i have an answer for this and it's uh just nationalize it bro just nationalize it. Just nationalize it. <laughs> Just nationalize it. We'll have the government pay for all the things. Hi. Hello. Oh, show Hi. dog. Hi, everyone. Oh, my gosh. Hi, everyone. All all the dogs are here. Beauty. Okay, bye. Yep, he's like, I'm out. That's fine. Bye, Felicia. Yep, mom's here. Woo. Oh, so this, speaking of rag newspapers, yes. I wanted to show you this um, news article I came across today. Let's do these beers first. Oh, yeah. Let's, Let's do that. Beers. Yeah. So we got two beers here. We're going to do... Sorry to interrupt you. No. Hello. Um, Hello. We are and have been for some time fans of a combination beer called Space Bloods, which is... It's our name. Yes. That is our name. That's right. Because the one they came up with is not as it's good. It's stupid. Um, bloody blood dust or some, something like that. It's not as good. No. Fuck. Is it the Fuzz, Fuzz Duster? Duster? Yeah. yeah. Fuck all good. that. No. Not no. good. Space Blood is a way better name. Way better. Anyway, we love this beer, and that is two beers from Elysian. That is the Super Fuzz Pale Ale, Blood Orange Pale Ale, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> what is it called, the double IPA? Uh, Space Dust. Space Dust, thank you. And the Space Dust double IPA, half and half, it's a fantastic beverage. Fantastic Absolutely beer. fantastic. Yeah. What Colin has for us today is two other beers. This is from Boneyard Beer. This is the Incredible Pulp, right? This is an, a Blood Orange Extra Pale Ale. This is called the Hop Venom. This is a double IPA. We're going to mix these. Yeah. 
We're going to try it out. We're going to give him a little sippy sip first. Yeah, and if it's worthy, we're going to have to dub a new name. We're going to name it. Okay. Let me try this here, Blood Orange. And I think both of these are doubles. Well, no, it's 6%, so I don't know why they call it an extra pale ale. Cheers, uh, oh, cheers, fellas. I can talk today. Mmm. Ooh, that one's yeah. not bad. That's very light. Very light. That one is a little bit, it's it's lighter than Space Dust is. It has yeah. definitely the deep note of it because just the double aspect of the IPA, but it doesn't feel as heavy on my palate. No. What's going on with this? What is this? These almost, they almost taste like, this is 9% beer. It does not taste like it. They taste like gluten-free beers. Wow, this is really good. Right? That is really good. But we got a uh, good strong hoppy flavor, so I imagine. Yes. But the and the blood orange flavor in that's pretty strong. Yes. So I think this is going to be interesting. Real bitter, but not hoppy bitter. Yeah. So we have hop venom, and which one is that? This is the incredible pulp. The incredible pulp. So I wonder what the hell do we call this thing? I have a feeling it's going to be tasty. Let us know in the comments. Yes. What should we name this beer? I'll let you just do all the magic over there. Okay. Boom! There we go. Incredible pulp. I should do for that. I like that fucking squeeze action going on. Boneyard. <sighs> yeah, I saw these cases and I was like, oh, these are really cool. I'm going to grab a couple of these. And I was like, wait a minute. This says blood orange. It's like they have to have an IPA. <gasps> they have an IPA. That's dope. We're going to try to mix them. Look at you over there fucking bartending. What are you, Tom Cruise, bro? Cocktail, baby, cocktail. That's what the movie's called, right? That is what that movie is called. I like it. And it's a great movie. I watched a good Tom Cruise movie the other day. What'd you watch? Um, Woo! Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a movie last night. I forgot. I watched a movie last night. I completely forgot. How did forgot. you do that? Um, because I fucking stayed up until 12.30, <laughs> bitch. That's how. That's how. Let's hear. Uh, Tom Cruise movie. Tom Cruise. Um... And the Jamie Lannister dude, he's in it, okay. and then Morgan Freeman's in it, and it's called Oblivion. Okay, okay. I've I, not seen it, but I know what you're talking about. I hadn't about. seen it for a long time, but it's, it's been all over these streaming services. Yeah. I really liked it. Really? Yeah, it was kind of a mind fuck. What's it about? It's about... Uh, part one, baby, part one. Part one. I fucking love this show. Amen. God damn it, I'm happy to be uh, here. Cheers. Cheers. Let's do this. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Thank you. God damn it, thank you. Ooh, it smells good. Is it going to ride? Oh, yeah. It rides. Oh, yeah. I think I might like this better than the standards based blood. It's a little bit lighter. It's yeah. not as heavy. Bro. You get more flavors going on. It's, the beer itself is way clearer than either of the other two Elysian beers. And so this is 9 plus 6 percent. So it probably levels out to about 7.5. I would imagine 7.5%. Space Dust is like 10%, right? No. Space Dust is like 8.6 eight, or something like that. It's pretty close. Let's find out. This is probably stronger than that giving it a goog give it a goog jmo um uh, but yeah uh oblivion is about tom cruise and uh, i can't remember it's the 8. actress 8.2 wow really you know what what am i doing let's pull it up on the imdbs here yeah i'm the how many people do not know about imdb because it bothers me you're the one that told me about it yeah i didn't know about it so until... good oh dude john wick either. chapter four is coming out I saw that. I'm I, so excited. I only watched the first John Wick. Have the other ones been good? Yeah. 
they hold up still? Oh yeah. I mean they're Not they're pretty good, campy but... as you go along. The first one is solid. It's fucking hard. But the other ones are kind of campy, but it's kind of fun. They build this little world of assassins and shit like that. Yeah. Okay, so let's see here. Commons in that movie, Oblivion. right? Oblivion. Common? I believe so. Yeah. There's like an the all-star rapper. cast and all those things. John Wick 2 is the best Wick movie. I've only seen the first one. Oh, bro, they're yeah, so much fun. <clears throat> yeah, I'll check them out. They're real fun. Um, so 2013. Yes. Uh, longer movie than I anticipated, too. It was nice over four, uh, two hours, but a veteran... Assigned to extract Earth's remaining resources, begins to question what he knows about his mission and himself. So Tom Cruise, along his co-star, what's her name? Um, Riseboro? Yeah, Andrea Riseboro? She's great in it. Like a post-apocalyptic movie? Yeah. Uh, The two of them live in this big tower, right? This big tower, and they're there like on a mission. Earth's been all fucked up after wars because there's an alien invasion at some point. Okay. And their whole job is to, like, maintain these drones that fly around and, like, kind of, like, protect these giant resource extraction machines that are all around the world. They're sucking up seawater and stuff. And they're supposedly supposed to be, like, redoing the environment so that humans can eventually come back, right? Okay. But in the meantime, there's this big mothership up there. It hangs out right around Earth. They um, run the drones? And, the mothership does? Well, they're yeah, they're, like, automatic or whatever. Okay. But, um... So yeah, their whole like, whole goal is just to kind of maintain the drones, and they're there kind of mopping up the aliens and stuff that are still on Earth and all this stuff. And um, turns out that like he kind of gets suspicious about something going on. He's like getting memory flashbacks and stuff that he doesn't really remember. And it turns out, classic spoiler Cruise. alert, that uh, things are not what they seem to be. And it it turns out that like the aliens are actually <sighs> the humans survivors from the original alien invasion and the alien is like an ai that hangs out up in this fucking mothership and controls is actually siphoning all the resources and energy from earth and tom cruise and his co-star have had their fucking memories wiped and so they think they're there protecting the earth but really they're like killing all the fucking human resistance left on the planet and there's like all these towers all around the globe right and they're all run by Tom Cruise and his co-star because they're clones of two people that were abducted back in the, you know, the original space mission to like go check out what this alien object was in space. And so he ends up running into himself at some point. And it's, it's, it's fucking, it's deep layered. I mean, it's, it's a whole, it's a great movie. Yeah. I was super jazzed about it. It was a great movie. Highly recommend. I I was, Tom Cruise just does not do me wrong. Big fan of Tom Cruise movies. Dig it. So what did you watch? Last night, I watched All Quiet on the Western Front. Oh! I watched it. Did you watch it I subbed was or dubbed? I watch it. Uh, both. Both. It was subbed and dubbed. Okay. So did they speak it to English? Or yes. did... Okay. Yeah. So I'm saying it's subbed and dubbed. Oh. I always have subtitles on. Yeah, yeah. But it was dubbed on Netflix. And I'm okay. sure you can adjust the language yeah, to make it The original bad. one is in German, but, I'm fairly sure. Yes. Um, but that's just how it played. When I played mm-hmm. it, that's just how it played. And I didn't adjust any of the settings. It okay. just played that's, that's fine. No judgment. Fucking great. Yeah. It was fucking incredible. Great movie. Oh, it was incredible. The trailer yeah. was wild. First of all, the imagery, obviously incredible, right? Just the, the raw oh, imagery yeah. of it all. But, um, so this is World War One. Uno. And it's a German movie, right? So... Mm. So stupidly, dark. when I watched that, I didn't think it's going to be about Germany. 
<laughs> which is really dumb. But I just didn't. Just like it's just a German movie about World War One because we live in America. Every mm-hmm. fucking war movie I see about World War One or Two is about America. It's like also Germany fucking sucks. So that's not how this movie was. Obviously, it's very pro-German in the beginning. That's great. It's all about the youth and stuff like that. Yeah. So if I was one guy and his, his like little group of friends um, from their first day signing up all the way through to their to, to Armistice Day, which, as it turns out, was yesterday. I Ooh. happened to watch this movie that ends on Armistice Day on Armistice Day. Which is also Veterans Day? Yes. That's, so in America, in America, it's Veterans Day because we use it as a way to honor everybody who served. Around the world in Europe, We're so it's, inclusive. it's like VE Day. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really just about all the people who died. In America, mm. it's about all of the veterans who've ever served ever. Interesting. Over there, it's just about the dudes who are dead. Because we have that for Memorial Day. Right. Where... We have a different day for that. So for them, it's still just Armistice Day. That's what it is. Armistice Day. Armistice. And Armistice. It's a weird word. Yeah. The 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. Whoa. Yes. That's Whoa. how they decided. That's when <clears throat> a great aspect of this movie. The rule is of 11 is strong. Very weird, right? The weird, one of the great aspects of this movie is it shows kind of the backdoor dealings between the French and the Germans and mm-hmm. their interactions and their peace dealings to try and get things done. And the way that the French pretty much had their middle fingers up the entire time that was like, this is the deal. You will take it or we will fucking murder you and we don't care. That's That was, according to this movie, Whoa. the ideology of, of the French is just like, listen, we will win eventually and if you want us to keep killing people then we'll keep killing people but this is how this is going to break down the meat grinder yeah when the germans first showed up on the train they're shitting on them like why the fuck is this guy even here what are you doing here made him say out loud one of these guys say out loud we're here to to seek an armistice he said it you know coded language a couple of different ways the french guy's like fuck you tell me what you want well, we're not doing anything. So it made him say straight out, I'm here to ask you for an armistice because, you know, Germans are dying. And, the, you know, every hour that we delay this is just hundreds of people that are dying. Showed the, the ridiculous ways that people were losing their lives over there. The horrific. It's gross. The horrific aspects of just the way that they lived in that time. It was wild. Yeah. It was absolutely wild. It was a fantastic movie. Yeah. And it was similar to some of the other ones, like when we were talking about and the whole mountain burnt, right? Mm-hmm. It's not, that's about these guys trying to exist in this time and the things that they dealt with. It's not about one specific thing, you know, it's just about this time of them trying to survive and all the different stuff that they dealt yeah. with. Very, very good. Nice. Very, very interesting. Nice. Yeah. Cannot recommend it enough. What year is that? 2022. Just, yeah. yeah it just like, came out. It's like brand new. Yeah. Let's, yeah. pu- let's pull it up. IMDb it, it. Yeah, it's a fantastic movie. All quiet. Well, I can type today, too. It ends the last part of the movie. is on Armistice Day. And the Germans launch an attack. Legit. And I don't know if this is true or not. I don't know World War I, like well enough to, to know. Mm-hmm. But the Germans launch an attack 15 minutes before the armistice begins. Yeah. 15 minutes. In 15 minutes... Everyone's gonna is gonna stop shooting each other, and they're like, "Fucking go for it!" Oh yeah. What? What are you talking about? What is going deal. on? Yeah, just don't care. And it was a huge difference between the ideology of the dude running the actual military, the czar or whatever, the, whoever the fuck that is, and the people who are running the peace deal in the back. Doing the peace deal, like people are dying. 
left and right. We cannot afford this anymore. We're not going to have enough people in Germany if it continues this way. And the guy running the military is like, no, fuck it. We're, we're, this, we're doing it. We are Dude. doing this. We are fully invested. And so that's 15 minutes before they launch an attack. And so there, there are people literally watching their pocket watches, just come clicking on, the time down. On. Yes, people are doing hand-to-hand battle as the seconds are winding down to when people literally just take their hands off and walk away. Damn. What are we talking about? What? How does something like that exist? How, as human beings, have we allowed ourselves to exist in a world and and create circumstances where you know for a fact in 15 minutes we're all going to stop and you're still going to fight? You're still going to fight. Yep. You're still going to fucking fight. That's in what they did. In two minutes, they're going to tell me to stop, and I'm going to stop because that's what I'm supposed to do. But until then, I'm going to continue to murder people. What are you talking about? Bro. It just doesn't. It's so beyond my level of comprehension and reasoning skills. And there's something to be said about that. When you're that deep into it, those dudes aren't thinking. No. Nope. They've been bought in this for so long. They're like, I'm going to die. If I don't do this, I will die. Oh, yeah. So I don't. I don't blame those people. If I don't try to kill this dude, he's no. going to try to it's, kill me. It, it it surprises me that as human beings, we could allow ourselves to exist in circumstances like that, where we all logically know, if I can make it three minutes, I'm not going to die, but you're still going to continue to try and kill other people. That's weird. It's, I can't, I can't comprehend it. That's what I'm saying. Because as I think about that, if someone told me, if I know in 15 minutes it's going to be done, but still you need to start running right now, I would probably leave that foxhole and just lay down somewhere. Just I'm not doing out. this. I'm not doing this. If I can make it 14 minutes, I don't have to kill anybody else. I don't have to shoot my fucking gun again. I don't have to do anything else. If I just don't die for 14 minutes. Because the, the vast job, majority of those dude. people don't want to kill anybody. No. They don't want to do that. Some people are they're conditioned for it. There is what it is. It is. Nobody wants to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's crazy. It's funny too because when this, this is late stage Great War, right? Yeah. So this is like peak mechanical intervention and the, the guns are highest. Yes, machine guns. This is the same exact war that started off with like horse mounted cavalry with fucking sabers and yes. single shot rifles. Yes. I mean, this was. This was a different. This Planes was a, this are was like the brand new. They're dropping yeah. hand grenades and railroad spikes yes. out of a plane because they don't yep. know how else to use them. Yeah, like we we got to yep. do something because we have this technology. Oh, we yeah. don't know exactly how to implement it yet. Um, Dan Carlin has a amazing series on World War Two and or World War One, and it's called The Blueprint for Armageddon. Yes, and it's fucking phenomenal, dude. Yes, this it it changed everything. It was the giant leap in warfare that you know and it was all it all started out one way and then it completely shifted and you know when you're starting off with horseback cavalry right and then you're ending with fucking tanks and poison gas sure and machine and guns stuff like that yeah bro i remember from listening to blueprint for armageddon when he was talking about describing <clears throat> the railroad cannon yes the, the railroad artillery piece that the germans had that I mean is you know a quarter mile long or some such shit because this <laughs> just the technology at the time that if you're gonna launch something that big you need something this big and he was talking about people and they have to put cotton in their ears and they have to fire the cannon with their mouths open because if they don't they'll blow their fucking eardrums yes. out. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about here? Look at that fucking beast. Yeah. This is how the Germans are laying siege to the Belgians. The Belgians. Yes, because the Belgians have these enormous walls that just surround, like, all of their important shit. 
Um, yeah, this was back. Yeah, when still yes. like this is the age when four. Come on, come on, baby, come on back to me now. Hey, hey! and and we're, we're back. back. The internet cut out, but we're doing it. We're back here. Thank you, everyone. Come join us again. Do it. Yeah, we're gonna call that. I think we're just gonna call that part one. Yeah, and uh, we'll close it out there. We don't really have anything else. We had some little local stories and stuff. Me. Um, Me. Yeah, <clears throat> apparently that was better. That was a better part one, anyways. I, I like it. Fuck the local stories. Let's talk about movies. Yeah, good, good pop culture <laughs> talk. Good, good stuff. So, really want to watch that movie. It's incredible. I really want to watch Can't that movie. It looks, enough. looks really good. There were a couple moments I had my mouth open. I was like, I just couldn't believe it was wild. Ooh. Wild. Yeah. There were some very. I thought my, I thought my wife died. Oh, said, <laughs> I'm sure he meant Wi Fi. I am certain that he meant Wi Fi, but that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my wife died. Oh uh, my gosh. No, Bilbo, it was us. It was us. We're here for you. It was weird. Yeah. Internet went out. Yes. And then by the time I went back to the modem, it was like, well, it looks like it's firing all, all cylinders. And oh, no, she's, she's back. Well, we're back. So, with that, I want to thank yeah. everyone for joining us here at Solid Streets. Yeah, thanks for coming back. Episode 137. We're just going to go into part two here. My name is Woo! Donovan. I am Colin. We are happy to have you guys here. I remember to say my name again. That's right. There you go. Follow us here, soldastreets.com. Like, subscribe, comment to all these videos here. Instagram.com slash salt of the streets. And we're back. Patreon.com slash salt of the streets. Go there, subscribe. Sign up. Help us make more, better content just like this. We have the book club. We have the beer shows. We have the live streams, which are the beer shows. We have Indeed. Uh, the news, uh, the newsletters, all these fantastic things. Go there. $5 a month gets you the newsletter. gets you all these amazing, amazing things. Deborah has been one of our patrons for a while now, so you can ask her about the newsletters. It's legit. They're great. I'm a huge fan. So, um, Did you want to talk about your book real quick? Oh, it, was that something yes. you were going to do in part yeah. one? Or? Okay. I want to talk just for a minute about it, just because I hadn't talked about it at all, because I didn't get to do the live stream, because my family has been sick. Babies have RSV. Boo! Yeah, super weak. So, I want to talk about this book just for a minute. This is the November book, as Deborah knows, How to Have Impossible Conversations, by Peter Bogosian, James Lindsay. I am 80 pages into this book. I have really enjoyed it so far. Um, Deborah says, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, the RSV. I'm sure that's what I'm like. Oh, no. I thought she was going to stream for a second. Was it stream down again? No. Everything is okay. Gun shy. Yeah. The children are getting better. They're on the come up. Obviously, the worst one is a little baby. She's six months. RSV it is what it is. But she is getting better. Things are okay. Thank you very much, Deborah. Yeah. So, the November book. Mm-hmm. Um, Had of Impossible Conversations. I. How many, how many pages are you in again? 80-something? 80 80 pages. Yeah, today 80 pages. Is, is the 12th. Slightly behind schedule there, big shooter. 6.6 6 pages oh. a day on average. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're getting there. It's been a crazy week, okay? Exactly. It's been, it's been quite the week. So <laughs> don't worry about me. I'll get my pages in. Okay, don't, don't worry about me. I'll get the pages in. But the only things I really want to say about this is that I am reading this book. I'm enjoying it. I think that it will be helpful not only for difficult conversations, but conversations between... Uh, me and my wife for conversations between just with the regular people so that it's broken down into i think four different levels of the conversation so it's like a beginner level of steps that you can go through there's a intermediate and a master level oh nice different steps that you can take to help you have these conversations right so one of the biggest things that I'm pulling from this is, is listening more, listening more, asking more questions, but also genuine questions that are pointed and get to somewhere, not just 
general information mm-hmm. questions, right? So I realized probably about a year ago, came to terms with the fact, I guess I should say, that I'm a very, I'm very, very good at uh, conveying information, very good at conveying information. I am not necessarily the best communicator. Very good at conveying information, not necessarily the best communicator. Sometimes I don't listen to everything that people are saying to me. I get wrapped up. I start thinking about what's happening next. I have a bad habit that I'm actively working on correcting because one of the things they suggest in this book is to use the steps in one chapter in real life before you move on to the next one. So as I read them, I'm trying to find things that I can easily and actively implement into my everyday conversation to try and improve those. So one of the things that I'm working on is building rapport right? I have a terrible habit of someone telling me something and relating what they've said to something about myself. And my response is that reminds me of this Mm. about myself, which is not a terrible thing. But if you're building rapport, a more effective way to do that is to ask more questions about what that person said about their experience Mm -hmm. doing that thing. Maybe then later you tell a story about yourself. And when you were saying this, it really reminded me of this time that I did this. I really enjoyed this, Mm -hmm. right? I have a terrible habit of doing that. People telling me something and I immediately think about, well, when I did this or I had something like this, I do that a lot. So that's something I'm actively trying to work on is not relating things to myself. And, and so in turn, asking just more questions about what that person said to try and get a better handle on their experience, the way they perceived that thing and the way that that is affecting the conversation that we're having now and what they carried forth with that. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I'm actively working on as a result of this book. I think that would have helped you out um, greatly when you had your um, conflict laden conversation with the one handed man at David Buster's that kicked you out because Justin Bieber was coming in. Yes. That that's, that was that was a, <laughs> that's a throwback. That is a throwback. For anyone yeah. who just heard that, that's real. That's a real thing. That's a real thing that we've talked about on the show. That's so he didn't make that up. Nope. That's a real thing. It's a great story. So, yeah, it's a very good book. I can't recommend it enough. I think that it would be good for anybody. I said I think it will be better for. It will help me have better conversations with my wife, mm-hmm. um, regular ones and tense ones. It will help me have our conversation with other people. Another thing is giving ground, seeding a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing, it seems, in having a, especially a difficult conversation, seeding a lot of ground and um, giving a lot of grace, being very understanding and always assuming the best thing, always. Even if it's a contentious conversation, you're unhappy, you feel angry, you feel stressed, you feel whatever, always being present enough with yourself to continue to give grace and continue to assume, sure, that's not what they meant when they said that, that's just how it sounds to me, and giving the most charitable interpretation of what something something that someone is saying. Yeah in that conversation instead of stopping and be like, well, you said this and it really made me feel like this. And so I want to, you know, tackle this first. If you're trying to solve a problem, if you're trying to reach a goal, taking alternate routes on the way there is not going to help you get there. It's only going to make it more difficult. So instead, just try to be more charitable, you know, be more open. Like I said, when you hear something that doesn't rub you quite quite the right way, they am probably just internalizing that a little bit because of how I feel move on from that. You don't need to worry about that. Don't stick to that detail. Mm-hmm. Focus on the big big picture. Keep getting there. That makes sense because when you think about the vast, vast, vast majority of conversations, contentious or otherwise, most people don't start off trying to trying to be, I want to say disingenuous is the wrong word, but like generally speaking, people are trying to have an, 
an honest enough conversation to try to convey whatever their thoughts at that moment are. Yes. And generally speaking, most of us are not that great at doing that. So giving grace to people like that, I think, is got to be the best way to do that because whether or not that person ultimately has bad intentions or not, they're trying to convey something to you and you need to do your best at that point to to assume that they're trying their utmost to convey their honest take on whatever whatever the opinion is or whatever their thought that they're trying to yeah. form is it's most people don't disingenuously try to manipulate conversation like that right, right from the jump most some people the, do but most of the time when someone is laying something out and they lay it out in a way that doesn't feel right to you it's because of the way that they've perceived it and internalized mm -hmm. it before they spit it out so that's another big focus is uh, epistemology, right? Which is, I did not know that word, the definition of that word prior Ooh. to that, but the basics of it is, is epistemology is how someone knows what they know. And so they advocate largely in this book for focus on epistemology. Don't focus on what they're saying, because that's not necessarily as important as why they're saying it and how they got to that endpoint. Because it could be they could be saying something that's completely wrong. In that case, it doesn't matter really what they're saying. It matters how they got there. How did you arrive mm -hmm. at such a false conclusion to this? Yeah. And that's going to be a more fruitful conversation if you're investigating how they got there than just trying to prove them wrong and show them why this isn't a good thought. Mm -hmm. Right? Instead, ask more probing questions. I don't remember exactly. That sounds like the, it, the thing that, that we got to during the blind reading on the book show. They yes. were talking about that concept yes. a lot. Yes. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so that's been a big thing, yeah, is asking more questions about why someone believes that that, and how, why do you think that? What would mm -hmm. be this? So I implemented that when I had my conversation with Jordan about gambling, about sports betting. Oh, okay. Very, just a lot of questions. There wasn't, I didn't say one time, I think this, this is my opinion. It was, what are you about this? Do you think this? Is it possible this? All that, all those things. Mm -hmm. And also to, they don't call them pointed questions. Um, there's a specific term for them. Um, was she anti-sports betting and you were pro? She was. I think it just went out again. That's so weird. What is happening? I didn't think it was like windy outside or anything. No. I don't know what's going on here. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe it's fine. Maybe it's fine. Yep, we're back. You're back. Okay. Oh my All right. Gosh. What okay. is happening? I today? don't know. I don't know. <sighs> the gods are against us. We're out in the sticks. Just so everyone knows, we are out in the sticks. We do not live in the city. Wow. This is we're, we're deep out here. When the wind hits, the wind hits hard. They're getting it's, after us out here. Yes. That's we talked about that in a little video that I posted on Instagram. Part of the reason we didn't do. Excuse me, a live stream last week. You didn't have any internet. Mm -hmm. You literally couldn't. You had no power, no internet. There yep. is no ability unless you're going to do it from your phone, which is not how it goes. No. So, <sighs> this yes. is going to be great. Now I'm going to be super. Uh, I'm going to be super paranoid because of what we're going to talk <laughs> about next. You're like, you know what's happening? You know what's happening? They're coming out against us. Yeah, those new politicians. That's, That's right. right. That's right. They're That's getting right. in there. Well, we don't have new ones here. We have old oh, ones. Oh, really? Yeah. We have old ones. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah. Now I, I'm just really. Uh, Brett on uh, Pop Culture Crisis was talking about this in one of the recent shows because they ha they kept having issues where OBS would drop, and it just turned out to be like a a tech issue they had going on. It's the feds. But you get you get fucking gun shy now, dude. Don't I, do that to I'm us like, guys. 
What's going on? What's going on? But yeah, I started the show with a warning to YouTube. Let's, <laughs> not, okay, yeah, that's, that's not good. Let's try to stay positive about what we're doing here. <laughs> Elon, you bought the wrong platform, buddy. Should have yeah. bought. You should have brought YouTube with yeah. all your billions and billions and billions of dollars. Get Wojcicki out of here. Uh, boo. That's her name, right? Susan Wojcicki. I believe so. Mm. We're gonna need more beers for this. Oh yeah. Okay. So. With that, let's get into part two. Truth right. cops. So, that's right. This article is from The Intercept. You guys can go there. Um, we should link to this article. Throw the link in the chat if we can. Can um, do. Yeah. Susan Wojcicki. Is that what I said? Probably not. I don't know. It's whatever. Susan Wojcicki. <laughs> yeah. I'm here with, I'm here for it. Bilbo knows. Bilbo knows the things. Mama Susan needs to go. Por favor. That is perfect. Oh, I was just thinking about, you know, more beers. Look at this. What a great wife. Thank you so much. I love it when the flight attendant's in town. All right. Oh, there we All go. Right. I'm there here we for go. It. All right. So, part two governmental involvement with social media. That's how I have it written out of here. Truth Cops is the name of this article. Colin just put it in the chat there. In the chat there, if you guys want to read it, if you want to share it with anybody else, of course, subscribe, share, comment on this, like it, tell everybody about it. It's the only way that any of this information is ever going to get out. I want to start right here, right? We have been talking about this type of collusion for some time now. Oh, yeah. So it should surprise nobody that this is what we're seeing. I think what is so upsetting is the level of deception needed to keep the narrative continued that this isn't happening and the obvious gaslighting until they said the quiet part out loud with the government with the governance board Mm -hmm. that was kind of the thing that blew the doors off of that that like hold on you're talking about not not just these little groups that were made in donald trump and these other little factions of dhs you're talking about an active group whose job it is to police and deal with misinformation you guys are being way too open about this yeah so at that point that that kind of blew the doors off of the whole deal of like there's obviously something deeper going on here than what we can factually prove right so we are uh gonna just kind of read pretty much this whole article um and we will go through (laughs) what are you what are you finding i was gonna pull up the video from uh of that woman of that woman but it's singing the song it was so bad it's really scary. How they did it. It's really, really scary. Yeah, that's all right. We're not going to go there. We'll go back to the article. Yeah. Okay, so we will read this article, and then we will take some stops along the way and Again, talk about the meant for us to do this on the stream because they yes. do the column style. Wow. Huge fan of how people do this Good these days. Good like you, we know what you're going to do with this, guys. Here you go. Shout out to The Intercept. Also, shout out to The Intercept. We've been listening and watching and reading their content for quite some time now. Yeah. They definitely have a left-leaning tilt, no question. Yeah, once Glenn Greenwald left, it the took a hard left tilt. It did. It, and it, they were it, very left to begin with because Glenn Greenwald was oh, yeah. very left. They but, were always very left, but it, it got kind of weird for a while. Yeah. And on my, you don't have the news guard or whatever, ground news thing up at the mm-hmm. top. So my breakdown for this is 7% left, 6% center, and 87% right. And what that means is that this topic is only covered, is covered by 87% right-leaning sources. Yes. Which means only 7% of left-leaning sources covered this. The Intercept included, which is Ooh. the originating source. This is the source material. Boo. Right? Boo. Not good. 
Nobody not talks good about at this. All. It's no. not on mainstream media at all. No, no, it's only on the new media. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not any of this. Yeah. So the bias distribution. See so the people on the left that covered it are head topics, the intercept, <laughs> um, odyssey.com, a u d a c y, and makeuseof.com, which sound like. Uh, Isn't what Odyssey you... that video platform? No, that's it's a it, different one. Not this one. This is A U D A C Y. This is a different platform. Mm-hmm. That's O D Y S E E or some shit like that. Um, yeah. So, and that what that tells me the fact that there's only these four over there. That's that tells, nuts. And, the, and these other two, Odyssey and MakeUseOf.com, sound to me like. What do you call that when what what like a uh, like lives of TikTok? What kind of account is that? Like a uh, 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 like culmination account or some something like yeah, that? Yeah, where they right? co coalate. Hmm. You know yeah, what I'm talking it's, it's about? Yeah, it's where they just gather other yeah so things. It, it looks to me like that's what Odyssey.com and what MakeUseOf.com are are sites that do that that just gather information to catalog them so that people can see it. So MakeUseOf.com. There you go. Trending topics. That's interesting. PC and mobile's number one lifestyle hardware. This is definitely a tech platform. Yeah. Interesting. And it's a middle-of-the-road tech platform as far as ground news has them described. Oh, yeah. Fact check true. So. I like it. Middle of the road. Okay. So let's get into this article. Again, shout out Intercept. The Department of Homeland Security is quietly broadening its effort to curb speech it considers dangerous, an investigation by The Intercept has found. Years of internal DHS memos, emails, and documents obtained via leaks and an, outgoing, and an ongoing lawsuit, as well as public documents, illustrate an expansive effort by the agency to influence tech platforms. The work, much of which remains unknown to the American public, came into clear view earlier this year when DHS announced a new Disinformation Governance Board, a panel designed to police information, fa- misinformation, false information spread unintentionally, disinformation, false information spread intentionally, and malinformation, factual information shared typically out of context with harmful intent. That allegedly threatened U.S. interests. While the board was widely ridiculed, immediately scaled back, and then shut down within a few months, other initiatives are underway as DHS pivots to monitoring social media now that its original mandate, the war on terror, has been wound down. Mm. Mm. Focus inward. Interesting. I don't like yes, the addition not... of the, the newer term, malinformation. No. I was already uncomfortable enough with miss and dis because... People have a right to lie about things, and that's always been the case, and you can you could do that all the time. But by the time you, you put in malinformation, which is true, but lacks context in some form With of a... harmful intent. How do you fucking prove that's intent? That's the other part, yeah, is attributing intent to, to somebody who? when they're a meme account. Yeah. Just a meme account, a random account that's exactly. on there. Libs of TikTok. Spreading, sharing information that's factual, but it's out of context and it's with malice. You know, you, what you didn't, of course, I'm you just sharing you to, the information, right? And that's you can see how easily those a uh, co yes coalition. Thank you. Um, you can see how easily just those definitions can be applied to somebody like mm-hmm. this of TikTok of an account oh, that yeah. doesn't post their own content. They don't say anything. They don't really editorialize anything they put up. They tell you where this came from, who the person is. Nope. All they just they just collect information and put it out there. But it could in two seconds I found a way that it could be used against them. Yeah. Right? It's just to attribute malice intent malicious intent for them. When nope. you don't have any way to do that. And before uh Taylor Lorenz 
doxed that yeah. woman on the internet. No one would even known who she was. Nope. So I was just gonna say that. I was like, yeah, it was it was essentially just like a, a it was like a uh, there's another word I'm trying to think of, but yeah, it, it was a coalition coalition account or whatever. It just right. it just gathered various bits of data and you know, like put it out there for people to see. There was nothing. There was no intent behind it, necessarily. It could have been... I mean, you could easily see it if Libs of TikTok was themselves... Curating. One of the... Curation. Curation, curation account. Ah, yes. Because that's what my Twitter feed is. Just a curation of information, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, but, the, I mean, depending on the the person behind Libs of TikTok, that, that account could have gone... Either way, it could have just been people that were like proud of these these TikToks being put out there, and it was only perceived to be a negative thing because of who this person was right. or the popularity that it gained on one side as like a you know libs posting their L's type of thing. You right. know, it could have been interpreted completely differently depending on who watched it at that point. Right, which is weird to think about. <clears throat> It's all in the interpretation of the viewer at that your point. Your perception, yes. Yeah. So about the way that you perceive that information. Yeah. Yes. Can you imagine a world in which the lips of TikTok was embraced by the same people that post those TikToks and go, "Oh yeah, this is just a, it's just a, it's a account that shows the best of us." doing our things with our neo pronouns and this that and the other thing and it's just like if you want to know about all these things go to libs of tiktok you could see it all it was it only became negative because a certain faction picked right. up on its popularity had the mind right, you yeah had the right not focused in and i, yeah. I can see it, it's it could have gone yeah Mind you, we know much more about the person behind libs of tiktok now and you we know what it is but well and i'm just thinking my only hang-up, you're, you're not wrong, my, my only hang-up that it took me a while to get there is that <laughs> the part of the reason the left pushes so hard against Libs of TikTok is because they don't want that information out to just anybody. They want it out to the people that yeah. they want it out to. So when you show it to anybody, they're yeah. like, hey, you can't fucking do that. Why? I thought you were proud of this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So in a world where they, were, where they actually bought their own bullshit, yes. And the right had not bought into libs of TikTok, they would be sharing it all over the place. Interesting. As like, look at how fucking cool we are. When <laughs> so opposite of how it yeah. exposed them, one hundred percent. And if they didn't see it that way, if it was someone who who even was editorializing to the, editorializing to the effect that they were saying, check this out, you know, mm -hmm. in a positive way, check this out, prayer hands, clapping emoji, whatever, they were like, ah, it's fucking awesome, yeah. right? Checking out all these different genders and all the whatevers, and look at this teacher with the yeah. fake tits and all the things, you know? Yes. Be pleased about it. So I'm really upset we don't have closure on yet. We don't know if that's a total still, troll or not. Right. We, just, we still don't know. I would like to think it's a troll. It, I would, it, I yeah. would, uh, I would prefer to think that it's a troll. That it's, this guy is just like, I've had enough of this shit. Yeah, it but, seems to be, but we just don't know. I just don't know. Because Some I, things you're never going to find the answers to. We're never going to find out about the hammer. Because I saw something yesterday that... Someone ruled it must have been a quarter something that that dude can continue to wear those fake tits at work. Word, like you, what? Word. <laughs> what? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Even if that is real, yeah, you're gonna it's gonna caught this much fire and you're still gonna be like, yeah, fuck it, just keep going, do it. You do you, man. I'm all I'm pro tits. I'm here for it. <laughs> I just, that's crazy. That's, that's a crazy, crazy way to think. Uh, side yeah. note, uh, Luke. 
Luke J- w- Wachowski. Rudkowski. Rudkowski. He, the uh, shop teacher, yes. Yeah, right. the shop teacher. Uh, he uh, dressed up as the shop right. teacher for Halloween. <laughs> oh, really? I, I saw that on the on the, awesome. on the Cast Castle. That is awesome. Anyway, right. sorry. Yeah, no, that's fine. Let's continue. It's getting so dark. We got to bring a little light in here. Behind and we're closed... only in the first part. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's quite the article. <laughs> we're going to spend the full segment on this yes. article. Behind closed doors and through pressure on private platforms, the U.S. government has used its power to try and shape online discourse. According to meeting minutes and other records appended to a lawsuit filed by Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt, a Republican who is also running for Senate. Discussions have ranged from the scale and scope of government intervention in online discourses to the mechanics of streamlining takedown requests for false or intentionally misleading information. Streamlining, right? Making it easier mm-hmm. for you to for them to request to take things down off of the internet. This is a quote now. Platforms have got to get comfortable with government. It's really interesting how hesitant they remain. Microsoft executive Matt Masterson, a former DHS official, a former DHS official. Mm-hmm. Okay, this this is another level of this that I don't think necessarily addressed in this way. It's not it's to not. their fault. It's that's not what this is about. But it's yeah. a whole other level of this of the level of of collusion the revolving door from government to private sector and this is not just about information it is the military like we talked about last episode it is in this case information it is the mm-hmm. medical company it is people or the medical companies people working for the fda who used to work for big pharma you know it's all over the place it is every facet of the government yeah. that we will welcome you in and then high five you on the way out if you want to work here then work there and then come back here and then come back there and just keep doing whatever yeah. and double dip in as long as you're not doing it at the same time yeah we've talked about this Sign before but when you look at the all of the big tech companies including social media companies yes all of their cybersecurity personnel and a lot of people in the engineering realm of like creating the codes and the algorithmic stuff they all used to work for the government in cybersecurity. they the vast majority of people that work in the private sector in that realm all came from previous cybersecurity jobs in the government yes this is how these relationships got built it's because they're all the same people they're talking to to their old colleagues that's how with how we got here this is not just it's not just it would almost be worse if it was just random people that were in the private sector that reached out to the government, government reached out to them, and they had this handshake right. deal and all. These are the same people that were in government before. And then they got the jobs at the big tech platforms, and now they're just talking to their old colleagues. And, of course, that relationship is going to intensify. Right. It's disgusting. Yeah, it would be just a... To harden your example, it would be dark enough if it was just Vigigati meeting with mm-hmm. the different members of the DHS and these boards and stuff like that to figure out what's going on. But you said instead... And she's like a rare case where she didn't used to work for the government. Right. She's right. a very rare case. But she has colleagues and co-workers who did. Yep. And so she has, they have that foot in the door on both places of yep. being able to say, well, I work with these people right now and I can yeah. advocate for them to work with you and advocate for you to work with them and, you know, just yeah. make sure that I speak my piece the whole time. That's just going to be so much easier mm-hmm. if we we just mm-hmm. all work together, you know? Yeah. We're all pro-government shills that went into the private sector. Yeah, Imagine isn't that. great? In a March meeting, Laura Demlo, an FBI official, warned that the threat of subversive information on social media could undermine support for the U.S. government. Dear Lord. Yeah, which I did not realize became illegal. Yes, you must. If you live in America, you must support the United States government or yeah. else get the fuck out. Yep. That's the whole... 
this whole love it or leave it thing. And you know, I know we got like a lot of whatever. Love it or leave it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a good way to think about this country. America, love it or leave it. That's not a good way to think about this place, right? Uh-uh. We, we've we talked many times about nationalistic pride that we have to a certain extent and all that type of stuff. You, you need to be realistic with yourself and with the place that we live and recognize that this government does not have your best interest at heart. These people yeah. who run this government do not have your best interest at heart, mm-hmm. right? There's a difference between America, American values, and American government. Yes. Those are all very different things. That's why I say at the top of every show, we're pro-America, anti-government. 100%. Yep. 100%. America and the U.S. government are not the same thing. 100%. Nor were they ever. I hate to be one of those guys, but America's an idea. It kind of... It's a it's a group of founding ideals, and it's you know ensconced in the in the Constitution as best as they could. But I mean, it is a a set of morals and values and ethics that is liberty liberty based. Yes, and that is what America is. And if you embrace those things, you can be an American too. Yes, that's the idea. It, it is certainly it is, has not, nothing to do with the government. No, and it is certainly not as Joe Biden has said. We the people are the government. It no, certainly is not. Those are not the same thing. Nope. We the people are not the government. Those are very, very, very different things. Yep. They they couldn't be further apart from each other. We the people and the government. Yep. They are in fact the exact opposite of each other. Yep. So that's a, that's how it's a, a good just a peek into the way the these people think about you the way they think about this country and the way they see the dynamics now they should mm-hmm. work out that we are we the people from a joe biden perspective we are we the people we are what do you mean no you're not you are nope. no longer the people you are the president of the united states you are no longer the people you haven't been the people bro in like 50 years you don't count anymore you don't you don't count no. into that number of we the people it doesn't no. work that way take your fucking carhartt shirt off there fetterman i hate that shit i hate Demlo, according to notes of the discussion attended by senior executives, attended by senior executives from Twitter and J.P. Morgan Chase, yeah, right, mm. a banking company, mm. stressed mm. that we need a media infrastructure that is held accountable. Okay, there is a certain element of truth to that, right? That we do need a media infrastructure that is held accountable when they say things or actively attempt to mislead people when they're gaslighting people about COVID nineteen about. Any number of things about the security of a, of a given election, those things need to be – you need to be held accountable for that because you lied. You straight up lied to people. You knew what the truth was, and you uh, you actively tried to lie to people. You tried to dissuade us and alter our thinking. You deserve and need to be held accountable for that. Yep. Do you need to be held accountable if you say something that the government doesn't like? No. No, you don't. That's not at all how this works, right? You – as the media, it is your job to cut against the government. That's your job. That is your job, to mm-hmm. hold them at account. Not yourself. Not that you shouldn't be holding yourself accountable. Yeah. It is your job as a journalist, as as journalists, as the media, to hold the government accountable for what it is doing. What did the, they used to call it? The fourth estate or something like that? The fourth state. The fourth state. Yeah. Because that, that was the entire job. Is when when you, the all powerful betters try to tell you something, if it's not true, the media tells you yes. that. But now they actively corroborate. They're all, the same, they're all the same thing now. Yes. Now they actively corroborate with these groups to ensure that you aren't receiving the, the correct information for you to make up your own mind. That's that's what's happening right yep. now. And control the narrative. Yeah, we'll get into a little more. Then I'll make my first point. Uh, we do not coordinate. This is very important, right? We do not coordinate with other entities when making content moderation decisions, and we independently evaluate content in line with Twitter rules. A spokesperson for Twitter wrote in a statement to The Intercept, they're telling you, we don't work with anybody else when we make these decisions, when we 
when we make content moderation decisions and we independently evaluate content in line with our rules. Mm-hmm. No one else tells us what to look at. No one else tells us what to do with it. That's what they just said. That's what they told the media. That's what they told The Intercept to, again, by all accounts, it's left very accurate. Very accurate, very honest. This is not a news source that if someone presented it to me, I would say, oh, well, it's The Intercept. You never know. I'd say, well, if they're writing about it, it's probably correct because mm-hmm. they don't tend to lie about shit. Yeah. And you know what that is? That statement is a piece of malinformation. Yes. That is a true yes. statement that lacks context that, uh, what do they say, malinformation, that uh, intent With to harm. With intent, yeah. yeah. Because, what they're ta- because what they said is probably factually true, that they make these decisions on content moderation independently based off of their rules we independently evaluate content in line with twitter rules but their their rules are set up in coordination with the government right and also we're being sent piece of information that we don't have to look at yeah but people would like us to look at and so because it's there we'll take a look at it we decide though we don't have we decide we decide if we want to look at it they just submit it to the portal Mm -hmm. we'll get to that yeah we'll get to the there's also a formalized process for government officials it's so great these two they're so this article is written so good the way that it's constructed there's also a formalized process for government officials to directly flag content on facebook or instagram and request that it be throttled or suppressed through a special facebook portal that requires a government or law enforcement email to use at the time of writing, the content request system at facebook.com slash xtakedown slash login is still live. DHS and Meta, the parent company of Facebook, did not respond to a request for comment. The FBI declined to comment. Okay, so... This is the PowerPoint we that they do, send we them. Have to, we do have to say the portal is, is for Meta, right? And yes. It's a Twitter official that said this. Yep. I don't have any reason to believe there is not some form of something very similar with Twitter. Right. I don't have any evidence of that. I absolutely assume that there is some form of direct communication for the government to send Twitter or or alert them to a specific piece of content that they would like to be taken a look at. Yep. I, I would bet anything on it. Right. Oh, you yeah. may not have a portal that's publicly accessible like this one was for Facebook because they're stupid assholes. But I guarantee that it's there. And yep. if they're not, they're still lying because, like you said, we'll get into later in the article, they're still actively meeting, creating entire work groups with the federal government and different DHS facets and assets so they can help them decide what they should and shouldn't be looking at and should and shouldn't be taking down. Yep. Right? I mean, when you're having monthly meetings, I mean... Monthly meetings. That's all you got to do. Yeah. So I want to make one of my first points here, right? The level of collusion at play is not only unconstitutional, but deeply subversive and authoritarian in nature. What does it say about the individuals working for tech companies that they were willing to take these steps to help increase the control that their government has on its fellow citizens? Right. I would also be willing to bet would be willing to bet that they believe that Donald Trump is an authoritarian. Right. Yep. They're probably saying that same shit to their families right now. Donald Trump's an authoritarian. Mm-hmm. Well, you're actively helping grow the authoritarian state in your day job before Elon Musk fired you. Uh-huh. You are a piece Look of garbage. You are a piece of garbage. Yes. Right. Because in their opinion, authoritarianism is only bad when it's authoritarianism that you don't agree with. Yes. That's, you know, because yes. I mean, there is no there's no way to say Donald Trump is not an authoritarian. He Certainly. is, 100%. Certainly. So are they. Yes. All so of is, them are. So is the federal government as it exists now. This it is just, an authoritarian it, regime. Yes. And it, as evidenced by the fact that they are working to try and actively, almost single-handedly, choose what people can and cannot share on the internet. Yeah. That's right? a whole other level. If they, if they could, they would. Mm-hmm. They know. 
and and I know that because they because are. They tried to make a board of inf- of misinformation and disinformation. Yes. And America said, wait, 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 wait. That sounds an awful like the administration of truth, right? Sounds an awful like 1984. Yeah. Isn't that weird? And they said, mm. that's crazy. We would never do anything like that. Yeah. We would never try to subvert people's free speech. We'll just we'll put it on hold, right? That's we know that because they told you that they were do that they wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. What they were doing was no longer good enough for them. So they're going to take another step. We're just going to have a direct hand in it. Yep. We're just we're going to have a direct hand in it. We don't need the backdoor portal. We don't need these backdoor meetings. We don't need any of this shit anymore. Yep. You can have them still. We have a public agency now. Yeah, you can have them still. Send one of those people from those meetings over to us. We'll talk to them. We'll decide what we're going to do from that level. Right. Yeah, and they get into we it. We know that's happening. They get into it later in the article, but they. They already have the agency that does that exact same thing. Yes. This, they just, when they tried to make a, a new public one, there was pushback, so they got rid of the public one. It's still there. It's still happening. They still have the direct hand. It's just, it's in. It's behind the curtain now. Yes. Still. So the last thing I want to say about this particular thing, the direct portal is about as dark as it gets. It's literally yeah. a direct line from the government for them to be able to request that censorship take place. Yeah. That's, that's literally what that is, right? There's, that's actually, by definition, what that is. Mm-hmm. It's a direct portal for us to request that an action is taken on a piece of information, right? But what if... No, go ahead. In no world, it's a very easy point, in no world should the government have a hand in regulating speech outside of the limitations set in the Constitution and the subsequent rulings. There you right? go. That answers in, it. In no world. I was going to say, because what if it's... Uh... You know, an, uh, an, an act. What is if it's an active piece of illegal speech? Yeah, I mean, if you're actively tweeting threats to somebody, yeah. you can't do that. You're you not allowed do that. to threaten people. Yeah. You can't do that. If it's, right? a, if it's a beheading video. Can't do that. We don't share that information here, right? There's also, we'll get into it like a little bit later. Mm-hmm. There's There are the, the worst thing about it. Maybe not the worst. One of the more striking aspects of this is the actual use of, and viability of a program like this, right? Mm-hmm. They talk about it a little bit later. Like, the removal of ISIS accounts, that's not a terrible idea. You know what I'm saying? You have accounts that are actively trying to recruit people in other nations to mm-hmm. join ISIS and travel to the Middle East so they can fight in a holy war that they would have no fucking idea about if they weren't on Twitter. Probably not a bad idea. Those people don't really need to be here, mm-hmm. right? You're trying to convince regular fucking Westerners and shit to buy into Sharia law and come over and fight for a terrorist organization. Probably don't need that on the platform, right? I feel comfortable giving, seeding that ground that, listen, if you want to take down fucking ISIS accounts, I'm fine with that. As a private right? company, 100%. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to say, yeah, I'm not going to say that it's not at its core violating someone's free speech. Certainly it is. Mm. We're talking about. But let's wh- be real here. But let's be real here. I'm willing to seed that ground yeah. of you taking some things down because that has no net benefit to America. We yeah. know that's happening, right? I know yeah. that's there. I know people are being beheaded. I know I, did, I know ISIS exists. I know that they're trying to, to recruit people in other countries. Mm-hmm. I don't need to run across it on Twitter to know that it's real, right? Yeah. So that's like one of, to me, one of the worst parts about it is that there's there are actual legitimate uses for something like this. Mm-hmm. It's, we're just so far past that that it's not even almost worth mentioning anymore because that's not what they're doing. Yeah. Like It was something like 2016 inch, or 28, 2008 when they were doing that ISIS shit. You know, it's like during Obama. So it's barely even relevant anymore to bring it up, even though that's it's the true. core you know, of what they were doing. Really great. <laughs> almost not relevant to even discuss anymore. Yeah. 
So let's continue here. DHS's mission to fight disinformation stemming from concerns around Russian influence in the 2016 presidential election began taking shape during the 2020 election and over efforts to shape discussions around vaccine policy during the coronavirus pandemic. So we're really concerned about Russian disinformation. It's just going to take us like four years to get it off the ground. And we're going to be covering a completely different topic. But we're really concerned about it. The most safe and secure election ever. Yeah, 100%. Documents collected by The Intercept from a variety of sources, including current officials and publicly available reports, reveal the evolution of a more active, more active measures by DHS. According to a draft copy of DHS's Quadrennial Homeland Security Review, <laughs> DHS's capstone report outlining the department's strategy and priorities in the coming years, the department plans to target quote, inaccurate information on a wide range of topics, including the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic and the efficacy of COVID-19 vaccines, racial justice, U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, and the nature of U.S. support in the Ukraine. Okay, I'm Racial say justice. One, two, three, four, five different topics. We've covered at least four of those mm-hmm. deeply. Yep. We talked about George Floyd and all that type of shit back in the day, but that's different from, I think, what they're describing here, this racial justice shit. Because I yeah. think what they're talking about is more of this, the Stacey Abrams tilt where three days before the midterm, she's like, you know, there's active attempts to, uh, what, do, what do they call that, um, like making it harder for someone to vote. Voter suppression. Uh, yeah. yeah. Active attempts for people to voter suppress and give misinformation to black males specifically. Specifically, <sighs> specifically. black males. What's her Keisha Lance Bottoms? She's saying that she's in her house seeing her kids being delivered false information, specifically because they're black. Really? 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 That's the claim you want to make? That's what you that's what you want to claim? Is that just because you have black kids, they are specifically being given misinformation. Just them? Only them. Really? How do they know? That's retarded. Yes. That's a that's a ridiculous thing to say. Yes, that's it literal is. retarded thinking. That doesn't make any sense. That's delayed thinking that only one group would be historically, yes. Historically, yes. There have been individual voter suppression efforts towards black people. Yep. A thousand percent. We're talking about fucking twenty twenty now. We're talking about twenty twenty. There are absolutely some people still motivated by race in America. Of course. Yeah. Don't be ridiculous. That's, that's a ludicrous be a thing. thing to think that there wouldn't be. Yeah. Everyone is is an individual person. There absolutely is. So to say that there isn't one government official who is doing something to try and suppress the black male vote because of his racism, that's probably not correct, right? There's almost definitely someone doing that. I'm not going to say that isn't a thing. To say that it's widespread across the country, we're trying to actively give misinformation, disinformation to black males so they don't know who to vote for? What the fuck are you talking about? Well, and also that completely misunderstands how these platforms work. Because at that point, you're talking about a, a, a systemic platform issue. These platforms are not doing that. No. No. Because, yeah, they're algorithms created by the platforms themselves. And that's how that would work. Then they are actively, definitely, definitely not doing that. Yeah. I don't know how you square that corner. So let's talk about these topics for just a second, right? The origin of the COVID-19 pandemic. We have been talking... The lab leak thing, man. Probably. You got kicked off of all the platforms for even mentioning that at the beginning. I know for certain when we did our initial COVID live stream, Mm -hmm. we said there is a possibility, probably a good possibility, that it came from a lab because Mm -hmm. of the way that it worked out. Yeah. I don't know at the time we said it definitely did that, but 
along the way, we said this is almost definitely the way they go. Yeah. So it doesn't really seem to be any way to die that, right? Uh, it took uh, probably until about six weeks ago until the United States government was like, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah. Right? The efficacy of the COVID-19 vaccines. We sat on here for as long as we could, saying as much as we could legally, covering things. Like, probably not a good idea. Probably doesn't seem like it works very well, all this type of shit. Now that we have these studies, Pfizer is like, oh, we actually didn't test whether or not it stops you from giving it to other people. Like at all. We don't know. Like we didn't do uh, that we at all. We just didn't even try that. Yeah. Um, we have all these numbers. We have the reality now of the, all of these statistics that have been adjusted for inflation, adjusted for all the things, right? We know now all this stuff, but it took, again, all until about six weeks ago yep. until it was okay and you wouldn't be actively removed from a platform for saying those things, yeah. right? Who was it that was lying about? It was the government. It was, it was the, the government. Gov- it was the government, oh. right? It's the same thing about the president the of the United States the actively spreading misinformation, disinformation. See, the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan. I sat here Ooh. for close to two hours mm-hmm. and did a direct comparison between the withdrawal from Vietnam and the withdrawal from Afghanistan. Draw some pretty striking comparisons between the two, in my in, in my personal including opinion. literal helicopters on top of embassy roofs. Isn't that interesting? So. The only the only thing that we didn't have in Vietnam that we did have in Afghanistan was the 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 locals clinging to the landing gear of planes as they took off. Right. Market, right. Instead, they climbed worse. up the outside of the Vietnam embassy. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about that. Uh, again, the United States government lied about that. That's who it was. What's the government again? Uh, the nature of U.S. support for Ukraine. See, we said the Zeke. first day that we knew we are in part two, Zeke. Um, the first day that we knew this was happening, the first day that we talked about this here, mm-hmm. I said... There are United States boots on the ground there. I don't care yep. what anybody says. I don't I don't care. I don't care what anybody says. That's not true. It's a lie. Last time we were here, what did we talk about? <laughs> the boots, boots on the on ground. Boots on the ground. <laughs> Who's lying about us? The government, right? Isn't that so interesting that all four of these things that we've covered in depth on this show, we were not lying about, no. right? Even though we've been actively suppressed, right? Can't prove that. Can't prove it. In my personal opinion, we've been actively suppressed mm-hmm. by Meta specifically. Twitter is neither here nor there. We were not lying about it, right? We were acting based off of not only the best information that we had, but also our gut instincts as mm-hmm. far as the Vietnam thing, as far as the boots on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was unwilling to even consider another alternative <laughs> because it's such a ridiculous <laughs> idea because it's so patently ridiculous. this would be the first time in history that we don't? Okay. Because okay. it would be so patently fucking ridiculous for that to be true. Yes. Wasn't even willing to consider it. Was so convinced I didn't even look it up yeah. until it was, oh, what's the topic? Oh, Two seconds. Mm-hmm. Oh, so there are boots on the ground there. I'm sorry I yeah. used my active critical thinking skills right. to make an educated right. opinion on something. Right. When you it turned out to be act right. as an individual, you act with agency, mm-hmm. you act with responsibility, you act with integrity, you will be removed. Yes. These are not things that we do here. We don't do that here anymore. Mm-hmm. You are to accept the party line, wipe your chin, and say thank you. Those right. are the things that you're allowed to do here. Th- that is all. That's yeah. insanity. You're, 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 we're, we now are being blamed, right? According, we're going to reread this paragraph now. According to a draft of the DHS's Quadrennial Homeland Security Review, DHS's capstone report outlining the department's strategy and priorities in the coming years, the department plans to target inaccurate information on a wide range of topics, including the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic, which we've known the truth of for some time now. The efficacy of the COVID-19 vaccines, which we have known the truth of for some time now. Racial justice. I don't know. U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, which we've known the truth of for some time now. And the nature of U.S. support for Ukraine, which we have known the truth of for some time now. Oh, since fucking Eisenhower's leaving office? We've known mm. since then, since before this was even a blink in the eye of anybody who was even alive now? We've known since then. 
since that guy who was the president, who also was, I don't know, a general in the United States military, right? He just happened to be both of those things. And he's yeah. saying, listen, before I go, dear God, please don't, please, please stop this. Please be weary of the military industrial complex, right? That's the, literally the last speech that he's giving is watch out for this shit that I just spent my entire life running. Mm-hmm. Watch out. Dear God, watch out. Said, fuck that guy. He's an idiot. He's not real. He doesn't know. This is this isn't this is World War Two. This is real now. This is this is Vietnam. This is yep. different. It's different. It's different. It's different now. This is Raytheon. This isn't just the United States government. We're not just taking over people's factories and making stuff. This is Raytheon. This is free free market. They're doing their own thing. Yeah, it's Boeing. It's you don't know what you're I talking mean, about. Yeah. Ike. Ike. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what are we talking about, guys? What are we talking about? Uh, That's right. So you know I'm an OG. You know that his name is Ike. Exactly. Well, he went by Ike. But <laughs> you guys were homies. I mean, you're old enough. Y'all Jesus. know what it is. <laughs> my soul. My soul. Yeah. My soul and Ike. Your soul came from the forties, bro. <laughs> <laughs> my soul's one of the guys standing behind Eisenhower. I like, wouldn't be surprised. I mean, like if you were a Buddhist, I'd be like, no, you're just a. You've been reborn. <laughs> Oh, important note here. This is all centering around around DHS, right? Yes, Department of Homeland Security. Which was created underneath? George Bush Hmm. in the wake of 9-11. Interesting. Patriot Act. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. One might say it was literally weaponized the minute Dick Cheney was able to do it. It's like, let's do it. And now we're into it. This is... I'm glad you set up that so it's perfect for my next point. This is a perfect example of the way government grows naturally as a side effect of itself. Yes. Right? DHS still claims to focus mainly on counterterrorism to keep the homeland safe, but the security of our homeland is placed in great danger by disinformation and misinformation. That's mm. their claim now, right? And it's not it's not the terrorists that we just walked away from, right? It's not it's not Afghanistan where the Taliban is now not letting little girls go to school like oh who was that said that fucking everyone who signs the government, right? <laughs> fucking everybody who signs the government. You say you probably shouldn't do that. They're not gonna let those girls go to school. You keep getting me. I'm like, oh who's oh it was the government. That's right, it was the government. <laughs> oh, and who lied about Oh, it was the it was government. The government. That's I wow. forget, man. I just I keep forgetting um, that it was Joe Biden <laughs> that said we trust the Taliban is gonna let these girls go to school. Right now, now that the Taliban is saying, oh, just in Kabul, we're not going to let them go to school. It's not mm-hmm. a base just for here for right now. There's just a lot of craziness going on in Kabul. We just can't have little girls going to school. Right. It's really not safe for the nation, for small girls to be receiving a rudimentary education. It's yeah. very dangerous. Can't right. Do that. Whatever you say, Dwight Schrute. Fucking. <laughs> if you're, do you know what I'm talking go about? Go back there's, to your fucking beet farm. Do you know what I'm talking about? There is an episode when. A little girl asks him to buy cookies uh-huh. for the Girl Scouts. And he says, I don't really know. I don't really believe in teaching girls uh, like uh, independence and leadership skills. Fucking <laughs> 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 the office is never going to die. It is, so, it is eternally amazing. All right. Um, Once we got out of the hands of the British, it became good. Yeah. Um, so let's see the challenge. Let's keep going. Mm-hmm. The challenge is particularly acute in marginalized communities. The report states, which are often the target of false or misleading information, such as false information on voting procedures, targeting people of color. Also, people on the left could just be honest. 
right? Good. Because there is an immense amount of lies that come with people on the left of, oh, black people are too fucking dumb to find out how to get an ID, right? And black people don't drive, and they don't, they don't, they can't figure they all these things. They can't do read. that. They can't do this shit. Yeah. What do you mean? It's racist for you to expect someone to be able to get a fucking ID, even though you need an ID to, I don't know, get government documents to do anything that requires for me to validate your personality. You have to have some form of identification, right? Yes. It's illegal past the age of 16 to not have identification on you. Isn't that interesting? It's illegal. Right? We don't want to put you more in line with the law by giving you identification. It's illegal? Yes. I did not know yes. that. You're over the age. I don't think that you'll like get it. It's a crime. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But the regulation is past the point that you can obtain an ID. You're required to have a legal identification on you in case something happens that you can prove your identity with the mm-hmm. police. No, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Because yes. when you think, yeah, are you a citizen? And at 16, you have more agency because you can drive and stuff like that. You're not, you're less likely to be with your parents, you know, things like that. When if you're 15 and under, yeah. you're almost definitely going to be with your parents if you're out in public. Yeah. So, the inclusion of the 2021 U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan is particularly noteworthy, given that House Republicans, should they take the majority in the midterms, have vowed to investigate, quote, this makes Benghazi look like a much smaller issue. <laughs> Fact that <are> true. <sighs> DHS is probably the most useless department we are spending money on. Uh, case in point, the man that attacked Paul Pelosi with a hammer somehow managed to slip through their security, even though they have 24-7 security. What up, Zeke? Isn't that interesting? Yeah, we're going to... That's that's a part four topic, by the way. Isn't that We'll talk about that. Because I just bought a house, mm-hmm. right? I know that I have $1,000 with the security cameras on order, Right. I'm not the speaker of the house. <laughs> you would think, you would think, especially if your house is in a place, California, with so much goddamn crime all over the place, you might have some security that's going to catch some things, right? Even a ring doorbell maybe. with a battery fed that's on a two-second delay, so maybe we can't see your face. We can see, oh, there's a person who just walked in my yard, mm-hmm. right? That might be beneficial. Maybe. You know, I happen to know that the ring sends a notification to your fucking phone. I mean, so one of your three government phones, probably. Yeah, so you know the phone that you're able to go to the bathroom and place a phone call on? That same one you have in your hand? The Ring doorbell would actually send a notification to that phone so you can see that there's someone in your house. But I'm an old, so I keep my phone in another room when I go to bed. Until you're in an altercation with someone with a hammer. We, I can't. We gotta wait. We gotta wait. <laughs> I don't, what are we, we gotta about? wait. We gotta what wait. What are we talking about? We gotta wait on that one because there's so much. Yes. How disinformation is defined by the government has not yet been clearly articulated, and the inherently subjective nature of what consists, dis, what constitutes disinformation, pro, provides a broad opening for DHS officials to make politically motivated determinations about what constitutes dangerous speech. This is a really good example. Yeah. When COVID was first going on, I shared an article about how the strain and all the stuff was almost definitely from a bat right almost definitely from a bat i don't remember it was like a very legitimate source that i had shared this information from it got i don't think it got removed from facebook but it was covered up and it was fact checked because fact checked as false because the dna could also potentially have come from a pangolin that's right right it's not the entire world learned about pangolins. Yeah, that day. not that it's potentially false because it could also be from a pangolin, but it's completely false because it could also mm-hmm. come from a pangolin. Hey, an independent fact checker verified. Yeah, okay? so it's not relevant that it's from an animal, right? That's not relevant. It matters more that I said that it was the wrong animal. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Did you have the animal in a cage in your lab? Then I don't care what type of animal it is. It's misinformation. I don't care what kind of animal it is. 
Does it have scales or does it have wings? I don't care. It doesn't matter to me what the biological makeup of that animal is. Did you use it to make a virus that killed millions of people or that helped them die? Did you do that? Maybe. Why? So it doesn't I really matter to me what kind of animal you use. I think it's way more likely that it came from a wet market next door to a viral research lab. The I only think, level four in that area, right? I, th- I think it's it's the only. It was like one of two around the globe. But yeah, I, I think it's much more likely that it came from a wet market next door to that lab. Yeah, contagion style. Yeah, definitely. Oh, such a good, movie. So, so good, such a good movie, so good. Super sad. Gwyneth Paltrow died so early, but. Hmm. I mean, hmm. I'm sure she had her jade egg in. She definitely has her jade egg in. Definitely sporting the jade egg. I'll never forget. Actually, she probably didn't, which is why she died. Yeah. I'll never forget. <laughs> I love my sister-in-law so much, I'm not talking shit about her. She's a perfect, wonderful human being. I asked her once, way before I was even closed on the train with all this crystal shit. And I, <laughs> it was right, even before Jordan really was on the train with her, it was really just Aaron at the time. And I found out about the jade egg thing, and I asked Aaron, I said, would you put a jade egg in your vagina? And she, her, her response said, well, it depends on the energy of the jade egg. <laughs> <laughs> I said, that, that is the best answer oh you can give God. me. That is beautiful. All it right. depends on the energy of the jade. <laughs> 100%. I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick. Yeah, And I'm going to come back um, with something you're going to appreciate. But <laughs> okay, read it. on, brother. Yes. Okay. <laughs> DHS justifies these goals, which have expanded far beyond its original purview on foreign threats to encompass disinformation originating domestically by claiming that terrorist threats can be, quote, exacerbated by misinformation and disinformation spread online. But the laudable goal of protecting Americans from danger has been used to conceal political maneuvering. In 2004, for instance, DHS officials faced pressure from the from the George W. Bush administration to heighten the national threat level for terrorism in a bid to influence voters prior to the election, according to the former DHS secretary, Tom Rich. He was the secretary at the time. Telling you what this happened. U.S. officials have routinely lied about an array of issues from the causes of its wars in Vietnam and Iraq. We've talked about that endlessly on the show. Endlessly, specifically those two. And the role of the National Institutes of Health in funding the Wuhan Institute of Virology Coronavirus Research. Isn't that interesting? As this article points out, right, let's read a little bit more and then we'll get into it. Um, The track record has not yet prevented the U.S. government from seeking to become arbiters of what constitutes false or dangerous information on inherently political topics. Earlier this year, Republican Governor Ron DeSantis signed a law known by supporters as the Stop Woke Act, which bans private employers from workplace trainings asserting an individual's moral character is privileged or oppressed based on his or her race, color, sex, or national origin. The law, critics charged, amounted to a broad suppression of speech deemed offensive. The Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression, or FIRE, has since filed a lawsuit against DeSantis alleging unconstitutional censorship a federal judge excuse me federally federal judge temporarily blocked parts of the stop woke act ruling the law had violated workers first amendment rights florida's legislators may well find plaintiff speech repugnant but under our constitutional scheme the remedy for repugnant speech is more speech not enforced silence wrote judge mark walker in a colorful opinion castigating the law the extent to which dhs initiatives affect americans daily social feeds is unclear During the 2020 election, the government flagged numerous posts as suspicious, many of which were taken down. 
documents cited in the Missouri Attorney General's lawsuits disclosed. In a 2021 report by the Election Integrity Partnership at the Stanford University found that in nearly 4,800 flagged items, technology platforms took action on 35%, either removing, labeling, or soft-blocking speech, meaning the users were only able to view content after bypassing a warning screen. The research was done in consultation with CISA, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. This agency, as we'll go into a little bit later, was enacted by Donald Trump, led by Kirsten Nielsen, and then Chad Wolf when Kirsten Nielsen went down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got a jade roller going on? Yeah, jade on? roller. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's see I here. Had I had a point I had that I wanted to... As this article points out, the U.S. government is one of the greatest purveyors of misinformation on the planet. Even within this story, there are lies being revealed, right? And that's the, the ones we talked about earlier when they said, oh, we don't cover, you know, and we don't talk to anybody about the stuff that we do. Yeah. The people at the head of our government are not better than you. In fact, they're almost definitely worse than you because they have sold pieces of their soul to gain power and influence over other people, right? The, the focus, I'm glad you like that. Fact check they're true. Almost definitely worse than you. Almost definitely. Almost would, definitely. Yeah, almost definitely. The focus on COVID is something we should pay particular attention to because of the immense amount of lies and gaslighting that came from the federal government. The things they had to go back on and were wrong about completely re- completely removed them from any high ground, moral or, or otherwise. Mm-hmm. They have zero stance, zero leg to stand on when they're talking about mis- and disinformation about the COVID-19 pandemic. Because they were the you, number one you lied for two and a half years. You lied to everybody yeah. with our own tax dollars and told us to say thank you no, this is not how this should work. This is not how this should be allowed to work. We can't have this type of shit where they're deciding what is and is not accurate information while they're lying to you actively. Well, and it would be one thing, too, if the lies were innocent, if you will. But they weren't. They were specifically designed to ensconce the you know, the power of the Uniparty over over the citizens and and coerce them into obedience there there is Com- there is no complicity you must comply yes and 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 they got a ve- they proved that they can get a, a vast majority of the population to comply with their lies at that point it it was proven at that point then they could just do whatever they want at that point it doesn't matter it does not matter whatever it is they can force a a certain percentage of the population to comply with whatever they want them to do there is no world in which Joe Biden is a markedly better person than George Bush, right? These these are these are the same thing. Every yeah. American president of my lifetime, uh, certainly of my lifetime, ha- is a war criminal. Every single one. They're, oh, yeah. they're all the same level of shitty. And right? you can be real so, loose with your war crime definition, but they all hit it. The same the same thing they covered or just earlier in this article where they're talking about the Bush administration using the terrorist designations to influence the election. What do you mm-hmm. think we just watched? What do you think just happened? Yeah. Right? When they're doing Joe, all this Joe shit. Joe Biden dropped a fucking drone bomb on a completely innocent family during the pullout of Afghanistan. On children. On children right? Multiple. An entire Thir- family. 13 Marines died at the gate. The fucking gal that I went to school with who led the... That that article was, was insane. <sighs> yes. I mean, shout out to Leilana Rodriguez. I mean, absolutely incredible... Mm-hmm. 
hero, fucking hero. Hundred percent. Right? You know, she's she's the same age as I am. We graduated together. She's twenty seven years old, twenty five at the time. Yeah, markedly right? better than you. Markedly better. I know. I'm not. I will. I'll own it. She could do more pull ups than she's me, and badass. I definitely could not respond to that. The way that she did. I will. <laughs> she is better than me. I'm not gonna. She's I'm, better than me too. Yeah, it's fine. I don't care. I don't. That's, <laughs> slide aside. Crowder did this whole thing this week of like women shouldn't serve in combat roles. That was his latest. Oh yeah, um, that was his latest excuse for not doing a live show. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. All, all I could think, and you listen to it, that's not. He's making a point that's not exactly that. Yeah. But that's how he's going to gather people, and you know, mm-hmm. so they have to you do half as many pull-ups, do all this fucking stuff. I don't care what Steven Crowder does. I would put money that Leilana Rodriguez would beat the shit out of Steven Crowder. Yeah. In any fucking competition, yes. I don't give a fuck. I don't care about any of that type of shit. Yes. I don't care what the fuck he's saying. That's crazy. That's a crazy. It's a crazy. The that base take that he did to try and bait people in <laughs> yeah. is so retarded. It's I so don't. patently ridiculous for someone who shows himself only ever shooting a fucking 1911 style slide all metal handgun, never a fucking AR, nope. never moving, always at a static range. Doesn't fucking know what he's talking about. He's no. only worn a play carrier five times on his own show because someone paid him to do it. And it, I mean. Whether it was a, Steven Crowder I mean, is not pro two A, he is pro gun. He is not pro two A. He is not even just pro America. He is pro American government. He is he. That is who he is. If mm-hmm. the government operated how he wanted, he would be in favor of it. That's I'm, what he would want. He's Canadian. Right? What do you expect? That guy is not. That guy's not real. No, we he wears, he wears a costume all the time. We watch him all the time because it's a great window into what conservative youth how they're viewing things because that's what they're getting that dude's not real at least Dave that Landau dude is hilarious is not a fucking that guy's not a patriot that, no. guy, that guy's not fucking real steven crowder no. is not fucking real he's a neocon 100 percent. yeah 100 percent. he's just a he's not even a younger version libertarians like... can't work because because big business <laughs> and the government are working together you're a goddamn idiot you are a goddamn idiot. Did You're, you watch Dave Smith's takedown of, of Stephen Crowder yes. bullshitting on he's libertarianism? Goddamn idiot. Oh, yeah. He's not. He bothers me a lot. But also, Dave Lando is hilarious. It, I do. I, I get a lot of laughs from that show. It's and it, worth and it's, watching. It is worth watching. It's way more. But know what you're watching. Exactly. It's way more worth watching than Pots of America is. Yes. And he, it is he's, way more. And he's good at what he's doing. Yeah. So he's, he's a good entertainer. He is, it's okay. easy for him to convince you the opposite of what we just said. Uh-huh. That he is a patriot. That he is pro 2A. That he is all these things. He is not. Nope. Stephen Crowder is pro-gun. If there's people that he doesn't like to have guns, he doesn't want them to have guns. Yes. Right? There are people who have broken these gun laws. He wants them in jail. Mm-hmm. There are people who are illegally obtaining firearms. He wants them in jail. That's not fucking pro 2A, bitch. You're pro gun. That's right. You're pro gun. You like guns. That's fine. You are pro 2A. You don't. You don't fucking burn like this. Yeah. Don't. He's don't pro lie. gun and pro government. Yeah, that's fine. But don't say that. You don't fucking burn. You don't <laughs> no. fucking burn, dog. You don't know. That's get out of here. You do you not. Don't burn. burn. No, you do not know. God, I'm so glad you're so young. I learned all these new terms. That's a. That's more like a chef's term than anything. You don't burn. You're in the kitchen. You don't burn. You don't fucking. Oh. Yeah, that's a chef thing. It's definitely a. That's bad. Taken from that. But I didn't. I, I didn't know it's like that. Burn yourself. You know, not like yeah, burn yeah. food. Yeah, you don't burn. Yeah. You know, if if you're in the, if you're a, if you're in the professional culinary industry, you could be a burner or a cutter. It's two different things. Because you either fuck up and you burn yourself all the time, or you fuck up and you cut yourself all the time. Yeah. I'm a burner. I don't there cut myself. Go. I'm a burner. I, burn, go. I, I got fucking scars all over me. This that's a fucking oven burn right there. 
Jordan's got a pretty uh, sweet one from the oven, too. It's because you pull out a fucking tray, and yes. it's hot, and you're, like, doing a move or whatever, and then it fucking... Yes. Oh, shit! And you then you can't let go. In the middle of the tray, yeah. Yeah, because you're committed. You can't let go, so right. you just take the pain, and then you deal with... And, and it's a cool scar afterwards. I've moved a lot of food with a bare hand. Hot yeah. food. <laughs> <laughs> I've just picked it up, and you're like, I'm halfway. I cannot stop. Yeah. <laughs> well, after a number of years, you get enough calluses and shit going on that you can hand... Like, you're... They're not oven mitts, but they might as well be. The chef's hands, hundred yeah. percent. You're, you're grabbing it with like a loose fucking cloth, right? You're like, oh yeah, yeah. It's oh, it's only four hundred twenty-five degrees. It's not a big deal. Ellis would always talk about that doing the TP stuff too, working on the heat press. Oh and yeah, you get your chef's hands in no time. hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's, that fucking... shit's true too. When you're yeah. doing that, the special stuff that Brian does, all that stuff. Right oh, that's thumbs. hot as fuck. Yeah, I remember that. And I remember Casey doing that for a while, and then doing horse step and coming back and doing it again. He's like, my hands burn. <laughs> 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 my hands burn. <laughs> like they're tough from cows from horse stuff, but they're not burned. That's tough. right. That's a whole different deal. You got to kill all the nerve endings, bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> such a specific thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> no one will know what we're talking about. Okay, uh, let's keep reading. Prior to the 2020 election, tech companies including Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, Discord, Discord, Wikipedia, Microsoft, LinkedIn, and Verizon Media met on a monthly basis with the FBI, SISA, and other government representatives. What is Verizon Media, by the way? Uh, well, Verizon does internet and stuff, um, uh, so they probably have... From an IP fucking, uh, uh, what do you call that, a uh, inter- ISP standpoint, internet service provider standpoint? Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the same as Xfinity. Because they're just hitting all the angles. <laughs> they're hitting all the angles, not just the platforms or the apps, but right. also the people that provide that. And then with J.P. Morgan Chase and shit, the people that finance them. Yes. Yeah, and that's why, exactly, it's a full circle. Yeah. Anybody. Remind me to tell you during par four, I went to Xfinity yesterday, and I gave that bitch the business because she irritated the piss out of me. So then for five minutes, gave her the business, got the fuck out. It was horrible. It was horrible. Read your fucking book. Yeah, it was not good. It was not good. She's just talking to me in circles and just saying dumb shit. Boo. I asked her the same question five times, and she didn't answer it. It was not good. Boo. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you about it. Well, she works for Comcast. She works, and she thought she was just so fucking smart. Um, according to NBC News, the meetings were part of an initiative still ongoing between the private sector and government to discuss how firms would handle misinformation during the election. So we just had an election, just had one, just safe as the most phone, secure right? since last one. That's right. Since the last one, this is still ongoing. This is still happening. So when we're talking about the information that we're not seeing, right, or the videos that we're not seeing, that could, could. I'm not. May or may not. May or may not. I am, that's what I'm saying could. I'm not throwing mm. it out there. I'm not saying that it is. I don't have... Part of the reason I asked you that, let me ask you this, is because I'm having to fight off my own fatalism. and and That's healthy. <laughs> I'm, I'm having to. And the lack of faith I have in the election system in and of itself because mm. of the issues that I know exist in it. To tell myself I don't have new information that's telling me that this election is fucked. I know what I know. And so I can't ignore that and I can't let go of that. But I'm not seeing the swaths of videos and sus shit that I saw last time. Yeah. So I have to keep that in the front of my mind. So I'm fighting my own fatalism with that because I just have such little faith in the infrastructure, in the system, mm-hmm. in the, everything that goes into it. Just do yourself a favor and just fully give up on democracy. It's, it's fine. I have. It's, <laughs> that's what my article is about I this know, month. That's not good. It's a, I was Ooh, I'm fatalistic you, indeed. I'm telling you, as I was voting... As I was voting. Last month, Deborah knows, I wrote about 
Hunter Biden. I wrote about Hunter Biden yes. and his deal with guns, right? So, you, that, and I will arguably one of the best Hunter Biden articles in I've seen Fucking from any outlet Fucking anywhere out here. Word. Fucking out here. Congratulations, Thank buddy. you very much, sir. That was Go there. noteworthy. Go to the Patreon, subscribe, read that article that I just put out last month. Come on the last day of the month. Go there, and if you go $5, get you access to all of the newsletters. All every the single one of them. So, Deborah, even though you, you only get them for like two months or whatever, you can read all of them. That's go right. there. Read the newsletters. Last one was on Hunter Biden. This one is going to be about voting for me, right? Ooh. It's because we had the whole deal about voting. We're talking about Joseph. Like, we got to vote. we got to try. We can blah, 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 all the stuff, right? We're trying to, trying to do the right thing. I mean, me as an anarchist shill, I, I still did filling, that too. Filling out my ballot, shaking my fucking head because I'm just <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. No. I don't trust these people. I don't trust that this matters. I don't trust that this means anything. I don't trust that anybody's even opening this and reading it. I don't trust anything about this. I don't trust these people. Mm-hmm. I'm having to vote in people that I don't even know what their values are because I need something new because I know the people who are in there now are pieces of garbage and they have yes. to go. It's not because I love Republicans. It's because we only have Democrats here and I need something new yep. because it's such trash because I know these people are shills and they're pieces of garbage and I need something new. Yeah. So well, don't I'm worry because willing... none of them went anywhere. None of them vote anyway. So none of them won anyway. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> so, but that's what my article is about this month is about voting and yep. that struggle and why we're doing it. So yes. to your point, uh, I'm feeling it. <laughs> I'm fighting the fatalism, man. That's what this episode is called. I'm putting it at the top I'm right fighting now. The so fatalism. I'm fighting the fatalism. Fighting the fatalism. Episode 137. Episode 137. Okay. Yeah, we need to actually do that and like, I, call them that. I, on the website, mm. they have names. Mm-hmm. On the website, they have names. So if you go to the website and you look at the postings, they all have names on there. What's the website? Saltestreets.com. Go to saltestreets.com. You can go there, and all of the episodes have names on our podcast page they don't just because they're numbered and dated and that would be super duper long um like you wouldn't see the title if i put it there because of the date so but if you go to I if you the, type in saltofstreets.com in the address bar it will take oh you i did it in the yeah. search yeah go to the address bar there you go boom boom didn't she win that was last episode didn't she win didn't she win yeah every day is jan 6 we call them terrorists the people are the answer there you go boom look good at that for me featuring jake lines Good enough for me. That's, it's, that's good enough for me. Uh, they got good names. <laughs> there are you. They got good names. They that's got a, good names. That's an episode. That I is got, an episode. I do the description of the names all by myself. <laughs> so, they're good. <laughs> you get a gold star today. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, the stepped-up counter-disinformation effort began in 2018 following high-profile hacking incidents of U.S. firms when Congress passed and President Donald Trump signed the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency Act forming a new wing of DHS devoted to protecting critical national infrastructure. An August 22-2 report from the DHS Office of Inspector General sketches the rapidly accelerating move toward policing disinformation. That's what the report was. The Inspector General. The DHS Office of Inspector General. Okay? So let's break that down just for a second. The DHS, the Department of Homeland Security, their office, the Inspector General, the Inspector General, his role is to investigate internal affairs within that particular office. So the person who investigates the internal affairs of the DHS is telling you, we are sketching out the rapidly accelerating move toward police disinformation. What are we doing? He's like, yep, no, sounds good. Moving on. Yes, he said that. From the outset, Siza boasted of in, Siza's the, the uh, Cyber, Cybersecurity the Infrastructure Security yeah. Agency Act. 
So the board, right, from the outset, Siza boasted of an evolved mission to monitor social media discussions while routing disinformation concerns to private sector platforms. Siza is the information or the government disinformation board, but behind the curtain. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's yes. the same deal. It was that that that's the agency we were talking because about earlier. Because these are the people that are meeting actively with all these different social media groups. Yeah. So they're the ones that had this enormous meeting with all these different groups prior to twenty twenty, prior to the election, right? Safe is most secure. Just so, what else so, would we do without them? So dark. It's so dark. Excuse me. In twenty eighteen, then DHS Secretary Christian Nielsen, <sighs> shout out Christian Nielsen. Not in a good way, just shout out. We talked about her a lot. <laughs> yeah, we she did. was not the great the countering form. She had a hell of a job, that woman. Yes. She, you could tell every time she talks, like, I do not want to be here. Yeah, I do exactly. not want to be doing this. But Orange Man picked me for this job, and I was definitely not going to say no. No. Rough I'm, take, I'm taking the bag and I'm going. That's why she stepped down. There was something that happened that she stepped down for, and that's why Chad Wolf was out there. Yeah. There was something that she was like, ah, I gotta get out of here. But I wish I could remember. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't Jan 6. No, no, it wasn't Jan 6. It was before that. <laughs> Chad Wolf was in way before that. In yep. 2018, the DHS Secretary Christian Nielsen created the Countering Foreign Influence Task Force. Countering Foreign Influence Task Force to respond to election disinformation. If we all oh remember God. way back in 2016, right? When the Republicans were saying that the election system was good and the Democrats were saying that it was bad. Yeah. They were saying it was because the Russians had influenced the election. They carried that shit on That's all, right. until 2020 was over. Fucking Hilldog took that shit all the way to the bank. All the way. Hilldog. All the way to... Um, they, oh, yeah. they impeached the man over it. No, all the way to the house. All the way to the house. You not, can't go any not higher. Else, yeah, it's not good. Not good. So if we remember, right, that's what they were doing at the time. So, so that's why they're focusing on foreign intelligence. In 2018, DHS created a separate entity called the Foreign Influence and Interference Branch to generate more detailed intelligence about disinformation than the Inspector General report shows. That year, its staff grew to include 15 full and part-time staff dedicated to disinformation analysis. A whole 15. Analyzing disinformation. People who are probably making six figures a year or close to it. Oh, easy. Of your tax dollars to decide what you to decide if what you are saying is or is not true. Yeah. If you want to be a cog, do cog shit. But if you want to make bank while you're a cog, go work for the government. That's right. In 2020, the disinformation focus expanded to include COVID-19, according to a Homeland Threat Assessment, issued by Acting Secretary Chad Wolf. The apparatus had a dry run during the 2020 election when SISA began working with other members of the U.S. intelligence community. Isn't that great? Safest and most secure. Yeah, isn't that great, right? Thank God SISA was on our side, bro. The FBI, who is, oh, let's see, what are they doing? They had a whole hand, and they had, I can't can't continue with it. (laughs) I can't continue with it because it's so fucking ridiculous. They've had agents in every major national issue for as far back as we can remember. It's not even worth going through individual ones. Yeah, all of them. But the easiest one is, like, the Gretchen Whitmer thing. Like oh, half but. of those dudes were FBI informants. There was, what, that, 12 people, and three is, of them just got hemmed up. Three. Is not to say they were FBI agents. They were not agents. They were FBI informants, people mm-hmm. being paid or actually working with the FBI, yeah. who had knowledge of this prior to it happening. The FBI is at the root of all this shit. If you take a look at the amount of mass shootings, the amount of school shootings, all this type of stuff, the FBI either had the person on the list or was in contact with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This backdoor Boston collusion Bar. with other—it's not good. All of them, not good. Mm-hmm. But still, we're the good guys. We're the good guys. The G-men. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. 
Oh, my God. Yeah, this apparatus had a dry run during the 2020 election. Um, Office of Intelligence and Analysis personnel intended weekly teleconferences to coordinate intelligence community activities to counter election-related disinformation. So not only are they meeting with them, they're coordinating the way the different, the CAA, the FBI, the NSA, who has access to all of your information, yep. all the things that you're saying, everything going to the Internet for, all that type of stuff. They're working actively with them, not only to, to figure out, but to coordinate how they are to act in accordance with disinformation. According to the IG report, meetings have continued to take place every two weeks since the elections. Ongoing. Every two weeks. Ongoing. Emails between DHS officials, Twitter, and the Center for Internal... I wonder internal... if they meet the same day we do the podcast every other week. Every so two weeks, funny. bro. Look at that. So Although they're government, so they don't work Saturdays, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Emails between DHS officials, Twitter, and the Center for Internet Security outlined the process for such takedown requests during the period leading up to November 2020. Meeting notes show the tech pl platforms will be called upon to process reports and provide timely responses to include the removal of reported misinformation from the platform where possible. So this is how you know, because we talked earlier about that, the, the meta portal, right? Right. And they had, there, ha there had to be something along those lines with Twitter. Yeah. It's, they're right here. This is it. I yeah. mean, they and have their only, own version. And it's just meta. Think back to all the times that we've seen Mark Zuckerberg testify in front of Congress. He's mm -hmm. begging for regulation. Uh -huh. He's begging for it. Begging. He's asking for it. Please. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. Regulate me. Regulate me harder, Daddy. Please. I need it. Right? That's what he's saying. Yeah, precisely. Wipe the chin. So, so it doesn't surprise me, nor should it surprise anybody else, that meta has a portal. This, they want this. They want this involvement because they don't want to deal with it. They mm -hmm. don't want to deal with the personal aspect. I don't know. I think they just don't the want the heat. I, sure, they don't want the heat. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Mark Zuckerberg, because to me, I'll, I'll own all the heat in the world for this. He seems like a, like a decent guy. Mark Zuckerberg seems like a decent, fairly genuine person who has found himself in a fucked up circumstance that he could not have possibly imagined when he started yeah. Facebook, right? So I did it I so that we could hook up with girls at college, bro. I don't remove him from his responsibility for what he's doing yeah. because he is doing that, right? He could have walked away at any point. 1,000%. Yeah. I still think deep down he's a decent, genuine guy who is in a fucked up place and has, for some reason chosen to stay at the helm instead of removing himself for his own moral deals right it's a lot of money I, and I, power yeah. so it does not surprise me that that guy it's like listen let's just make a portal so they don't even have to email us or call us or anything they can just submit it just yeah. sign in find the thing that you want send it to us and we'll deal with it that way yeah shouldn't surprise any of us he's asking for regulation he's fucking begging for it yeah right and this is how you you get that without the the painstaking process of actually developing regulation which will have coattails that right. the government doesn't want to do either right and so it's a way for them to get around creating regulation as well here let's just let's just give you what you want yes and then the heat's off me you have access and we can just handle it for you now and we can all fucking move on from this in practice this often meant state election officials sent examples of potential forms of disinformation to size up, which would then forward them onto social media companies for a response. Under President Joe Biden, the shifting focus on disinformation has continued. In January 2021, SISA replaced the Counter Foreign Intelligence Task Force with the Misinformation, Disinformation, and Malinformation Team, which was created to promote more flexibility to focus on general MDM, Misinformation, Disinformation, and Malinformation. Thank God we finally created an acronym for it. Thank God. 
by now. Yeah. The scope of the effort has expanded beyond disinformation produced by foreign governments to include domestic versions. The MDM team, according to one size official quote in the IG report, counters all types of disinformation to be responsive to current events. Hmm. That's dark. This is this is a uniparty issue, mm-hmm. right? Meaning that it will continue this way regardless of who is president, and they remain unable to argue this circumstantial cooperation if they're having monthly, bi-weekly now, we know, meetings to discuss strategy for the future and creating under Donald Trump an entirely new wing of DHS and continual wings of DHS. Right, so it's under Donald Trump. They've reshaped them since then. This is a uniparty thing. This doesn't. It's not about Donald Trump. It's not about nope. George Bush. It's not about Joe Biden, Barack Obama. It's about all of them. They don't care. It doesn't matter if you are not pro government. You don't get to work here. Yeah, you don't get to run in these spaces because we don't play that shit here. That's right. That's that's what they're doing. This is a uniparty issue. This is the government. This is not Republican or Democrat. This is it's a, all of them. This is the natural process of growth from the government yes right from the from the initial the patriot act we need to make sure that america is safe fucking america fuck yeah that's what the patriot act was right according to george bush yeah from that to this this is the natural way of things this is a natural growth and evolution this is how government works this doesn't matter because again in the middle you had barack obama there you had eight years of obama who's like oh this the liberal winner and the king and all the stuff right Fucking killing people left and right with drones. Just doing the Word. exact same shit. Uh, Edward Snowden, Julian Assange, all that shit happened under Donald Trump. Or under Obama. Barack Obama. Yes, yep. thank you. And then did Assange. not and then did not go away under Trump. Right. That's and I was thinking of the Assange thing came to a kind of a head during Donald Trump. Yeah. Just a slip. Doesn't matter. Jen Easterly, Biden's appointed director of SISA, swiftly made it clear that she would continue to shift resources in the agency. Shift resources means take resources away from other places to this, and that's mm-hmm. because, again, because l- lest we all, lest we forget, like we just said, the DHS was created in response to nine eleven. Yeah. Right. So it's original, original meaning. It's original doctrine. It's to protect us from foreign threats and terrorists. Terrorists. Department of Homeland Security. That's right. Right. That doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't exist anymore. Even if it mm. does exist, because it does, because we just left the fucking Taliban and all those people over in Afghanistan to do what they want. That still exists. They still don't like us. They still fucking hate us. That still exists. We're still fighting ISIS. We're still fighting all these random-ass groups all over the place in Yemen, all this stupid bullshit, right? Oh, yeah. We're doing all of that right now, okay? But it doesn't matter anymore. What matters now is the things that you are saying and that they're wrong, that yeah. they're false, that they're bad. You don't get to say things like this here. We're going to take our terrorist money. We have to shift it to something. That's why we have domestic violent extremists now. That's why we're giving these classifications because we don't have any other justification to shift this money. That's right. That's why. That's why it's. That's why we, everyone here, you're all here. You're all part of the group now. That's why we're all domestic violent extremists. It's because if they don't classify us as that, they can't use the DHS money to come after us. Yes. That is why they're doing this. At the time, we're like, what's the possible motivation? You're just, you're, you're, you're separating yourself from the rest of the country. The staff is going to hate you because they don't care. They don't care because they're going to lock you up. That, mm-hmm. That's the point. We want to reclassify you because we don't care about you. We're going to lock you up anyway. Yeah, it's actually an argument for foreign wars at this point because at least their attention was elsewhere. Now, now it's like, well, we're, we can't blow up terrorists anymore, so now we're just going to come for you. 
One could argue we're in the business of critical infrastructure. And the most criti critical infrastructure is our cognitive infrastructure. Oh. So building that resilience to misinformation and disinformation, I think, is incredibly important. That's why... <sighs> Thoughtfulness... That's why we're not going to tell you how to, how to identify it. That's why we're not going to make it easier to get information. That's why we're not going to do any of that type of shit. We're not going to disseminate our own information of true validity to show you where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. We're just going to hide it. We're going to hide the bad stuff from you because your, your little brain can't just it. can't take it. You can't deal with it. And it's important that our mental infrastructure, what it's a cognitive infrastructure, is resilient. It's important. Yeah. We don't have any way to train you to be resilient cognitively, so we're just going to hide everything from you. You can't handle the truth. No, no, of course not. You can't. You can't handle the truth. No, no, you can't. It's I want to yell that so bad. Say at least speaking at a conference in November <clears throat> 2021. Size's domain has gradually expanded to encompass more subjects and beliefs amount to critical infrastructure. Last year, the, the Intercept oh reported the existence of a series of DHS field intelligence reports warning of attacks on cell towers, which is tied to conspiracy theorists who believe 5G towers spread COVID-19. What? Right, so you know that's ridiculous, but you're still going to invest money in it anyway. One intelligence report pointed out put that it somewhere. these conspiracy theorists are inciting attacks against the communications infrastructure. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. So none of these what? companies who are building out 5G are government companies. They're all Verizon, T-Mobile, all these different companies, communications companies, right? Mm -hmm. People are attacking your shit. Hire armed guards. Word. Hire armed guards. This is not a government issue. Hire armed guards. But if I'm Verizon Media, why would I not continue to just work with the government at this point to have them protect me? Literally only makes sense. Yeah. Right? Of course. I know. Government needs to be able to spend money somewhere. Right. They might as well do it to protect me so then I don't have to. Right. So let's contrast that with all of these small businesses, right? All these small Seattle's a great example. I went to Seattle last week, walking along the pier, just the along the boardwalk. There's one of those. It's like an enormous, it's like a, like a tchotchke store. You know, it's just, it's, it's just uh, tourist stuff. Okay. Um, like, and there's like a big a bear outside or something. There's like a wooden figures and all that stuff. Yes. They have a private security guard outside. They hired somebody because so many people are stealing shit, right? So all these companies around the around the country in these big cities that are having thousands of millions of dollars worth of merchandise stolen from them, hire private security. That that's your that's their answer. That's mm -hmm. what they get from the government. It's hire private security. We, the, your DAs are refusing to lock people up because you know it's not good. It's not yeah. good to put people in jail. And it's not, but that's neither here nor there, right? But we're not going to punish people for their crimes. That's really the, the crux of what's going on. We're not going to punish people for what they've done wrong. Yeah. Hire private security. We can't stop them. We're not going to harm anybody. What if what if they need those items to sell so they can make rent? What are we going to do then, right? Hire your own private security. When it's happening here, when crazy people are shooting at 5G towers, right? I do, I'm still blown away at we're that. We're just going to start handing out writing fucking checks. We can't, we can't even allow someone to try and withdraw a DA who is actively releasing criminals into their community. Don't do but that. But we are going to write checks, blank ones, to any of these companies because crazy people are shooting their cell phone towers. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll we'll handle it with pre-crime by tackling MSM or M MDM? MDM. The MDM. We'll hit that on the, on the front end so that way we don't have to actually pay up for the security at this point because then we'll just catch them all before anything bad happens. And we'll, we'll do that by monitoring everybody's internet traffic, and then we'll be pulling all of the mis, dis, and malinformation off of the internet. So that way nobody will get radicalized, and then boom, well, then, we, well, then we don't need cops. That's, that's the best way to do that at that point, isn't it? And it does, it does kind of drive me crazy that at the end, 
<laughs> I love the fact you're standing all the way over there and I could still hear it. <laughs> I'm sure the uh, the listeners and the viewers greatly appreciate your uh, your respect for them and their ears, right? Well, the other side of the room, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, that's a lot of the stuff just kind of points to that idea of it's the it's the faux safetyism. We're going to attack all this stuff before it happens, and that's how we're going to protect you, and we're going to protect your you know your your thoughts at that point from becoming harmful. You can't do it yourself. Personal responsibility is not even an option. No, you can't even consider that to be a thing. Let daddy government take care of you. Yeah. That's all that this. we can do. That's why yeah. we don't. That's why you don't need guns. This is this, we got this, this. This is how you know that they don't care about you, yes. right? When you care about somebody, you don't cut the perfect old adage, right? You if you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. You teach a man a fish, you, f- you feed him for a lifetime, right? If you care about somebody, you don't just give them something. You teach them how to do something. Right? Oh yeah, if yeah. They yeah. care about us. They cared about us. They would not just be trying to cover us, cover our eyes from things. They would be telling you exactly what we just laid out earlier: how to identify something that is not correct, right? How to find a reputable source. How to decide whether or not somebody is someone you should listen to. These are things we would tell you. We would just tell you the truth. We would just give you. Hear what they're saying over there. This is the information that we have. This is what we're working off of. This is what we're telling you. Mm-hmm. If they actually cared about you, that's what they would be doing. They don't care about you. They no. don't care about your brain. They don't care about your future. They don't care about any of that type of shit. They no. care that you do what they want you to do. So instead of trying to teach you anything, they curate your information and then victimize. No, don't victimize. They curate your information and then make lives of TikTok a martyr. Mm, right mm-hmm. for doing the exact same thing they're curating different information it's the exact same thing lives of tiktok the united states government are the exact same thing as far as far as curation goes they want to show you what they want to show you yes they have a narrative one is malicious one is maybe a little bit less malicious okay you decide which is which well the major difference there is one's a private citizen and one is the fucking the government fucking government <laughs> they're the same thing though they're doing the exact yes. same thing the act itself but instead of social information, it's all everything that you could you about voting. Yeah. All the election or information. Anything that they don't want you to know about or they want you to think a certain way around. It, it's fucking. It wasn't bats, it was pangolins, maybe. That, that's what <laughs> they're doing. Go pangolins. That's what they're doing. Salt Streets, we will tell you the truth. We will tell you the truth. <laughs> that's another t shirt. <laughs> that's really funny. Okay. <sighs> SISA has defended its burgeoning social media monitoring authorities, stating that once SISA notified a social media platform of disinformation, the social media platform could independently decide whether to remove or modify the post. But as documents revealed by the Missouri lawsuit show, SISA's goal is to make platforms more responsive to their suggestions. So even though Twitter is saying we actively, you know, we independently decide, Siza is saying, yeah, but we're also trying to make you decide more in line with what we want. Yes. Yeah. They are pretty much hurting minds. 100%. That's exactly what they're doing. It's a thought policing, if you will, is another term for it. It's, it's you're supposed to think a certain way. And so if we only give you this, this specific information you that we deem appropriate you also have the false sense of making up your own mind at that point because i'm looking at the information and i'm deciding for myself how i think about it except for the fact that the information you're allowed to intake is curated by the federal government at that point and that's why they use 
this flowery language, right? Because yeah. they, they know they know what's going on. They know what they're doing, and they know how how horrific it looks, right? Oh yeah. And that's what the and, and they know what the larger implications of it are, and how easy it is to surmise those things. Because it took me about I don't know, five seconds to be like, oh, they could easily apply this to lips of TikTok. Easy. Like it's take that five yeah. seconds, right? They know about all these things, which is why they code it in language about diversity, intellectual infrastructure, and security for, for the motherland. Because they know they the know what it is, right? We're not Russians, but if it's they the tell you. They also know that if you are anywhere near my age or older, they know the way the word terrorism has been ingrained in your brain because mm-hmm. they did that. They they are they the did ones that. that did the uh, what are the messaging uh, subliminal messaging mm-hmm. for years on on television on cable news terrorism 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 the war on terror the war on terror the war on terror every day repeatedly 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 yep. for terrorism to be something that I grew up. Horrified of, you oh, know what yeah. I'm saying? Because it's just it's everywhere. It's all the time, right? That's why they know what that does to you. That's why they shift it from ISIS to domestic violent extremists, right? Look at all these groups that are qualified under this. Mm. Look at how terrifying this is. This is all right here at home. Yeah, they're not even foreign. This is right here this at is home. Domestic, domestic violent extremism. Yes, but because they've they already labeled terrorists as a thing. They, you you can't just be spouting because they tried domestic terrorism for a long right. time, right? Didn't work. And domestic terrorism only applied to people that look like that, but that are here, right? And they had to come up with a new term for it because Pulse it's nightclub they, shooting those things, domestic terrorism. That yes, guy's Brown is definitely a terrorist. That's because they've already ensconced yes. what terrorism is to the vast populace at that point. Yes. So they had to come up with a new term for it because it can't be. You can't call your your neighbor that looks like you. That you see all the time, that you might see at the grocery store or at work or anything. They can't call him a terrorist because you know what terrorists are, and that's not him because he's your neighbor. But what he might be is a domestic violent extremist. Because you know... He's got a Gaston flag outside. That is a symbol of hate, and that is a symbol of violence. Everyone is against domestic violence. Everyone. Oh, yeah. Right? Now, we're not just talking about domestic violence. This is extreme domestic mm-hmm. violence. That's right. Which means that it's outside of their own home. Well, and because not just, you're not just beating your wife. You're beating your fucking neighbor's wife. Exactly. I was going to say, because domestic violence already has another connotation that's taken at that point. Right. And it's it's right. like the people in your house. It's it's the wives and husbands. They're not, that, being, they're not being his wife. He's being your wife. Exactly. It's extreme now. Well, he's going to blow your wife up at the grocery store. Yeah. That's what, He's going to show up at your kid's school. That's what's going to happen. Yep. And that's... Very successfully done, and in, in my, you know, my Please, hats yeah. off to their efficiency on this thing. How long this? It was less than a year that it took place for them to ensconce the language. Uh, I'm gonna say, yeah, it, it was not yeah, that long because it was pretty quick after after yeah. Gen Six that they were running hard on that DVE yep. thing. And that was it. Yeah, done. Oh. We're not going to finish this article, by the way. No, that's. Not, I only have a couple more points, and we can be done after that, pretty much. We posted in the in the chat, so if anyone wants to read yeah. the entire thing, we'll get the vast majority of it here. Meeting records of the size of Cybersecurity Advisory Committee and the main subcommittee that handles disinformation. Oh, sorry. Let's skip one. In late February, Easterly texted with Matthew Masterson, a representative at Microsoft who formerly worked mm-hmm. at Cyza. Okay, you heard that. You heard that again. Yep. A representative at Microsoft who formerly worked at Siza. What did I say? Now what he works for Microsoft. That's right. What are we doing here? Revolving door. This is the military industrial complex, but this is the, like the the tech version of it. Right. Yeah. That she is trying to quote 
trying to get us in a place where Fed can work with platforms to better understand mis dis trends so relevant agencies can try to pre-bunk slash debunk as useful. Okay, pre-bunk. Oh. They're working on a framework created by the Fed to be implemented by companies mm-hmm. so the only only government-approved information is let through. The platforms don't want their blood on their hands, which is, why, which is why Zuckerberg is asking for regulation. So they invite the Fed to take a greater role until they become the ones until they become one and the same. Yeah. So they're the same thing because they're effectively nationalized at this point. I mean, these companies are effectively nationalized. Certainly, their, their mis- and disinformation policies are uh-huh. effectively nationalized. Which is, I mean, that's the ground rule for how the company operates. Right. How the platform operates, I should right. say. And that's, I mean, that's exactly what Kyle Kolinsky wants. He's just, he just wants it to be out in the open for some reason. He doesn't want anybody to make money off of it. He just wants the government to make money off of it. But it's the same shit. The revolving door is, lives on, bro. Yeah, we'll read a little bit of this more, a little more of this, and then we can move on. <clears throat> In June, the same DHS Advisory Committee of SISA, which includes Twitter head of legal policy, trust, and safety, Vijigati, and University of Washington <laughs> professor, Kate Starbird, drafted a report to the SISA director calling for an expansive role for the agency in shaping the information ecosystem. The report called on the agency to closely monitor, quote, Social media platforms of all sizes, media, mainstream media, cable news, hyper-partisan media, talk radio, and other online resources. They argued that the agency needed to take steps to halt the spread of false and misleading information with a focus on information that undermines, quote, key democratic institutions such as the courts or by other sectors such as the financial systems or public health measures. Let's take a, let's take a slight trip back in time to... When the Dobbs decision was passed. Okay. Who was it that was talking about blowing up the fucking Supreme Court? The left. The left. Oh, word. Right. It was the Biden guys, right? Yeah. Right. What are we talking about? What are we doing here? Right? I mean, that was a, the same that was deal an approved George Floyd. It's not okay when you do it here. If you're going to do it, you're a piece of shit. These guys are okay. Yeah. If you're going to do it, you're a piece of shit. Those guys are okay, though. Right? When they're talking about, I don't know, going when someone is going to Brett Kavanaugh's house to try and murder him and his family... Right, the left is applauding at that. They're just they're they're jazzed about it. Literally, right? Literally applauding at it. Couldn't be happier. But now, now that someone's Second Amendment rights are maybe in danger, and they're talking about this is fucking insane. What's happening here? This is unconstitutional. Whatever other you thing example you want to lie out, that's unacceptable, right? But when your abortions are taken away on a national level, and we want to murder Brett Kavanaugh, that's all right. That's okay. We'll let that spread. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. These people don't care about you. They don't. They don't care about you at all. Well, they it's, actively hate you. They act, they actively hate you. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Unless you are, unless you have the same thought process as them, and you've adopted their narrative, you have no you have no space on here. I mean, every single facet of media, every single facet of media. They want control over it all. They're involved in it all. Independent and partisan media, mainstream media, mm-hmm. anything. And that's that's why you go. That's why you get into the the tech bro sphere because that's that's where independent media is. That's where where the, the partisan media, hyper partisan media, hyper part. What the fuck does hyper partisan media even mean? Is probably, that MSNBC? Probably us. Oh yeah, I mean we're, we're according to them probably us. Yeah. <clears throat> Yes. What they're also saying with this, 
the tech companies, mm-hmm. that they want there to be no avenue for freely disseminated information. We no. want every avenue of information to be controlled or at least monitored heavily by the federal government. There should not be, this is what they're saying, there should not be a place in which you can go to freely disseminate information to other people if we can't validate first that it is accurate. Yeah. That is well, what they're saying. Accurate, yeah. Did, that's what they're saying. That's yeah. what they're saying. That's yeah. what they're a- saying. Accurate according to them. Yes. That's what they're saying. There shouldn't be a free avenue on the internet, on the internet specifically, for you to go to freely access or freely disseminate information. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't exist because we can't trust people and their stupid little brains, their weak ass infrastructure to figure it out. Well, and I, the serious problem I have too is is part of the narrative that's been set up at this point, uh, especially when it comes to the tech world, is um, during. The original adpocalypse. Um, do you remember what the adpocalypse is? Remind it, me. This it, was pre-YouTube days this for is, me. This is back in the day. This was still when I was like, what do you mean, Colin, that you watch YouTube every night? I didn't Ex- understand. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and I was late to the train, too. But um, at that point, there was, you know, there was, uh, you know, social media posts or there was videos coming up on, say, YouTube or something that, that would be like an ISIS video, right? And then in the middle of that ISIS video, you'd have an ad break for fucking, you know, Clorox bleach or something like that. And then people were like, are you really... You know, Clorox, are you okay with... I don't think it was Clorox, but right. are you okay with, like, this advertisement being associated with this this type of content, blah, blah, blah? And then all the advertisers withdraw. Right. All the advertisers... It, it all went down. Everybody that was on YouTube making money and shit like that, everybody's revenue crashed, the whole nine yards. But as that started to return, I think, just trying to, like, put this in context together, because the timing of... The timing of this creation of various agencies, right, that control information is somewhat similar to the return after the adpocalypse, right? Because that was when, at the peak, we're like, whoa, this, this, type, of con- this type of information needs to be suppressed. This type of content right. needs to be suppressed, and we need Crowder to have controls over shit, it. Yeah. And so as the as this stuff comes back now, you find in the creator space if you will in the content creation space there's so much conversation around whether or not things are advertiser friendly or not right and that's the sorry go ahead well i think that's it's the cover essentially for advertiser friendly just means like uh uh, establishment approved content at that point it's the same deal and now but they can use that as a cover because they're already coming after these companies they're involved with the, you know, with these same agencies. They're involved with a lot of these companies. They're involved with the actual tech companies and things like that. To, and it, it, it goes hand oh, okay. in hand, so, I think. So there's even, because with Adpocalypse, it was a... It was a legitimate backlash to, from, to right, two things, from, right? From society. But and now... That's but, one of, one of the, the deals with Twitter, mm-hmm. right? With Elon Twitter specifically is like... We can't trust this, especially because you can't have ads. All these companies don't want to run ads because they don't know what's going to be on Twitter, right? Yes. Even though I don't know what could possibly be different between that and right. And I heard something similar to that when I was talking to Josh the other day um, about like the question mm-hmm. questions of Twitter because that's one of the things I asked him about. Like, what's your take on Elon and Twitter, and what do you think is going to change? You know. Mm-hmm. And he said something similar to that. Of I'm just going to read this particular. Do it. Yeah. Just Shout that, out Josh Keaton. Yeah, just that specific part. Um, I haven't been able to get back to him yet because I wanted to... He sent me some really good, thoughtful response, which I really, really appreciate it. Um, He's a very thoughtful young man. 
Yes. I really like that guy. Um, I do like the idea of people paying directly to support the site instead of ads, but Twitter's advantage has always been the site to get news fast and hopefully reliably. Giving out checks so easily has harmed that a ton. I also think Elon needs to shut up. Like, I know he feels spurned by liberals and rightfully, but he's hurting his brand. Uh, okay, so that's what I was going to ask. What's about brand? Um, definitely hurting the brand, right? Well, it was about the ad stuff because it's not. It's the it's the societal backlash from the companies that is causing that issue, yeah. right? So I don't know that it's in this in Twitter. It's that it's a tech issue. That's a society issue. Yes, that people are somehow conflating whatever they just saw the post above the Clorox ad to the Clorox ad, and then what's beneath it. They're they're conflating those things when there's no fucking reason for that. There's no reason to assume, especially on Twitter, yeah. that Clorox supports something that someone else said because they happen to have a sponsored tweet that you don't subscribe or follow Clorox, but you're still seeing that ad because they're paying for it, right? Yeah. That connection is insane. And it was was one thing when it was Twitter. It still didn't, or YouTube. It didn't yeah. make sense then either because it's just an ad that's that's on a show. Granted, no one knew how the ads were being chosen, so they're like, "Are you choosing to advertise on Stephen Crowder?" Blah. No one knew. Now that we know that, oh yeah, this argument I like barely even understand because that's that's the ignoramuses in society that are saying that. That's not a reality. Clorox is not is not actually promoting those people by doing those things. Yeah. Right? No, so we makes... all understand how the ad model works these days. You buy a package, and then YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, they just put ins- it wherever. They just put it wherever. This, to me, closes an understanding loop. It's not just society. You're also receiving government pushback mm-hmm. for being on these platforms without attempting to find a way for them to regulate what is going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And why would you want to potentially catch heat from the government if you can say, I'm just going to pull my ads from this website. I'm just not going to be involved because they're doing shit with the federal government and I don't even want to deal with that. You know, That makes more sense to me, though, because this society thing doesn't never made sense to me. Mm-hmm. That I understood why it was happening, but as far as like the company's concern, right? What like why would I be concerned about the societal yes. backlash? Because yeah, at the end of the day, you're still going to sell true. as much coke, and it's not true. I'm yeah. not. I didn't choose to be on Stephen Crowder or a beheading video. I didn't do that. I paid a block, like you said, for mm-hmm. ads, and it happened to be on there. Yeah. Just because my Clorox ad happens to be above Milo Yiannopoulos or whatever, I guess Donald Trump. Anybody who isn't supposed to be on there, right? Mm-hmm. Who we hate, Donald Trump, if he gets to come back, right? Just because it's above Donald Trump. Doesn't mean that I condone or support Donald Trump. I paid it for a fucking ad on Twitter. Yeah, it's a good way to get virtue signal clout, though. That's percent. That's it's, how you it's do like that. It's like a perfect societal circumstance yeah. for all those things to work out. Yeah. Um, and when corporations try to act as close as they can to people for some reason, yes, it so works. I've, it works for them too. They get virtue me, signal points. And it made me think of, and I'm excited to write back to Josh for this. So if you're listening, Josh, then you get a little piece of the response now, but I'll send you an email with a deeper one. But, <laughs> um, when he was talking about handing out checks has, like, devalued that, you know? I don't think that making a check mark easier to obtain devalues it if it still means the same thing. And means yeah. the same thing, quote-unquote, is like a personal interpretation. But if all that means is that you are who you are, that doesn't devalue that. You just don't have to have 90,000 followers to get it now. Yeah. That and doesn't take anything away from that unless you are validating people who should or verifying people who shouldn't be verified, who which, aren't real. Which did right? happen. I'm sure. We're going to talk I, about I'm, that later. But I'm yeah. sure that it will. But That whole blue check, you can't even get one now. Right. The my whole thing my point is that buying it does not devalue no. that if you are still giving good information out. That's, yeah. 
it's only your own shit and the societal backlash that devalues that because they are connecting things that shouldn't be connected. Yes. Because that is what the It's when is. the blue check became a, a status symbol yes. and not a verification. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Because when, it's not just about who you are, like knowing that who you are is who you are. Yeah. It's about this is who you are. It's the, blue the exclusivity check of the club yes. that came along with yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. That's what I don't appreciate about not just a lot of people feel that way. So I'm not mm-hmm. harkening on Josh, but I don't appreciate because that's not true. That's not true. It, yeah. it devalued it in your life because of the way that you viewed a blue check mark. So for you, it means less now, but it doesn't really. In reality, it does not because all it does is verify that you are who you are saying you are. Yes. That is all that that does. Which was the original intent anyways. Right. That was the original intent. Right. And then it morphed into the status symbol. Right. And only certain people could get it. And and now it's now it's it's even... There's so much chaos around it. I can't wait to talk about it in part four. But that's... It's totally... The whole system now is up in the fucking air. Because everything... It was like we tried to do this system. And then it completely changed. Because people took advantage of this new verification system that wasn't anything more than I can pay for this. And that, that led to some hilarious things happening, but it also completely devalued the entire blue check market overnight. It took a day, two days. As max. it should have, because there should never have been, in, there should never have been inherent value in that to begin with. Yes. All it is, is a validation of who you are A verification. I mm-hmm. validate isn't even good because it yeah, adds it's a verification. Yeah. Right. Verification. That is yep. exactly what it is. It verifies you are yep. fucking Colin Offenbacher. That is all. And without going too deep into it, it was to essentially make like, if you were to have a verification, you are not a bot. Right. And that was, that was part right. of the intent behind it. Definitely backfired. But We'll get more into that in part four because that got fucking spicy over the last couple of days. And now nothing nothing means anything on Twitter anymore. Yeah. It is just fucking crazy town over there. Uh, I I want to just show this picture real quick. Um, Mayorkas. Because as far as... Uh, let's just pretend for a second before we get into midterms, right? That uh, we're going to do... The Republicans going to have all sorts of power and all this stuff. We're going to impeach people. And we're going to... Okay. Impe- we're not going to... We should not be impeaching anybody except for this type of guy. We need to impeach Mayorkas. We need to impeach fucking uh, uh, the heads of cabinet-level members. We'll put it that way. Don't take out the old guy at the top seat because he's not the real problem. He literally doesn't know what's going it's, on. It's this guy that is responsible for like managing all of the curation of information on the entire fucking internet. And that's why we're continually, we're continually like siloed into these various platforms and that's where all the information is shared because the internet is too big to fully take care of as far as the dhs is concerned they can't just throw a rope around the entirety of the internet that's too much occasionally there's somebody that operates independently enough and then they go after them through like amazon web services and they take down fucking parlor and shit like that right but for the vast majority of people the way they get their information, they're in, they're siloed into a few entities, and it's so much easier for them to come after you, which is why centralization of information is so incredibly dangerous because it gives them a single or just a few points of attack at that point, and they can come after everything, and they can exponentially control the entire narrative by going after a few companies. If you can have a, a dozen different companies that essentially are responsible for the vast majority of 
information being shared throughout the entire internet. You hit you hit some banking people, you hit some platforms, you hit some communication companies. You've just covered all the bases at that point. You already have mainstream media in the pocket. They're easy enough to work with. Done. I mean, besides, they're all owned by like three companies anyway. So done. Right. It's just the easiest thing in the world, which is why the internet itself, when the internet was created and the decentralized nature of information sharing on the internet, what it was created for was it was the workaround for all of this. But somehow or other, we've all been siloed into these few lanes that now are completely under attack and controlled by the federal government. Thank you, George Bush and Dick Cheney. They made this all possible. If it wouldn't, if it wasn't them, it would have been someone else. Yeah. But you know, that's just the natural progression the, of government. The natural course yeah. of government. Yep. Yeah. So I have um, just one more point. Do it. Then, Let's okay. fucking so, do it. As always, what does this have to do with freedom and liberty? Indeed. Right? What does Indeed. that have to do with freedom and liberty? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> the, the implications of this in our personal freedom is obvious, right? That's that is obvious. No one especially someone so helplessly biased should have any control over our ability to freely exchange and ideas we live in a world of mass information where the vast majority of information can be easily verified the removal of our individual necessity to take an active and responsible role in our growth is merely the tip of the iceberg once removed of personal responsibility our facilitated reliance on the state grows and their true goal is being achieved how dare you <laughs> fact check true bro it's not good this is how liberty dies so there we go beautiful with, with that everyone i'm gonna thank you for sticking with us for part two we're back in about five minutes for part three we're talking about the midterms we're gonna go over the results that we know so far we're going over how we got here some explanations some theories some different things of all that nature this has been fantastic yes soul streets episode 137 part two we're back in just a few minutes for part three thank you very much Peace. Joseph, we're happy to have you here. Solo Streets, Part 3, Episode 137. hey Part 3, in Part 2, Joseph, we talked about the collusion that we are seeing now and has been released, has been revealed by the intercept between the federal government and social media companies that we've talked about for much, much time here and now has just been finally corroborated by a mainstream corporate media source but i wouldn't shit on them for that because it's intercept mainstream it's, corporate it's, no they're just corporate maybe just because they have a large business but yeah but not in the same denigrated fashion as the other corporate media such as msnbc new york times all of that type of stuff so definitely go check that out part one we talked some pop culture stuff movies and stuff like that the internet was cutting out we had some issues part one part two seamless seamless no problems at all that will continue for part three so, that is what we missed, Joseph. With that, I want to remind everyone again, and thank you for joining us here at Salted Streets. YouTube.com slash Salted Streets. We also have our Instagram.com, Salted Streets, and Patreon. Patreon.com slash Salted Streets. Go there, subscribe, help us make more, better content just like this. It's beautiful. We have the newsletters, the beer show, the book club, all those things. Last month, like I said, I talked about Hunter Biden, um, and you wrote about the Uniparty. I did write about the Uniparty. So, the, the dual-opoly. Duopoly. Yeah. Duopoly. Yeah. Du it was autocracy, but dual-autocracy. So, Duocracy, something like so that. So there you go. Uh, go there. Subscribe. Help us make more better content just like this. You can find all this at saltofthestreets.com. <clears throat> Sorry. I was sick last week. I'm still. I'm getting through it. I'm getting through it. It's been better than I expected, honestly, over this show as you far as the need throat clearing and stuff. Jade energy is what you need. That's right. Just need the jade energy. It's helping, um, it's helping out everything. That's right. The sponsor for this episode is going to be Lexi Kyle. 
She's streamed this weekend. It's happening. It's those, happening. Those things are happening. Lexi Kyle on yep. Twitch. Go there. Watch I think she'll be on games. tonight, I think. She's streaming. She's yeah. doing it. So I mean, she's still in a robe, so it looks like she's probably going to get dressed up for a stream. Yes. That's what it seems that's, like to That's me. how so, this is going. <laughs> so, that's, from the time that I've spent, from what I know of the Afi household, looks yes. like a stream is in the works for tonight. Indeed. So go there, twitch.com, Lexi Kyle, and watch some video games. If you're still listening, which you are, tell Boom. us what you're playing tonight. Absolutely happening tonight. What are you going to play tonight? Carolina, please tell us. So I know she's been like Ghost of Tsushima has been yeah, a lot been that. Apex, um, Call of Duty. A new God of War just came out, right? I know yeah. she's really into God of War. I don't know if War, she has so. that yet or not. So. Because so. they're freaking wonderful. Yes, there we are. are. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> this particular segment, we're going to be talking about the midterms. Maybe midterms. Midterms all the way. Hey, who are you? Who am I? Oh, Donald. Donald. And I'm Colin. Thank you. <laughs> Modern Warfare 2 campaign. I Hey-o. love it. I love it. I think Jake just finished that, he said. Or he's something Big like fan. that. This, is this a brand new Call of Duty, or is this a redo of Modern Warfare 2? You're asking the wrong guy there. All that's, right. that's on the menu Tell tonight. Me, is it like a revamping of Modern Warfare 2? Because I, that was like... That was a Modern Warfare big 2 one. was like the one. Yeah, that was the one that really set the shit off for people. Yeah. Like, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare 1 was big, but Modern Warfare 2 specifically... Yeah. That's the one that set all the shit off. New story. New story. Oh, there you go. shout out Bilbo. I'm obviously out of, the, out of the video game game. I know I can't do that anymore. I don't have time. I don't. I don't have time to devote to it. That's right. I, I can barely watch a two and a half hour movie. It yeah. took me two weeks to get to that. So remember, your soul brothers with Ike. <laughs> That's right. Ike is my soul brother. That's. What, <laughs> there's a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he, he hit himself in the head. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> speaker over here. Oh, oh shit. Uh, Ike is my soul brother. I love that. Can I have a goose egg? Oh, I love that. <laughs> okay. Everybody that go. Uh, isn't that uh, was, uh, uh, Whitney Houston's husband? Was his name Ike? Yeah. Yeah, that's, so that could get messy. No, Ike and Tina Turner. Oh, tar- Tina Turner. Yeah. But he was like a massive... Bobby Brown was... was Bobby Whitney. Brown! Yeah. <laughs> Whitney and Bobby. <laughs> okay. Whitney and Bobby, Ike and Tina. All right, good. So the shirt can still carry. <laughs> <laughs> You're on fire. Okay, so let's go... Well, let's start going over some results, right? What do we know so far from the midterms? Take us over to the big screen there and show us what you can as far as the midterms If there's go. one thing we learned from the midterms is everything's fucked. Okay. Everything's fucked. Because <laughs> it is Saturday. It is Saturday, so of course not everything called. Um, oh, no. Oh, yeah. No. Of course not. We're still going? We are still going. Oh, and the Dems are up one in the Senate? God. It's a whole deal. Do the it's, Republicans have done any worse? I mean... I mean statistically, yes. Yes, yeah, statistically, yeah. no. <laughs> but, yeah, probably going to be the worst showing. Um, this, As far as... This was an interesting point. We're just going to put this out because historically... The uh, the party in power generally has a pretty rough time during the midterms. They usually struggle back, right? And and that it's a pretty historical thing. There's always kind of a big gain from the opposing party after a new president comes in. It's kind of it goes way way back, right? But the problem is, is when you think about the way we've been tracking midterms and data, it only really started in like the 40s. Post World War II, right? Yeah. And so we're we're really only talking about like this isn't like a long history. It is 
anecdotally, I mean, it's a relatively short period of history as far as that goes. We're it's, looking at how many data points at that point. Not, so not that a, fucking many. Not so much a rule as like a trend that has held true for a very long time. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at this point, we've only got a couple left up in the air as far as... So let's just take a look at the Senate first, right? Because the Senate's the big one. It's the big fight for the Senate because control... It's been 50-50 with Kamala Harris being the tiebreaker lately. And so the idea was that there's going to be a big push and then we can red get wave. the... It's going to be a red wave. Red possibly a tsunami. Red tsunami, bro. Um, which did not happen. Did no. not happen at all. And so as of right now, the Senate... Um, Pennsylvania was the big one. Uh, we The Pennsylvanians um, elected John Fetterman to be their senator. And what are we doing here? Um, it, what are you it, guys doing? Florida man is officially moved up to PA man now. That's that's where we're at now. So PA, um, not only did they elect a dead House member that died in October, but they also elected John Fetterman, who, I mean, let's just be honest about this. He cannot speak coherently. Period. John Fetterman? No. John Fetterman no, cannot do that. We talked about, about that in the last this. episode. We talked about the debate. Rough. Yeah. Rough business. Rough business. But um, Arizona, they called it for Mark Kelly. So Blake Mass is out the game, which really? uh, so that was a deal. Um, Carrie Lake's still up in the air. Governor's race is still up in the air. Yeah, we'll get up. We'll get it to governors oh, in a minute. But yeah, I don't know how that's all going to go. <laughs> um, uh, but Nevada is still up in the air. It's uh, it's continually leaning one way to other. But uh, we're at forty-eight five, forty-eight four so as far doing, as that one. They're doing daily ballot dumps. Like once a day, they release information about what they counted that day. I mean, supposedly. Every yeah. state is also different, All right? I can say is what they're saying. Yes. That's, that's what they say they are doing. Yeah. Is once a day ballot dumps. And that's the best we can fucking understand at this point, because we just have to take all their words for it. Because they're yeah. saying we had so many ballots the same day that we don't know what to do. And... Count them? Count them would be good. They're like, it's just too much all in one time, but I don't... That's when you look at the big stack of papers, right? And you're at your desk, and you're like, I got so much, I don't even know where to start. How about right here? And, and then you just count. In Washington, I didn't get my ballot till like less than a week before Election Day. So you can mail it, or you can walk in and put it in the ballot box. I had to go to a booth. I had to go to a place because I never got mine in the mail. But I thought that you got the one from your work, right? Mm-mm. You didn't actually get one there? Mm-mm. Someone told you that you got one there, but you didn't well, really? Well, I asked them about it, and they're like, yeah, we have your mail for you. And I assumed that's where it was. Oh, but your mail was not in there. Nope. Really? Nope. So, I, just, I don't know. Apparently, there was a big problem in Washington State. A lot of people, like, they were sending out things late, and this and that, and the other thing. It sounds like a lot of people just kind of just didn't get theirs in time or something like that. But I'm not, I'm not insinuating anything. But, yeah, what it was kind fuck? of a pain in the ass. But I had to get my Tiffany Smiley vote where in. Where did you go to vote? The place right up, uh, I don't want to give too much away, but there's, yeah, yeah. That, there's that community center up there. They, oh, okay. They, yeah, they oh, hold, and there's one there. Okay. Yeah, okay. they hold every every election there. So, yeah, that's the thing. But, yeah, right now, um, there's still it's still up in the air. It's a less than a 1,000 votes difference between um, the Republican Laxel and um, the Cortez Masto, the Democrat for the Senate there in Nevada. Let's read some of these comments real quick. Uh, Bilbo said, this is the most safe and secure election ever. Chat Amen. Uh, Joseph said, the only state to do anything about election fraud had a 20-point landslide, just saying, which would be Florida. Bilbo said, I feel like he's been manipulated, and it makes me sad. John Fetterman, I believe he's referring to. Yeah. 
Joseph Garrett said, I had to work and didn't even get to vote for my man DeSantis. This is, okay, and that's Bill Bo says, we need to go back to paper ballots and counted by real people. Also, election day needs to be a holiday. The fact that you can't vote because you have to work mm-hmm. is fucking insane, right? This shows you this is fucking not real. They don't actually want you to vote or else they would do what Bill Bo was saying. It's a fucking holiday. Everyone, this is your most, Joe Biden said, this is the most, what did he say? The most preciously held right is the right to vote. But you have to fucking work, so we can't let you go. Yeah, you can't do right? it. The only options, the only options are we either let everyone mail their shit in, or you fucking have to work. That's it. That's it. We Otherwise, can't make a holiday. We can make fucking... Wait, I don't yeah. want to. When we talk about Arizona, we're going to talk about it's, voter suppression. It's crazy. It doesn't, it's, it's a whole deal. It's ridiculous. Um, and then the only other outstanding one right now is Alaska, which is going to go Republican, but it's just they do rank choice there, so it's a matter of who gets it. And then right now, I don't, you know, you look at what you will, but... Um, Murkowski may not be getting in there because it's a 44-42 right now. And nice. so we'll see. Lisa Murkowski might be out the Senate. but to you know, um, Kelly Tishbaka. Tishbaka. Tishbaka? Yeah. She's probably like That's a, a dope-ass name. What they call it? First Nations or something? That's in Canada. In Canada they but, call them First Nations? Uh, here we just call them... Uh, Inuits? No. What do we even say now? We say Native Alaskans. Really? I don't know. I don't live up there, so oh. I would assume. Is Inuit offensive now? Probably. I mean, you know how it goes. It's 2022, bro. For when I was a kid, Eskimo was good. Like, Eskimo was still fire. <laughs> it was. And then when we got a little bit older, we're like, no, 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 Inuit is like the PC way to, and what now, Inuit is not even. Is Inuit a specific tribe of, of Alaskan people? Yes. And so that's yeah, why yeah, it's yeah. not good because you might not be Inuit, but you might still be native. Yeah, you can't call somebody like a Cherokee or, you know, Elizabeth Warren can claim dominance over one tribe or another. But you can't necessarily call them that. They're all POCs now. Right. So that's a whole deal. I hate Otherwise, it. I you're hate a bad you. person. I hate yeah. it here. So, yeah, right now, as far as that's concerned, Georgia's the, you know, nobody saw that coming, but they're going to have to go to a runoff. So we're not going to have any real life understanding of who's going to control the Senate. Get your shit together, Until Georgia. it's all over. Get your fucking shit together. Um, because Nevada's going to go red. Alaska's going to go red, which means that'll put us at 50. That'll put Republicans at 50. I don't want to say us because. This is wild. You know, so that'll be 50. And then it'll be the toss up in Georgia. I do and like. Herschel I've... Walker and Warnock. It, it, Jesus, I have man. to say, because you said, so you said, I don't want to say it puts us up at whatever. Yeah. I was talking to some people this week, and I was just probing, asking people, and there were some more Republican-leaning people that I talked to. And I just find it interesting, because I don't know if it's the way that I present or what they assume or what they would ever, but they would say, like, if we can get this done, you know, if we can yeah. get this done with the Republican. I'm not a Republican, bro. No. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not even a little bit Republican. I just think that's really funny, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's really, really funny. I'm certain... Welcome to tribalism. And part of it was at work, so at work, one of the big things we know about is guns. Like that's, And I don't know how that happened, because like, that <laughs> transformation was really pretty quiet within myself. I don't know how that became a thing. I think it was... I talked to Dan and Tim when I got a, a ammo order to work. And I talked to them about, like... Dennis brought it to my table and Dan heard how heavy the box was because when I bought that bullshit with Jake so it was mm-hmm. a thousand rounds of nine a thousand rounds of five five six so it was a big box that came and they were asking me about it yeah and I 
they were like, you can order ammunition online. I was like, let me fucking blow your mind really quick about all the gun shit that you can buy and yeah. have sent to your work. Yes. To your building that you own that I just had this in here. Let me tell you let what you can do. Let me blow your mind. Yeah. That was really funny. Uh, Bilbo says, do you think that Walker is a good member to bring into Congress? Um, I'm going to go ahead and say hard fucking no. None of these people are good people. None of them are good people. But, I mean, when we're, when we're on balance here, I'm going to go ahead and say it would be better for... Um, the Democratic establishment to have less power. Also, Herschel Walker yes. is a crazy person. Yes. Um, I highly, highly, <laughs> yes. highly recommend everybody watch the Michael Malice video of him read. He did a live stream where he was reading through parts of Herschel Walker's uh, biography. Oh, shit. And uh, <laughs> it was, this dude has played Russian roulette more times than is healthy in an in a individual. And he is... He's a crazy person. But that being said, if it's the Demo- if the Democrats <laughs> if the Democrats are going to elect John Fetterman, I mean, the Republicans might as well vote in Herschel Walker because let's just I mean, it's going to be an amazing season of senatorial debate with those two involved in the same room. I can't wait for that to happen. It's going to be fantastic. But yeah, so at at the best right now we're looking uh 50 50 51. I mean I mean I mean 50 40. It's going to be right. It's going to be real close. It's going to be a nail biter and we're not going to know probably until the new year. I don't know. I think they're the Georgia, Georgia runoff is December. Yeah, and then by the time everything gets counted. I mean, it was about they're at 99% right now. They called it, I believe, yesterday, maybe day before, as far as the runoff is concerned. Because anybody that didn't break 50%, it means right. they have to go to the runoff. But um, So it didn't take them that long. So, yeah, we should probably... We'll have to do, like, a late... I'll do it on one of the live streams or something like that. We'll talk about it on the on the beer show. Because um, we will be off, I believe... Uh, we have one we episode on in December. Right, on the 10th? Um, yeah. Is that our last one Let's for the year? Here. Yeah, we have an ep- yeah. we have episode 139 on the 10th, so okay. that should... We'll have a decent idea of what's going on. Ideally, yeah. we will know who won the runoff on that episode. We'll, we'll find out the fate yeah. of the Senate. Whether or not we really do. The last who episode knows? of the year, what a fucking capper that'll be. So now, the exciting part. Go to the house. Right now we're sitting at... Uh, Look at that o- shit. Yeah, it's, um, yeah don't, don't let the colors deceive yeah, you, because obviously, you know... Um, it doesn't really matter anymore, but personally, I have no faith in our elections at this point. Amen, Joseph. Isn't it so wild? It's so, it's dark almost to look at that map and then look at the numbers and you say, what are you talking about? Yeah. What are you talking about? You mean like the vast, vast, vast majority of America in America is, is red, but it's basically 50, 50, right? <laughs> what? I'm telling, I need, I'm, I need to advocate for some kind of weighted average system for population because like the you you get these population centers right when you look at this map it's real fucking red right and that's because you have large chunks of area that have very few people in it right and then you have these small population centers in big cities and whatever that generally have an out they have an out of balance um you know uh, power dynamic because of how many people disproportionate yeah um power balance because of how many people live in that one spot and so they get more representatives and so on and so forth. It's a whole convoluted system. But when you think about mind, mind, 
I want to say mind think, um, like group think and how ideology, how ideological like ideas and stuff like that, they, how they prop up and how they propagate in high density areas. The idea of like a city like Manhattan, right? It's always going to be blue. If you're a Republican in Manhattan, too fucking bad for you. You basically don't get to participate in the system because no matter what happens, the vast majority of people are going to be ideologically aligned with the Democratic Party at that point. So you essentially don't get to have a say in anything that goes on because you're a Republican in a blue, a deep, deep, deep blue city, right? There's various districts inside and all this stuff, but... That, which is supposed to be like gerrymandering and all this stuff is how that's supposed to balance because out. Because the representatives are based by population. That's yes. like how it's so if you have. Yeah. That's why like Montana is like, or Wyoming has like, they they get like one chunk, bro. Because right. there's nobody that fucking right. lives in Wyoming. But if you have a city like New York City that has millions and millions and millions of people in it. Let's go to New York. They just continue to chunk up different portions of the city to make more districts because there's more people there. I mean, so you have the vast majority of New York, right? You know, pretty big districts up on the on the north side. You this know, rural New York. Um, yeah. This is rural New York, so it's big, 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 big. They flipped a district in nineteen, which was interesting, fifty-one by to forty-eight. But then you get smaller and smaller, and then by the time you actually get into like Manhattan, New York City area, these tiny, tiny little districts because it's all based off of population. Yeah. And you can also tell where Queens ends and Long Island begins. <laughs> that's 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 the dividing line. It's Nassau Staten County. Island. Staten Island would be down here. They're always reliably yeah. red, too. Yes. That's, all the mafia families live there. Um, it's a whole deal. A really great example, I think, of what you're talking about. Jordan actually just talked to me about yesterday. So Jordan is in a Facebook group for Crunchy Moms, right? Because she's a crunchy mom, you know, like Gorilla Crunchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, drink, <clears throat> I drink water out of a glass pint jar. Right. So Which you do. Um, yes, I do. <laughs> Except um, for when you're on the show. What's up, Plastic? Jordan said that... Yeah, that's true, isn't it? It's just part of my store trip, usually. Hey, you know, that's all right. You're but, still reducing your footprint. That's really so, funny. So um, you're good. You're so still Jordan, doing better than me. <laughs> Jordan said that there was a mom that posted in this... And it's like a Kitsap Crunchy Moms, right? Mm, so it's okay. specific to this area. And... One of the moms said, can someone explain to me how we live in a blue state when I have yet to meet somebody who is truly blue? That woman was then berated by the actual people who live here who who got after her about, like, uh, fuck this and fuck your trans kids and, like, all that. Like, go, go hard. And so these Bro. people not so eloquently explained to her that's because we have blue cities not a blue state yes because even if you look at if you think kitsap county it's purple mm-hmm. it's not blue it's purple no it's purple right? as fuck we got yeah. so many rednecks around here <laughs> correct so i see them all at the bar you just don't because the biggest places here are seattle and olympia yep that's where the government happens that's where the voting happens that's where the big money is yep the state is blue. Yeah, even if you it's look the at cities the, and the suburbs around them. Even if you look at the the back half of our state, it's it's red. It's even even just by oh, oh yeah by uh, geography, only half of it is actually blue, and the blue half is really just because of population. Oh yeah, because that's where the cities are on the back half. In the eighth that's district, where all the farms are eighth district. This the vast majority of this district 
is going to be Republican land. You yes. drive around there, there's fucking Trump flags yes. fucking everywhere. All over but the place. a vast majority of this area on the east side of it, right, is suburbs of Seattle. Yep. And that's where the mass population density Sumner, is concerned. All that type of shit. Yeah. All so the Kirkland, the all rest cities. of the people that live over here get overruled by the va- the population centers. Yes. But ideally, gerrymandering is supposed to solve for X in that equation. It's supposed to, it's supposed unless to. you're a Democrat and you say gerrymandering is bad. Unless, of course, we do it. And then and then our maps get approved and then we get what we want. And then it's a good thing. And then when the Republicans do it and we don't like it, then it's a bad thing. Them guys are always bitching about gerrymandering. Always. I remember when we talked about it here on the first time. And it was after the Supreme Court had ruled on it. And we're like, wait. They said, we're not going to rule this because it's supposed to be political. The whole the idea of it is political. That's yes. why it's political parties that are drawing the lines, you goddamn jackasses. Exactly. And ever since then, I've not given it a second thought. So I'm, wait, that's how this was designed for it yes. to be done politically. So for you to say that one side, well, they're being very political about the way they're drawing lines. Yeah, no fucking shit. Exactly. That's the job. That's the idea. You get a real hardcore, hard-nosed lawyer that goes in there and says, this is where I want these fucking lines at. Yep. That that's the job. Them's is the breaks, dude. That's how, the like, breaks. That's how it's supposed to go. Yeah. I don't want to hear about it. Because the idea behind it is that as populations move around and they put themselves into little societal tribes and things like this, that the political districting lines should change to reflect the views of those people in those right. areas. And so that you don't have an area that is ninety as far as like population goes, it's ninety percent blue, but then ninety percent of the landmass is red. Ideally, it's not supposed to be that way. And if people actually had agency and free choice, and our lives were not so heavily interfered with by private sector and government sector companies, mm-hmm. that would that would play itself out to be true. But when you can't buy a house where you want, when you are in a position like I was, and you get boned out of anywhere else that you could possibly buy, you end up buying somewhere where you don't probably want to because that's just just got to do. It is. You don't choose your neighbors anymore. You choose the neighborhood that you live in, kind yeah. of, because that is what you can afford. That's <laughs> Then just don't get in an argument with your neighbor over the head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> over the head or over anything that might happen. You know what I'm saying? So, Okay, it, so let's look at some key races that we've been following. Yes. Um, I want to start in our own hometown, and let's take a look at Mr. Joe Kent. Yep. He's been very popular, endorsed by Tulsi Gabbard at the late end. And he's still not giving up, right? This one's still open? He, yeah, he says, let's just count them. Count them all, then we'll just then we'll talk. Keep counting. Because so it's still possible, right? Uh, it's getting closer to not being possible. But, um, Yesterday, I think, was the last I heard. Yeah, because he's up against Antifa lady um, Maria Gossenkamp-Perez, who is... I mean, it's real, real bad. She's got a lot of, like, really a tight affiliation with, like, a lot of the Portland fucking Antifa people. Because Van- Vancouver's right down there, too, right across the river from Portland. Yeah. She's been directly tied to a lot of active Antifa-like cells and all this <sighs> stuff. It's bad news, Bears. But Joe Kent right now is uh, now trailing by, you know, around uh, 4,000, 5,000 votes. Which is... That's not bad. That's not, that's not bad when you think about it, especially for a guy who... Um, God, and I hate to say this, but like he was given a lot of money from the Democratic Party in his campaign. Yeah. He's one of those people that got some of that $44 million or whatever it was in, in MAGA funding from Democratic funding mechanisms. Right. So let's talk about that for a and second. And it's actually right? looking like he's going to lose. Let's talk about that for a second, right? Because 
there were a ton of these like pro-Trump, pro-MAGA candidates. Right? <laughs> Every were... single POS who voted for the dead yeah. guy should lose their voting so rights. So I just sent you a video, and I meant to cut it. Oh, fuck. I me- it's going to take a minute, so don't worry about it. We can talk for a minute. I meant to cut it. It's from, but I forgot to. So it's just a little bit longer than I intended. Um, but we can just play it and then stop it whenever. We just did a two-hour-long segment. It's, it's from fine. <laughs> your mom's house. <gasps> I love it. Yeah, and it just was so, it fits so perfectly with what Joseph just said. Um, I might sneeze. It's like right on the, it's like right on the thing. Uh, I don't know. It, it here, I'll, t- I'll take it just in case. Oh, I hate that. It's like, it might come. But yeah. it's just going to fuck with you for a minute, and now I don't think it's going to. Three dead people were voted in. Oh, God, God. Yeah, it was like it's, a whole deal. It's really horrific. Um, oh. I don't... Bilbo, I have... Joseph, I have... <laughs> you may even have been watching when I did this. I have openly questioned the everybody should have the right to vote thing. Yeah, I'm just I not... I'm not there. I'm not sold. I, I'm not convinced that you should just be able to vote just because you live here. I'm just... Not convinced <laughs> that if you're willing to vote for a dead person, that your vote should count for the same that mine does. I'm just not convinced. If you don't understand how a gun works, I'm not convinced that you should have the ability to vote away my right to own one as seen by the government. If you don't know the fucking difference between a handgun and a rifle, if you don't know, like I once didn't, that AR-15 doesn't stand for assault rifle 15, you probably shouldn't be allowed to vote on whether or not I get to fucking have one. Oh, those right? were the days. Those were the days. <laughs> those were the days, weren't they? Whoa. So... I am right there with you. I am not convinced. You know, I heard not, somebody not talking about this. this the other day, actually, and it was the idea of how do we get to this point where like everybody can vote, right? Because it turned in it because it started with property ownership. Yeah, because property ownership implied you had a stake. You right. Were, you were we're such a fucking fan of like stakeholder capitalism these days. Why can't we have stakeholder voting? If you don't have a fucking stake in it, leave it the fuck alone and walk away. But yeah, the idea was. You had you were a landowner because you had stake in what was going on. And because right. you had stake in what was going on, you were going to be informed in the decisions that you were going to be making. And so those people were the ones that voted. Mind you, there was also kind of the whole, like, you know, men voted for their household, blah, 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 blah. Right. But regardless from that. And then eventually that got to the point where, like, well, landowners were not the only people that could vote because at that point... People were renting and... Yes, they were... You were you, they were only a few landowners at that point and vastly more people were living on land and stuff like that that they didn't particularly own and so then boom it just became well everybody everybody needs to have the right to vote so boom you can do that but that removed the ownership and the responsibility in the voting aspect of that right no no every every right has a responsibility but hold up I'm going to push back on that. It Please. wasn't until women got the right to vote that responsibilities were taken away from it. Because prior to that, you still had to serve in the oh, fire yeah, crew. Yeah, you yeah, still yeah. had to do yeah, all yeah, that yeah. type That's of true. shit if you were going to have the right to vote. All those yep. things still existed. It was not until, until the women, women got the right to vote that exceptions were made That's right. for responsibilities that correlated with that right to vote. Yes, which is... And there was a huge pushback during women's suffrage where a lot of women were like, I don't want to be into this situation. A lot of women are saying that type of shit now. I mean, y'all motherfuckers getting drafted too. Welcome to World War Three, bitch. What you get. <laughs> this is what you get. Everybody thought it'd be so much fun to be a guy. Why are there so many guys trying to be women yeah, right isn't now? Isn't it so fun? I think to you're gonna have to in. resend that to yeah, me. I'm trying right now. Okay. It's a little bit longer. I might do it in the Dropbox or something. So I think it's definitely worth playing. It's funny. Is it a like a? It's a YouTube link. No, it's just a clip that I took from a YouTube link that, oh, that I was uh-huh. watching the video, and I clipped a piece of it because it was so funny. 
And Your mom's house is pretty fucking great. It was fantastic. I'm so glad you like that now. Oh, so I good. I can't get enough of it. Lauren Bobert. Lauren Bobert is uh <laughs> this fucking district doesn't know what to do, man. It's gone from lean red to lean blue to lean red to lean blue. I'm She's sure actually ahead now. Uh oh, almost a thousand, you know, a little over a thousand votes. Bobert is really. Yeah. It, it did not look good there for a minute, man. It did not look good there for a minute. 50.2% against uh, Adam Frisch. I had to make sure that was an R. Yeah, Adam Frisch is uh, 49.8. So she Pretty may tough. yet pull it out. Uh, anybody else? Oh, this was a sad one. Um, we talked about uh, Caroline Levitt, the youngest what, she would have been the youngest female representative yeah. to go to the yeah, house yeah, yeah. at all. She's hardcore MAGA. Right. Kind of a cute little girl. You know, a little. She's got like the, the baby fat right. in her I face remember. and all that stuff, right? But she did not win. Um, what is her district? Pappas. Yeah, Chris Pappas right here. Yeah, so she had to contend with the Port, Portsmouth group down there. And that's. Portsmouth is a super woke town. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, fifty four to forty five point nine percent. She ended up losing that race, so that's a whole deal. But yeah, so far Democrats have flipped four seats, Republicans have flipped sixteen seats, which was uh, n- I, apparently the New York Times late the last poll they did right. at New York Times before the midterms was the most accurate. It said it was going to be like a barely. Republicans going to get control of the House, 50-50 Senate, we don't really know, and it wasn't going to be any, there was going to be no wave, there was going to be no drastic fucking pullback, um, and that turns out, and it turned out it was going to be like a whole deal. So, I like how he's run into the opposite, the farthest place away. <laughs> oh, People will willingly give them up. Oh, put two options on every ballot for people to relinquish their voting rights, put D... By one and R by the other. People will willingly <laughs> give them up. <laughs> Problem solved. I'm, I mean, I don't hate this idea. You're funny, Joseph. Uh, governors. Let's go to the governor's race. Nevada. They flipped. That's right. Nevada just got a Republican governor. I think that happened last night. They called the race. That's a flip over there. I mean, the only reason to really concern yourself on a national level with governorships is when you're talking about, like, convention of states and things like that, where governors play a key role in getting people together. Because if you have a convention of states, it's the governor, it's the executive leadership from the states that gets together to vote on new amendments and so So, on and so forth. you were talking about the New York Times poll, right? But that was the first poll that we had seen that wasn't predicting that the Republicans would, like, overwhelmingly take the the first one. Very first one. Yeah. Weird. Super weird. weird. What do you know a day before the midterms that fucking nobody else knows? Yeah, how did all of a sudden now you got this? How? Well, because for a long time, nobody was putting out big polls, except for Republican outlets yeah. that it favored their fucking Trafalgar. Oh, dude, right. Trafalgar Group, uh, Daily Wire hired them to do a ton of polls, right? And they they had like the head of Trafalgar on their Daily Wire live stream of the election day and all this stuff. 100% the worst poller, I think, of the midterms. That dude ain't ever working again. I, Jeremy Boren got to be pissed right. that so he the, hired them. Big, big ones, yes, but there were still <clears throat> tons of small polls all over the place. Tons. Individual races yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Um, so there's one thing we talked about earlier, right, that was like the Stop the Steal stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that played as well 
this time. So let's talk about how that happened, right? The the not red tsunami. The mm-hmm. what did, the reason Shapiro Lake... called it like a red trickle or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so was, yeah, it, there was so much fucking pain that night. I was I was watching their live stream and they they started off the night very exuberant, very happy, and then by the end of the night, it looked like somebody shot their dogs. Like it was rough, dude. Oof. Um, so real quick, Katie Hobbs yes. is leading over Kerry Lake right now, fifty point seven percent to forty nine point three percent, with eighty four percent reporting at this point. What is the difference in votes? Uh, difference e- in votes. Uh, she's got that's about thirty thousand, thirty two hundred, or thirty two thousand. It's not small. Yeah, it's not small. Not unwinnable, but not small. Yeah, at eighty four, it could still go. It's the re- there's a reason. This is this is also interesting. Nobody's really calling early. They're not doing early calls and then making mistakes like they did last time. Right. Everybody, a lot of people are like, we're just going to fucking out. wait, dude. Well, Fox News, I mean, I thought that the Republicans were going to burn it to the ground when they called Arizona you know, a few hours <laughs> exactly. early. Exactly. I thought that they were going to burn it to the ground like the guy in, in office space. Look at that. We're slightly ahead on our vote count. We're 87% reported in our state. Look at that. Patty Merckx. Ooh, what is that? Is that an 8-9? No, that's a... Oh, not... Oh, yeah. So we're talking, you know, 300,000 votes towards Murray. 300 plus. That's Fuck rough. that. I fucking hate that. She's so terrible, man. So, so terrible. Like, why? And that's the... All these people... All these... All these people. Let me be more specific, right? All these people on the left who try and shit on the Republicans for, well, you're not voting for anybody. You're just voting against Joe Biden. What the fuck did you just do here? What are you you voting for? What are you voting for? What are you getting from Patty Murray? Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely Absolutely nothing. nothing. You're voting against Tiffany Spalding because you think that she's representative of Donald Trump because that's what the Democrats just told you. You just voted against Republicans. You are not voting for anything. You are not fucking principled. Dude, I watched the debate. I told you, like, I watched that debate, well, most of it, because it was pretty painful. But, like, everything that came out of Patty Murray's mouth was just the talking point, no backup context, no nothing. It was just bink, bink, bink. I have heard all of this a thousand times before coming out of Joe Biden's mouth, coming out of Chuck Schumer's mouth. The exact same phraseology, all the things. All the things. You are an empty vessel, dude. You are an empty vessel and a carrier of the good word. That is it. It was garbage. Absolute garbage. Okay, so let's talk about <clears throat> how we got here. Right? Yes. Zeke, so let me know if there's merit to this. In my eyes, I noticed a lot of establishment Republicans winning and Trump-backed Republicans losing, and the same thing going on with Democrats. I think that's a good segue. Um, it is. So how did we get here? here? So we're going to talk about yeah how we got here, the different things that went into this, and we will talk about that specifically. Kind yes. Of Factor. The way that it's being laid out now is almost like a, a Trump versus DeSantis type of deal in the Republican Party. So we will talk about kind of that dynamic. A civil war within a civil war. We used to be able to count votes in one day. The regression is unacceptable. The number one reason this cannot be true. And I need to look into that, right? I don't... Certainly... Certainly the mail-in voting thing threw a wrench into all this shit, right? Last time around when every state <clears throat> opened up that now everyone can vote by mail, that fucked a lot of shit up. Yeah. The early voting thing is fucking shit up. The the counting them until like a week afterwards is is leading us to stuff like this where it's Saturday now. Election day was Tuesday and we no. still don't know who won some of these races for goddamn why. What no. are we talking about? We don't right? know who has control of the House or the Senate yet. There's no reason for that. I don't I don't to, to expand on it further than that, I would have to do more research mm-hmm. um, about the way it was done in the past and all that type of stuff. Prior to 2020, 
I didn't know that you couldn't vote by mail in all the other states because in Washington we've oh we've done it that way my whole life. So yeah. that's and I never looked into it because I only vote here. So I when people told me you couldn't, I was like, What are you talking what about? Do you mean? It's the most convenient way to vote. What do you mean? What are you talking about? Yes. So that's really all that I can say on the counting everything on one day thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I know so Arizona is saying we had so many that were dropped off to the ballot boxes that were overwhelmed by the same day drop off. That literally doesn't make any sense to me. So hire more people to count the ballots then. Yeah. Were you only allowed to have four people there? What are you saying? Like, what are you talking about? If, if it's transparent, then fucking count them. You know, if we know that they're going to double count them and everything's going to be fine hire more people then why does it need to take a month because that doesn't there doesn't make any sense there's no Mm. logic to that that's just what you're saying so absentee balance yes absolutely but i'm talking about in washington i'm talking about in washington state we hit we do all of our elections through the mail you can like colin did go and vote in person but they also send you a ballot that you can either do that and send it in or you can go to a polling place that will give you another ballot and yep. that is the one that is counted right yep. i didn't know that you couldn't do that in every state prior to 2020 partially because it makes so much goddamn sense to me that that's the way that you would do things with this many people partially because that's just how it's been done my whole life i mm-hmm. just didn't know that so i did know the absentee thing all that type of stuff yeah i did absentee stuff when i was in the military yes um Stop the Steel. I don't think Stop the Steel played as well this time around. Oh, no. Because there there wasn't partially a dearth of evidence. There wasn't the videos and stuff that we're seeing this time. Mm-hmm. The stakes were not as high as far as Trump not being on the ballot. Um, and two re- years is a long time to carry that narrative through yes. with the passion. Republicans recognize far more than Democrats that many of the things Democrats are upset about are better handled at the state level. And that's what's being done now. Abortion, all that type of stuff. Even, <clears throat> excuse me. If a Republican didn't want, by the statistics, largely a Republican didn't want Roe to be overturned, they still thought that it's think it's better that it's now dealt with by the states than at the federal level because that is the more genuine Republican ideology is a is no. a Federalist ideology. That was Tiffany so, Smiley's belt when she got asked about that. That was her tilt. Was like I'm glad. You know, I have my own personal views and I have my views on here. But for as far as like legislation goes and all this, I believe it, it's our decision to make here in our state. Yeah. And if we want it this way, I will support the way our state goes. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure there were like it's a 16 good week type of deal. Um, I believe 16 weeks is what we have going on here. It's not as curious. wild as you would think. Like it's, yeah. it's not as crazy progressive. I remember just when we were doing all the abortion talk, I don't remember exactly what the number is, but it's not as much as I thought that it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember we we looked at it and talked about it at the time. Oh, look, I love that. The very first thing I get when I Google Washington State abortion laws, alert, June 2022, the Supreme Court has released a major decision about abortion. <laughs> Fuck you. I don't care. Joseph, then have them there before election day or don't count them. I don't I don't necessarily disagree with you. I don't necessarily disagree with you. The There's like some discrepancy between, that's why the mail-in thing I don't think is good. I think the, the drop-off box is not a bad way to do it. Because listen, mm-hmm. if your shit is not in the drop box by this time on this day, we're not counting it. But when you're mailing them in, they're talking about like postmark dates and stuff like that. And they're given windows. And I don't think that's... That's not good. I don't think that's a good way, especially if you're getting it in the mail. And prior to this, I've gotten my ballot probably two or three weeks before Election Day. Like, you have it quite some time before the election. Um, 
So I don't necessarily disagree with you. So I think there's a lot of problems with the way that this was done, especially the mail-in stuff being implemented in 2020. That was not done in a clean way. Um, another aspect that I'm thinking about is what what was the Republican strategy? What was, was the, their Republican strategy? The Republican strategy, we we aren't them. Let's put it that way. It depended, and it was kind of state Those dependent, too. Those guys are, are assholes. Yes. Yeah. Those people are bad. Vote for us. We have which no is, real plan. We have no not a strategy. We have nothing to run on. Yeah. But in very select places when there was a, a serious, like Carrie Lake situation, right? The border was huge. Yeah. Hit on the border. She has this thing where she's going to, the day number one, I'm going to declare a uh, an invasion in in Arizona, and then we're going to take action here because yeah. we could do this. But for the most part, I mean, like Joe Kent, listen to his his debates, his stump speeches, and all this. It was national. It inflation, was national, inflation, like inflation, crime, inflation, crime. Yeah, the issues were hitting on the issues, but not this is That's what it. we are going to do. We're just going to say these people have ruined your lives. Right. Vote for us, because... which is not a strategy. That's no. not these guys are terrible. Is not a strategy. That's no. not convincing to anybody other than you're right. We are in a fucking bad way. And in a bad way, when people are scared, a lot of times the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. Even if you think it might be a little bit better, I'd rather just kind of stick with what's going on and we'll just move from here. What you got? Ooh, interesting. This isn't actual, like, legal anything. It's from abortionfinder.org, which, okay. you know... Is abortion legal in Washington State? Yes, abortion is legal in Washington State. However, abortion is restricted in Washington and other states. Right now, abortion is legal in Washington until viability, which is the stage of pregnancy when the fetus has developed enough that it is able to survive outside the uterus with medical help. It usually happens around 24 to 26 weeks of pregnancy to figure yeah, uh, to figure out how true. far. So, yeah, so <clears throat> viability is yeah, apparently the I, they, law. There is a limitation because I, we've gone over it here before when yeah. we had Haley on and stuff. There is a limitation. And viability so I don't is think that's not it. at 24 because they've had, they've kept babies alive like as early as like 20, 21 weeks now. So that's yeah. not, yeah, that's not true. It's, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's a totally side thing. Yeah, it does now, not I'm just, matter. now I'm just curious. I need mean, to yes. quit going down the rabbit hole. Zeke says, if I'm being honest, having all the ballots counted accurately in the same day seems exceedingly unreasonable. We are talking hundreds of thousands of ballots being handled. There's going to be fuck-ups. I, I don't disagree with you. That's, oh, yeah. That's, I do not disagree with you. There's fucking, even if you're only talking about half of the people, the population voting, that's 150 million people. And it's not that many. It's like 100, mm -hmm. 120 130, something like that? People that vote? 130 million people that vote? 130, 180, it depends something on like, the yeah, outlook. Okay. You know. so, even, so even if we call it half, 150, yeah. that's a fuckload of ballots to count in one day. That is a that's a goddamn lot of ballots to count in one day. One day. I mean, right? well, it, it also depends on like the, the fucking how convoluted you make the system being like yes. is it something you have to sit there and feed it into a machine and that takes time and then you have to verify the machines, blah, 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 or is it in like, okay, I can see I'm a human, Here's the ballot. They do all these procedures and stuff, and depending on what state you're in, like where they have to hold things up and they have to mark certain things, well, and then they look at it and they put it in the box. Everyone's with different. The Arizona recounts. We went over the steps, and they were they were fucking ridiculous. Convoluted. They were goddamn ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put in place courtesy of the probably the new governor yeah, of Arizona. They're by goddamn way. ridiculous, right? Yeah. So. <clears throat> I don't disagree with you. That's part of part of that is mitigated by. By the mail-in voting thing, that they get early voting. So a ton of numbers get released the same day because they've been getting ballots for like a week or two weeks before the election yeah. for the mail-in And in stuff. some states, they're not allowed to even count them beforehand. They just right. stack them. This is one of the 
item. I'm going to say problems, but problem have, bears a connotation that I don't want to, but that's the easiest way for This is one of the problems with having every state do shit differently, right? Mm. It's not a problem because this is technically because this is how it's supposed to be done. Everyone yeah. is supposed to decide how they're supposed to do their own shit. I get it. 2020, I asked Josh Keaton, I said, tell me why we are not all doing this shit the same way. Like, for mm-hmm. what reason is there not some type of standardized way to do an election so that we can know that it's all being done correctly? It's not supposed to be that way. Same deal yep. as gerrymandering. It's just not how it's meant to be. It's just not we how can, it's supposed to be. We can argue all day about whether or not it should be that we way. We could change the Constitution. Right but. now, it, that's not how it's supposed to be. So yeah. this is the way that it is. <clears throat> I would appreciate one less step towards one giant nation and and away from state power i'd I'd appreciate that we keep that check somewhere yeah it it does add (laughs) an immense amount of complications to trying to get shit done on election day yeah huge problem right yeah and i mean let's face it too we we as humans generally make things very very complicated especially on the governmental level we we try to as we streamline it means we make things more complicated and that's generally how that goes. I mean, I'm sure things were much less, they were lower tech earlier on, which is, I mean, again, I'm making assumptions that things used to be quicker, but I'm assuming that we've made less, we, we take high tech, you know, steps to, to implement this and that and try to make it more streamlined. But as typical government structures go and bureaucracies go and stuff like that it actually makes it more convoluted and more fucked up and more more right. po- more points of failure and then things will take longer all the i mean even and if just, just the fact about, that there's more people all the time even if you just talk about the amount of different machines that are used across the country for electronic voting yeah you know? sometimes 20 percent of them fail yeah so sometimes people can, can log into them from outside of the building. Yep. You know, we've talked about this a bajillion times. Yes, um, so many times because it's it's because it's true. Yeah, um, like I've generally that's... advocated for like because the federal government doesn't have a place to mandate how this goes, right? No. But it, nothing stops them from putting out like yeah, we saw this with like the CDC during COVID. A lot of guidelines. You're like, hey, here's a here's a good way we think states could do it. We we like this. This is a way you could streamline your thing, or this is a way to build an efficient electoral process in your state. Here's some here's some ideas. We'll just publish that and say, okay, here's some ideas. Right. Maybe think about looking at that. I don't know. And then, of course, because depending on which governments in the state you work in, they'll see that as a fucking diktat and just do it anyways. But you know, you could do that. That's one way to get around that 100%. to like to help kind of like more standardize the way things go because it is. 100 you have don't look any further than fucking arizona to realize how fucked up and convoluted a system can be to end up to the point where it's fucking saturday and we still don't know what the hell's going on there is no doubt that it doesn't need to be this complicated uh-huh. and that it could be done in a shorter time period than four days it definitely could <clears throat> there's no doubt about that even if you're just talking about scaling the amount of people that are working in the election to count the votes mm-hmm. That there's no reason you only have to have nine people doing it. No, there's, that's ridiculous. There's no, no reason for that. There is a way to scale this to make sure that it can still be done effectively. Even if you're talking about there's there is definitely a way to make a secured, enclosed system that all it does is count a ballot. Could right? Definitely could there do is that. Definitely a way to do that in yes. which the only person's job is to open a ballot out of an envelope put it into the machine and do that over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a way for that. Definitely. Definitely. A way there to is do a it. thousand percent 
unquestionably a way for that to be done. And I guarantee it would take less time than four days. Yeah. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. I envision like a, 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 a vacuum system with tubes and people can just put their vote in the in whatever tube. I'm 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 in the secure area. I got my little curtain. Nobody knows what I'm doing and I'm going to take my vote and because it's a Republican, I'm going to put it in the Republican thing and it's going to and it's going to suck it and then it's going to put it in the Republican box. Done. Well, they used to just give you rocks. Here's <laughs> yeah. a black rock and here's a white rock. Yes. Whichever rock you want to use, put it in that box. When we're done, we're going to count how many rocks yes. are in there. There's definitely an easier way <laughs> to do it. So There's many ways. definitely a better way to do this. I think we should get Sesame Street on board with this. They yeah. would they would they would help streamline the process. You can't get your cheating without them being four post days. Listen, I'm not going to say anything because I'm streaming on YouTube. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything because I'm streaming on YouTube. This was a secure and safe election, Joseph. I don't know what you're talking about. It was about. probably the most well, safe and secure since the last one. All I'm saying is there's a better way for it to be done. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yes. I don't know what you're talking about, Joseph. <sighs> I don't know about that. I'm oh, my God. <laughs> okay. So, to so, get back to how did we get here? Yes. Those guys are terrible. Uh, Lindsey Graham, right? Dobbs. The Dobbs decision oh, obviously ended up being idiot. much more influential than we thought it was going to be, specifically and particularly with the youth, right? That yep. Gen Z vote... For whatever reason, they turned the fuck out this time. And I don't remember exactly the numbers that I saw, but they were like the only age group that voted Democrat. And it was hard. like Democrat plus 24. Yeah. It was like wild, hard blue. Yeah. So They got the youth vote out. So the Dobbs thing, Lindsey Graham coming out and defeating the narrative of we don't want a national abortion ban. And then being like, oh, no, no, I definitely want one. Yeah. Did not help. Nope. Fucked everybody over for sure. Amen. So. That was a big one. Yeah, so that's being the Gen Z. Those two things are tied together. Um, and I, so now I want a question, right? Mm. I don't want a question. I want to question. Um, either, and I wrote this the same day, so I was, I was tilting a little bit. <laughs> but I'll just read exactly what I wrote. Either something is sus with the results or we should stop polling completely. Reality cutting so harshly against the polling doesn't help the assumptions that something must be wrong, whether you mean right now or Hillary in 2016, right? Because in 2016, the, it was she was so totally going to win that it wasn't even a question. Yep. And then when Donald Trump won, they tilted so hard, said there's no way she could have lost unless someone cheated. That's the only possible way this could have won. Yep. Donald Trump did the exact same thing in 2020. Listen, the polling was so hard for me. People love me so much. The only way that Joe Biden could have won is if someone cheated. Mm -hmm. and, I'm, and I'm not saying that no one cheated in either of these elections, but I'm saying that's what the claim was from both sides. Oh, yeah. When you poll, when the polling shows a fucking tsunami like they're talking about, and then this happens, the people who maybe didn't run or vote on Stop the Steal look at this. Even people like me, you and I, who I don't... I'm not stop the steal guy. I've sat here endlessly and talked about the things we can actively, we can validate and verify the questions about our election system. Those are the things that I, we have talked about here. Mm -hmm. Even me said, what the fuck is this? Yeah. What is this? What are you talking about? That this is what this is. When people are paid so much money, when their whole job is to make a poll, do a poll, what do you mean you couldn't figure it out? You're telling me. YouTube, I'm not saying this is what happened because in all reality, this is what happened, right? You're telling me in the one year that you chose to adjust your polls compared to what you've done before because you realized your fuck up was also the year that comparatively Democrats overperformed insanely. Gen Z shows up insanely 
And it's so completely opposite of what you called. All those things just happened to happen at the same time. Not saying that it didn't. Mm-hmm. Statistically, that's what happened. What are you talking about? Yeah. That doesn't seem weird. And when, if you're on an even harsher tilt than you or I are about the turnout of the 2020 election, you see that, what are you going to think? It does not you're help. You're going to think it was stolen. Yeah. That's exactly what you're going to think. Right? Yeah. It doesn't, this does not help the, I'm talking about the results. The results are the results. The, the people who won are the people who won. I'm not, I'm talking about the, the, the stark difference between the polling and reality does not help with the national cohesion. Exactly. That yeah. does not help. It does not all. help people's um, faith in the institution. No. It makes it worse. Yes. And this is what they're running on now. They're running on a fate that they are self a prophecy they are self-fulfilling mm-hmm. that is dark as fuck and i don't know if it's intentional or if it was accidental if like i said if these things just all happen to happen at the same time i have no idea that feels wrong in my belly that doesn't feel good <laughs> and i we've been friends for a long time now so you know that i operate off of gut instinct like yes. the vast majority of the time mm-hmm. Something feels really weird about that. And I'm not, again, for YouTube, I'm not saying anyone stole the election. I'm not saying it's not real. I'm telling you, that feels fucking weird. You're telling me that no one knew that except for the New York Times the day before? No one knew? How could no one predict that? There isn't even one person who's an outlier who's, who's predicting this the whole time. What do you mean? What do you mean? I think it, it, me and my my brain basically just go well there's obviously a reason why over the last like number of decades essentially like there's a reason these these pollsters and things like that the reason i think they get it so wrong is because i think they themselves as an institution are systemically flawed from the ground up and they do not they do not Deserve is a weird word, but I'm just going to use it at this point. Um, they don't deserve to exist because there's zero reason that they exist at this point other than to sway elections at this point. Even there's, when... zero, there's zero reason for them to exist. Nobody gives a fuck, obviously, because the results show that. Because wh- however you're conducting right your polls, however, whatever algorithms you're using, whatever these fucking numbers are and these stupid-ass fucking questions you're asking people and the people that you call and this, that, and the other thing, you're trying to do this, trying to do that, it is 100% fucking meaningless at this point. There is zero reason... Any of these people should ever be given any money by anybody, the, the, much less the money from these fucking constituents that people are gathering up in fucking emails all the time because campaigns pay for these things. Right. Media institutions pay for these things. This is your money being used in a in a stupid industry that shouldn't exist because they they are a broken. It is a uh, it's a bad product. Yes. This is a flawed product that does not deserve to exist anymore. Because even 538, the god kings of, you know, of polling, yeah. can't get it right. Even when yeah. they're saying, this one's the most accurate, and we're adjusting for all the mistakes we made in the past, you still fucked it up. Yeah. You still, how is there not You're a worse single, than weather reporters, for God's sakes. How is there not a single poll in the world that, in the United States, that, that accounted for Gen Z turning out? Do you, you just don't, you don't know, or you didn't say anything? How? No. How, how did Gen Z, if they mobilized that whole generation the way they did... How was it kept so under wraps that you didn't know what was happening? Right? We talked about 
when it was first happening, before I saw that D plus 24 statistic of, yeah. Is it effing Joe Biden? Is yeah, that what, okay. Joe Biden. I, I'm okay. Think, I'm, you're telling me fuck Joe Biden, and I think that's just like... How that. did FJB get more votes than the God King Obama? Oh, yeah, okay. Right. That's because, so, well, there's reasons. Yeah. That's because people didn't vote for... They didn't vote for Biden. They voted against Trump. So, I don't understand how there wasn't a single pollster that accounted for Gen Z turning out if they mobilized that generation like they did. Yeah. If they planned, because someone someone was getting that message out in Gen Z to get out and vote, right? Mm-hmm. There's no way they all thought of it themselves and didn't talk to anybody else about it, right? If they were seeing something. So if they're seeing it from somewhere, if they're getting it from somewhere, it's being organized somehow for them to turn out. Mm-hmm. How does no one account for that? There's no question they're going to they're gonna yeah. vote hardcore left. No, no question. So even yeah. if you underestimate that, Right, that's going to fuck with what you that, have. But yeah, but you still got. How do you know not account for that turnout? That. Yeah. How do you not account for that turnout? And How? Then, yeah, and then assume that all the fucking woke younglings are going to go out and do the thing that we all know that they fucking were going to do. How? It's it's. We all saw the fucking pussy hat marches. All right, doesn't make any sense. Jesus. No. Take so, all their fucking money away. Nobody give anybody in their, their fucking money anymore. These people don't deserve your money. It's disgusting. Um. On the issues, on the issues, Trump got more votes the second go around. It was because everybody was so fucking turned up at that point. Yeah. Everybody, everybody was turned up. Yeah, Mind we you. All, we all remember how wild 2020 yes. was. We all remember how wild 2020 and, was. And I will say this, too, as far as pollsters and their inaccuracies and shit like that, this is a fucking midterm, dude. It might have been the, the midterm to end all midterms. It really was. But um, it was still a midterm. Right. Like, there's still a lot of people that probably just were like, I don't, you know. Way whatever. less people who voted. Yeah. Well, I don't know the numbers, but, and I would statistically. assume. Statistically. Statistically, it was probably millions, bro. Millions. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It, 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 was, it was for real. It was for we, real, bro. We do not disagree with you, Joseph. No. We do not disagree with you. There, again, there are limitations to what we can say because we are on YouTube. Indeed. We do not disagree with you. <laughs> Indeed. We can only dive into it so much. <laughs> I'm self-censoring right now. You got you to gotta <laughs> hit us like, a, like on a... Get on that Patreon, bro. We'll the, yeah, hit us on a fucking Patreon. Yeah, what's, or, what's uh, up? We'll DMs, get DMs, you know. You've been in our DMs before. Kevin! Kevin, Kevin Garcia, thank you for joining us, sir. Donald Trump got 12 million more votes in 2020 than 2016. Nobody's disagreeing. We don't disagree with you. We don't disagree with you. <laughs> you are not wrong. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. How effective, possibly in turning out that Gen Z vote, do you think the Joe Biden Democratic establishment message of this is the possible end of democracy was? It, do you think that helped get more of them young people out there? It spread so much around social I media, think that the it clips on a YouTube. Bit, yes, and the only fuck. Did you hear Bill Maher's fucking end of democracy speech <laughs> no, that he I gave? Did not. That sanctimonious piece of shit. I know. I think that it helped a little bit because I know in wake of the 2020 thing and the domestic violent extremists, like that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. I know one of the last times that I was in Oregon, I visited my little cousin who's, you know. F- Black Student Union and, like, to fight to power and, like, all the stuff. All fight the, to power. Heavy into all the things. I mean, right? to fight to power. Heavy into all the things. Um, and she was describing to me an interca- an alteration that 
altercation that she had had from her friends and a guy that was like at a protest, a counter protest or a protest they were at. And he had a Gadsden flag. And I don't remember how she described it, Ooh. but it was not good. It's a symbol of hate. Yeah, it was not good. The way that she, So I put a quick, I was like, whoa, 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 hold on. Let's talk about the Gadsden real quick. So we had, a, so yes, because I know that the perception that that generation has of personal liberty and freedom is so fucking skewed that they don't even recognize it when it's literally in their face. When you're yeah. looking at the Gaston flag, not only are you so separated from national history that you don't understand what this is, Boo. but you are so separated from the idea and the concept of personal liberty and freedom and a collective choice to do something together that it doesn't even... You don't recognize what this is. Yeah. Right? So... You just know the line that the DHS has, has allowed you to see at that you point. You know that you have seen older white men in body armor with AR-15s holding that flag. That's what you know. And you know that you've also seen pictures of those same people, and the government has told you that they're domestic violent extremists. You also know that domestic violent extremists, because the government has told you, are trying to destroy democracy. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that you know. Those are, that is malinformation. Yeah, you have been provided malinformation by the government, but that is what you have. Who gave it to you? Right, the government. the government. That's what you have, right? So, anyone who hates the gas so, and flag needs to read what George Washington wrote about it. Yeah, except for George Washington was like a, uh, a patriarchal slave owner, so yeah, they're so not going to care, right? <laughs> fuck him. Fuck, fuck Thomas him. Jefferson. Fuck all them. Right? Yeah. No. <laughs> No, there's a really great one of the quotes. From, Just destroy history, and, and from that's the, how you lose it. From the beginning of this chapter was from Thomas Jefferson. Ooh, Peter Bogosian uh, and, and James Lindsay. Going Thomas hard. Jefferson to William Hamilton, April twenty second, eighteen hundred. I never considered a difference of opinion in politics and religion and in philosophy as cause for withdrawing from a friend. Aw, if only people, Based. if only people believe that today. Shout out. Did I tell you? Because we're talking about George Washington. Let's take a slight Ooh. slight detour for something Ooh, happy. Right? I, like, I like this. Did I tell you that I finally squared away what my hand tattoo was going to be? I've been wanting no. a tattoo on my hand for goddamn years now. But Did because it's this. on my hands, I'm like, I've got to really, really be careful about what I want to put here. Well, right? yeah. Chad got some hand tats lately. So I squared it away after the Dobbs decision, actually. And we we're hearing all this shit about Clarence. Radicalized. Thomas, right? Clarence Thomas, there was that quote that came out about him and what she was saying, you know, no matter what happens in the storm, it might be this, it might be this, north is still north. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay, so, hand tattoo. George Washington, prior to being General George Washington, as a majority of the early uh, presidents, was a surveyor. Yes, he was. Right? So, I found an image of George Washington's surveyor's compass. Oh, snap. very intricate, beautiful, oh, yeah. lots of cool decorations on it, right? So now you've talked about it on the show before. George Washington's surveyor's compass with the words north is still north on the inside of it. Wait a minute. You have told me this before. Now I feel like a bad friend. No, it's okay. It's good for the show. It is. It. <laughs> it's good for the show Don't worry about that. I know we're friends. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I know we're best friends. Don't worry about that. Uh, Show content. That's what's important. It's, that's, what's, that's what's important. Content that's matters. It. North is still north. Oh, that's money. Yeah. It's going to be fire. Yeah. North is still north. Yes. Fuck you, flat earthers. Okay. So let's talk. 
because we're talking about the clip that I sent you is in the Dropbox. So if okay. you want to pull up Dropbox, then it is there. Can do. Um, <clears throat> we can play it whenever. Um, Keep that shit in length, bro. Yeah. And postmodern has joined this country. Kevin, where have you been this whole time? I'm in love with you. I'm in love with you, Kevin. I'm, I know. I'm happy that you're here. I was, saw you in the chat last night. Uh, you're like, this motherfucker's based. The base. I'm here for it. Base, dude. Yeah, I'm here for it. You're not You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You should go back and listen to the episode that we did with Josh Keaton. Oh, Josh Keaton is a God. great friend of ours. It was a fantastic episode. He is a local school teacher, and we talked a lot about the leftist and Marxist influence on education. It was if fantastic. If you're into postmodernism, like into interested in do you have if i'm new... picking up what you're putting down you should check out yeah. this episode do you have Keaton. new discourses in your pocket podcast yeah. queue that you go have listen you listen to new discourses kevin garcia i can't listen to that show it's very depressing it's really sad it's hard and james Lindsay is uh he's a great writer god he's good i just i honestly I brain dude. i have a hard time listening to him talk oh really yeah i don't he know talks why very fast very fast and I don't know. I'm just I'm just not I'm just not there. It's I the can't book, do it. Book club, Salt of Street oh, Book Club. This Boop. is the this is the oh all right, I forgot. This is the, I'm saying I'm just showing it the wrong camera, like I fucking don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. This is the book club book for this month. Kevin, How to Impossible Conversations. James Lindsay. Yeah, don't, don't so, mind me. I'm just getting some jade energy. You good, bro? Get the jade in. Get the jade. What is that? This is actually really, really nice. It's fucking. <laughs> it's a rock roller. It's like you know, if it's you're your you're face. a gym rat type person, right? Yeah. Uh, well, my face is connected to my neck, so it all works out. But it's like yeah, like those gym rollers. You know, you're loosening up things, yes. and I'm like, oh yeah, this is good on the neck. Um, go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so the talking point, because this started happening like a day or two before election day, right? The talking point, it's normal to not know for several days after the election. Fuck you, cream Just jump, yeah. really weird, right? Yes. That's a really weird thing to say because it's not. Like like Joseph was saying, statistically, prior to like 2020, it was not normal to not know on Saturday yes. who had won these elections. Yep. That is not true, right? That is a bold-faced lie. Yeah. You could tr- That's not mal, miss, or diss. No, that's, that's just a lie. That's lie. Lindsay's lecture on neo-Marxism and how it applies to CRT bullshit was amazing. I You two Kevin, get a fucking I, room together. Yeah, Jesus too much. Christ. I have to stop talking to you, Kevin. I have to stop because it's too much. It's too much right now. You know, now. if you want to talk You've about that, found a home here. Just, just look him up right there. There you go. You've obviously found Hit a home here. Hit him up here. in the DMs, baby. Yeah, we're, we're going to get along swimmingly, Kevin. <laughs> you and this show. It's going to be great. So... Um, so that's not true. It's normal not to know, right? Um, tied with the OG of our time, election deception party telling us that we need to accept the results as they come in, right? OG for our time, meaning that in our time, the Democrats, yes, the okay. Democrats were the original ones that were all saying, election deniers, right? All the way down. That same OG election deception party is telling you not only is it normal to not know, but when we do know. You accept those motherfucking results or as else. they are, or we will lock you the fuck up because yeah. because you're an election denier and we don't yep. do that here. So so that's that's not good. I don't think that's a good way to enter into this. And it should I don't for YouTube, I don't want to say anything too wild, but like that's that should perk our ears up, I think, that that's well, what they were saying. You what know? do you mean, spokesman of the president? What do you mean by that? Because it kind of has always gone that way. Why now? Why now? And, and honestly, because the election results being what they were at the time, 
there was o- there's only a handful of small important races, obviously, but like there's only a handful of races that are still counting at this point. Right. They're very pivotal to that, but it's not like half the fucking states no. at this point. You know what I mean? It was like they it was a uh, pre-bunking. It was pre-bunking. Yes, pre-bunking. It was fucking yeah, pre-bunking. That's what that was. It was an act of pre-bunking. They yeah. had to they had to put that shit out there because of what could have happened. And so they're like, well, just so you know, like this is it's normal if all this stuff goes on right. for weeks or months. You know, I'm just cringe jump. Yeah, I'm just the speaker. Of, I'm just the mouthpiece for the Biden administration. So I, I I'm just going to tell you right now, she's so fucking bad at her job. That's why I love her so much. I do. If I didn't, I would hate her. And she, I will say this, she's she's easy on the eyes, which is nice. Oh, for sure. She's a very pretty lady. I thought, very, depending very on lady. the day, that Jen Psaki was really good looking. Depending on the day. It depended on the day. This is me judging you. It's fine. Depending on the day. <laughs> I do. Different strokes, bro. I'm different a, strokes. That's know, fine. And since fine. I got no judgment. with my wife, I would say a different place. When I was prior to Jordan, <laughs> I dated I didn't only, think Jen Saki was hot. <laughs> prior to dating my wife, I like only dated brown girls. I think that I was maybe with like one or two white girls prior to that. Like oh, like almost specifically and solely brown girls like filipino like that's mm-hmm. that's where it was at for me your relationship so, with trenton makes a lot more sense now yeah yeah 100 <laughs> percent. so it took not <laughs> now my t- my tastes have just changed i guess you yeah. know so yeah. i found myself a white brown girl yeah i used it to, was a weird deal i used to not like like white girls at all or gingers at all and i'm like weirdly into it now you know it's not like a thing for me it's not that but you're like i'm 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 on albino only fans baby did, what's up I did, <laughs> I did not used to at all appreciate the way that a red-haired girl looked at all i didn't i did Bro, not like it the fucking the ginger genocide is on and it's not okay. now i'm into it like good pale girls you I'm should super be into it yeah ginger girls need more representation yeah i'm hugely into it I'm not a big fan of freckles, which is what gets me with the gingers. I a like, lot of the gingers have freckles. I'm just uh, not there all the time. Kevin, shout out. Um, the the Soldier Streets Instagram is is really where it's at. That's the, that's actually where he lives. It's, it's yeah. I hardly use my own anymore because I'm more productive on the Salt of the Streets. Kevin Garcia is a ginger. I don't believe that. Bro, that's why I love him so much. <laughs> that's it. I'm telling you, it's the pasty people. I'm here for it. I like pale-skinned people now. I'm here for it. I like it. <laughs> populations have always been easily manipulated. Social media and the available information has made the population manipulation for dummies manual available. Oh, let me read that again. Oh, populations... Yes, Oh. Hollywood hates gingers. Amen. Now. I love this. The so ginger much. side is on, bro. This, we have the best chat. <laughs> populations have always been easily manipulated. Social media and the available information has made the population manipulation for dummies manual available to governments around the world. Word. That's. Wait, what? That sounds dark. It was, but it was well worded. <laughs> it, was. it was really well worded. I appreciate the way that it was written. I had to read it twice. You just said we have the best chat. Of course good. it's well worded. Yeah. No, it's very good. Oh You're my God! Wrong, he is though. a ginger. I like it. Let's see him. <laughs> We're looking at you now, Kevin. Confirmed. Oh yeah. Look at oh, yeah. beard, bro. That's a happy to have you here, bro. I'm. I'm. I like it. I'm hating on the fucking beard, by the way. I'm jealous. You're jealous. I'm super you jealous of that beard. I am. This is all I got. Well, you know, you're I don't even basically have, a pubescent child, so. Okay, old man. <laughs> One second I'm Ike's brother, and now I'm prepubescent. I, you can't have it both ways. Okay? Hey, Ike's soul brother is different. All right. <laughs> okay, so let's talk now. 
When do we watch about... Christina Pajinski? Oh, we can watch it whenever. Okay. Yeah. It's... I was like, what, does it fit somewhere in, in particular, no, or is it, it just whenever? It, it was relevant to Joseph talking about how votes shouldn't be the same. Oh, <laughs> so, let's just do it then. So it's whenever. So we're gonna okay. we'll, we'll take a nice little a little break, a little we'll take a detour from yeah. the sadness. Yeah. And like I said, it's a little bit longer than I intended. I didn't I didn't cut it. So there's gonna be three like, minutes of Christina P is not a bad thing. It's it's the both of them. It's it's gonna be the. Doesn't matter. Just play it. You'll see some phone stuff because I didn't cut it. I didn't <laughs> have that it. kind of time. Yeah, I don't Get have to enough time to. I don't have enough time to like. I think I even go back a little. Become bit. interested, you know. Yeah. I want. I have to want to know this knowledge really, really bad. You're making a movie, Tom. Yeah. Yeah. You think you think it's good that people vote on things? <laughs> no, I know what you mean. There, there's so many unqualified people with that ability, but it's just the only way that. I guess real democracy works, real but yeah, it democracy. does feel like some people. You're like, you get your your vote and my vote both count the same. I feel like your your vote should count as like a fucking quarter of a vote, just because you're <laughs> like, a fucking stupid piece of shit. But then <laughs> definitely, yeah, definitely, know, my vote. Definitely. I'm a better person. I should have a more valuable vote. <laughs> kind of definitely, thing, you know. Yeah. I think you. I like your idea, like to rank people's level of importance. In oh yeah, how, yeah, definitely. How much their vote. Caught like counts like for you the Cajun population like all of their votes count for like a quarter of a vote. I feel I feel like yeah. like all the people of an, in Arkansas their vote should yeah. count as one vote. <laughs> you know, so like they all Was voted. That what the electoral colleges. Like, yeah, you get. I have a I have an interjection, Tom. <laughs> Basic white bitches vote needs to count for. At least a quarter of a point. Yeah. If you're go, if you're there opening day for a pumpkin spice latte, quarter of a vote. We're taking That's at least you get. a quarter point off. Yeah. Of your yeah. Get one, that kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> you know, where's Christina at? She's I don't yeah. know. She's mobile. This is an older episode. But then there's there are intelligent people, you at know, point, not on the coast as well. Right, like right. I think if you're in this, like in a. I don't want to be so snobby towards the coast. Oh, they let's don't go ahead. Everything. We can do it. <laughs> Fine. You should have to live but in. A, now, it should be video? based on how many people no. live, like population of your city, <laughs> and yeah. um, how many an IQ, how many good restaurants your city has. <laughs> <laughs> then you have a, a vote of, of value. That's a really good point. Do you have good public transportation? What are you, what's your taco situation? Can you make a good taco? Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Very good. Do point. you have nice malls? Do you have a mall I can walk around in? What's your whole mall sitch like? Yeah. 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 Is it one of those old malls where half the malls shut down, you know, because like those stores just don't thrive There's anymore? There's a lot of bars in that mall. Then your city sucks, and then your votes shouldn't count as much. <laughs> Definitely. Makes sense to me. Buy Detroit. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Like if you go somewhere, yeah, and the food sucks, that is irredeemable. You also, shouldn't be allowed. what's your race? <laughs> what? <laughs> You know what Tom. I mean? <laughs> Are you an O'Callaghan or not? You know? <laughs> if you're O'Callaghan, you, your vote counts as double. Way to go, Patrick. Woo! I'm going to start calling you Patrick. So, yeah? Yeah, no, I'm stoked. I didn't even realize. So, like, my the value of my vote goes up once I convert and change yeah. my name. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, because your point, your point and of you get a raise. privilege goes up. Huh, double sick. <laughs> yeah, because I, I got a, a nice Irish guy I can trust on the staff. Give <laughs> him a raise. Got someone who's afraid of God working for me? Dope. Oh, man. Yeah. 
Well, you gotta start yeah, taking. You gotta I'm... start taking the sea holidays off. <laughs> the Christian holidays. Yes, the, the sea Christ holidays. Yeah, he says, and then he says, he says, well, I don't even take because that guy is talking to his Jewish, right? And he says, well, I don't even take any of the any of the J holidays off right now. And Tom Jones says, you don't? He said, no. He said, if I did, he said, I'd basically just be gone all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Say what you want, but fact check true. Oh, God damn it. Uh, it's a whole deal. <laughs> so, Oh, my God. I love this show so, so much. There we go. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. And We are not a democracy. We are Americans. are a constitutional republic. Amen. Shout out. We are here for it. In, I absolutely in, agree. In spirit only. Okay. So <laughs> Donald Trump versus Ron DeSantis, right? Boom. And the candidates like them, because that's mm -hmm. really kind of how this is broken down. It's this the MAGA. It's the easiest MAGA Easiest way for us to discuss it in these terms. I think you guys will understand. That's how, certainly in the mainstream media, that's how the conversation is broken down, right? Yeah. Uh, a lot of aspects of the Republican Party are turning against them. And, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, are turning against Donald Trump as they have seen the success that Ron DeSantis achieved in Florida. There's a lot of different things we could probably attribute to that. Um, really, what we're going to talk about right now is the candidates that kind of fall under these different branches. I think you guys will understand what we're talking about. Also, as a side note, the store on the way here saw an old man who had a MAGA hat on, but it didn't say Make America Great Again. It was just fucking big-ass letters that said MAGA. It went kind of hard. He did not... He obviously did not want to talk to anybody. I genuinely, I'm not even like a Trump or MAGA dude, but the hat went so hard, I almost dapped him up, but he obviously did not want to talk to anybody. So I left the old man. Oh, <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah, we did. That's what that I'm sound feeling, was. I'm feeling jamming. She opened, <laughs> she opened the uh, freezer. And it has obviously popped because it's frozen fucking solid. Because we put it in there at the beginning of the first segment. We're like, we're just going to grab this in an hour. And uh, so then it rolled out and made that noise. But it didn't I blow up because it's solid. Hours last night. <laughs> I, I thought for certain I was going to need that bang before after the first segment. Alpha brain kicked in. I'm having a fucking great ass time. We're doing this is a fantastic episode. Having a great-ass time. Okay, so Ron DeSantis, Donald I told you, Trump, I'm not ready for this. Does this quote-unquote rejection of Trump candidates indicate or predict a moderation of Republican candidates in 2024? Is that a question directed towards me? Yes. Okay, so just to add context to that, right, the Republican Party... This is malinformation. Do not add context to what I just okay. said. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, so... The Republican Party has no fucking idea which way is up right now. So no. there is no way it can affect the party. They're tilting hard. At all. Because they've already, they've been in a f six year fucking civil war at this point already amongst themselves between people that will bend the knee and kiss the ring and support regardless. Hard AKA MAGA, fucking soft MAGA. Tom Cruise. He called your fucking wife fat, and he said your dad killed JFK, and now you're the bestest homies Yo, in the world, was right? Wild, right? I mean, <laughs> wife is a dog. Like, what the fuck? Exactly. He really said that. If he you go did back, say that. he really said that. <coughs> Ted Cruz, wife is a dog. He literally said that, and Ted Cruz is still like, look, look, yes, sir. What? <laughs> what? I probably can't do that on YouTube. <laughs> you can't do that on YouTube. Yeah, you can. It's fine. Oh, all right. I mean, well. there's literal gay sex on YouTube. It's fine. Oh, right. Do they call um, it like dick or We remember whatever? that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Is it my dick in your ass? I don't want to. We're not going to describe object? the show. <laughs> we're not going to do that because that would be a bad idea. It's I, don't, I want now. less people to go there. Well, that's all, that's all but, you uh, <laughs> But yeah, I will say no. It's not going to do anything 
necessarily to the Republican Party as a whole, because there is no such thing, realistically, as the Republican Party right now. There's just a bunch of conservatives. There's a bunch of, well, I mean, call them what you will. There's a bunch of people that wear the name tag of the GOP, and I am a member of this party, so on and so forth. But there is no real party. There's no cohesion of party anymore. It is a loose affiliation of people that are against the Democratic Party. And there are so many subsects at that point, it's not even funny. There's the Trump loyalists. There are the classic neocons. There's the natcons. There's every persuasion of, you know, Republicanism that runs through that party right now. So it is going to affect a certain number of those people, uh, definitely. And it's, and it's affecting a number of the base at this point, too, because there's a number of the base that are like, shut the fuck up, Trump. When he puts out the statement, which I have and we can read about Ron DeSantis, um, and there's enough people, I think, that have been on the Trump train to be like, okay, dude, enough is a fuck enough, all right? The reason we got our dick stomped in the dirt in midterms is because you have a loud fucking mouth and an idiot. And in 2020. There's a reason we don't have Georgia already. It's because you're a fucking loud mouth idiot. And so there's you- enough people, I think, that are dealing with that in the base and but within the party itself i think it's yet to be determined whether you can you could say one way or the other which which way people are going to go but i think it is going to have an effect i think right now a lot of people are still digesting what that's going to be though so there's some trump loyalists that might be questioning their loyalty in the future um but I think a lot of it's going to determine on what his fucking big announcement is this week. And so my specific question is whether this indicates or predicts a moderation oh, yeah. of the Republican candidates that we'll see in 2024, right? Do Ugh. you think, and I don't mean of the Republican yeah. Party, I just mean the people running the under candidates. the Republican banner, right? I because think, we've seen, as I believe it was mm-hmm. Joseph, maybe Kevin, one of these beautiful people mentioned that we saw success, it might even have been Zeke, who that mentioned the success from the more moderate candidates mm-hmm. and the failure from the Trump MAGA candidates, right? So yeah. that's more what I'm asking. Yeah, and honestly, doing the two to say whether it's going to moderate the future candidates or not is it's going to be it's yet to be determined. I think it's, you're not it, certain. What's you're not gonna, sold yet? I'm not sold yet because I think what happens over the next couple few weeks will determine that or not. If if T-Dog is going to do what we all think he's going to do and announce and then just full on, let's do this thing. I think there's going to be a lot of people that will, whether they would have or not, they're going to embrace that now and try to bring that on. And they're going to become more Trumpy at this point because he's going to be on the ballot literally this time versus he was only figuratively kind of almost on the ballot this time. Some so people I th- are going to be more Trumpy. I think if he declares and is in the running, some people are going to be more Trumpy, and I think there will probably be more more Trumpy people than less Trumpy people. So yeah, I guess yeah. At that point, if he declares and will be in the running, there will be more Trumpy people involved, less moderation, really? if you will. I think. But it also kind okay. of depends on I'm after. Remember that. I'm going to remember that you said but, that. But I think it really depends on. No, no, the... no, no. I'm holding you to it. Fuck you. <laughs> A lot of it depends on how it's received. These results, you mean? How this is received? Or no, you mean his how announcement? his announcement's okay. going to be received. Okay. If, you know, if uh, Mitch McConnell gets on board, then you'll just, it'll be nothing but MAGA in 2024. If he gets on board with Trump? Yeah. Yeah. Because this, right, this the, <coughs> the results we've seen now are essentially a repudiation of MAGA, we'll if you will. We'll have to see how the party breaks 
when he announces. Yes. That's what we'll have to wait for. That's what we have to wait for. That'll it, be a it's, better indicator. Yeah. It'll, it'll, because I don't know if people really back it, to be honest. I don't know how many people will be on board at that point. It, With he might get some primary shit going on. Oh, I think he definitely will. I think he'll definitely receive primary challenges. Yeah. Um, how many and how serious, I think, mm-hmm. is the real question. Yeah, let's hit some of these comments, right? Bilbo Swagger, I can't stand how much Trump is attacking him. DeSantis, he means. Joseph Garrett, did he honestly attack DeSantis? Read Trump's statement and tell me. We will read the statement where he says something other than he endorsed DeSantis. Bilbo, he attacked him. Joseph, sanctimonious is derogatory. DeSanctimonious is obviously not them, right? Wait, wait, wait. He called him DeSanctimonious because his name is DeSantis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not that he's not sanctimonious. It's Ron DeSanctimonious. Right, Ron DeSanctimonious, not DeSanctimonious. Kevin... I'm personally moving past Trump. I didn't support him in 2016, but I did vote for him in 2020. I think there's a ton of people who did that. Yeah. But at this point, it's about the country more than one man. If Trump would work with DeSantis, then he would be great. But now that he attacked DeSantis... Okay. So okay. first, I Let's think he did attack DeSantis even by first calling him Ron DeSanctimonious, right? 100%. That was the first of like... Once he gives so you a nickname... you're going to open up on him now. Once right? he gives you a nickname like that? Yes. Yeah. You know? Um, we got Sleepy was, Mitch or and whatever. And he was talking about... When he called him, and he was talking about the polling. And how he's no, could never win because how bad he's polling. That's mm-hmm. what he's talking about. So he's already, even if it's just to promote himself, he's still shitting on DeSantis by talking about he could never win compared to Donald Trump because mm-hmm. look at how he's polling compared to me. Yes. He's, that's in that's the context of what he's saying. Even if it's not a direct swipe at you, yes. you say things that cut against you. I mean, if it's like, I'm going to compare myself to you and tell you how much better I am. Right. That's, that's still a political attack against you. Is this statement the same thing that he truthed? That um, about I believe because uh, I, I saw ago. I saw a cut of like a bunch of truths that mm-hmm. he did that was oh. like I endorsed him and then he was running against a guy who was a crackhead and this yeah. happened okay so it's yeah, the same yeah, yeah. thing just it's the okay, same thing just a different platform yeah so okay. this came out November tenth right. so this is uh, the statement yes from his website donaldjtrump.com I love it uh, I know how awesome News Corp which is Fox the Wall Street Journal and no longer Great New York Post. Bring back coal. Coal. Bring back coal. I don't know. I'm not probably like. Oh, used to be the head Um, of New York Post. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, now it's a fucking Mamari. Oh, Sorab Mamari. He's the head of New York Post now. He's like the lead editor or whatever. No shit. I don't think he's the owner, but yeah, he's he's the head head fucking honcho. Um, Is all in for Governor Ron DeSanctimonious, an average Republican governor with great public relations who did who didn't have to close up his state, but did. Unlike other Republican governors whose overall numbers for a Republican were just average, middle of the pack, including COVID. And who has the advantage of sunshine, where people from badly run states up north would go no matter where the, who the governor was, just like I did. Okay, so so let's stop right there. There's he's, so much he's in that. Already blood. attacking him, right? If you were just ta- if you just talk about that's an attack the, right there. The tone that this has with it, right? Yeah. He closed his state when he didn't have to, because that was the attack on all the Democrats. You don't have to close your state, but you're doing it anyway. So he's aligning him now. The only other fucking person that actually did it was like Christy Nome, right? Everybody did at some point. Right. And also the tone, from what I understand, in Florida pretty much the whole time was like, fuck it, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's closed, but also fuck that, yeah. you know? So, and I don't, Joseph, lives, you live in Florida, so you'll have a better idea of the close up and all that type of shit. Yeah. Um, if, so he said, I would like to keep DeSantis as my governor as long as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Trump 2024. Two more years. It, yeah, that Two was funny. Two more years. If DeSantis leaves Florida to run for president, he will lose more than half of the Florida vote. Probably. That's, I think that's. Yeah. 
Yeah, a lot of people will not be happy that he left. <laughs> What's up, Purple Florida? Once again, Ish. the twenty points is going to go it's way like back. Shapiro's going to be like, "Bitch, yes. I moved over here for this." Yes. So, uh, did not have to close up a state, but did. Unlike mm-hmm. other Republican governors, so even then, he's like separating him from the other Republicans. Yes. Um, middle of the pack, right? Just average, just middle of the pack, not exceptional, yep. just middle of the pack, including COVID, and who has uh, the advantage of sunshine, where people from his badly run states up north would go, no matter who the governor was. So it doesn't matter who he is, even if he wasn't the governor, other people going to go to Florida anyway. Saying he's circumstantial, he's circumstantial, and he more aligned with the Democrats with the way that he ran shit. Yes, and Florida's a. It is a weird deal, right? Because I I lived in New York for a long time. Uh, I lived in New York City, Long Island, Staten Island, the whole deal, right? There are probably 50% Florida plates in New York, in New York City. Everybody in New York has some form of a residency, generally speaking, in Florida. Because they all fucking snowbird down there. They go on vacations there. Taxes are amazing, so they take up as much as they can from there. Jordan he is Brown not wrong there. when he's talking about a lot of people that just go to Florida because it's right. nice there. Just don't go during hurricane season. Otherwise, right. you'll lose your house. A lot of people love Florida. <clears throat> a lot of people love Florida, and I don't understand why. I'm not. The humid thing fucks me up. <laughs> Side note, where are y'all from? I'm from North, Northern California. Boo! And I like North California. Are you hitting that pen? I'm smoking homegrown high fructose corn syrup that I grew myself. <laughs> there you go. I hope he stays in Florida and makes it for a month. We are in Washington State right now outside of Seattle. Yeet. Um, PNW. I am, in fact, hitting this pen. This is... It's just to distill it, like a flavor distill it, uh, like a... They hit it in a, pre- a heat press, like at work, right? E- That's how they get that stuff? The distill it, I think they make with chemicals still. That's The stuff they make on the heat press is rosin. Oh, uh, rosin. They press the bud, yeah, and that's rosin. This is distill it. They distill it down with... I'm sure I could find out. Usually it's butane um, that they use. Interesting. That's just how. There's different like, processes. CO2 oils and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, Those yeah, ones yeah. are usually darker, the CO2 ones. So it just depends. Yeah. Um, I don't know specifically how this one is made. These are the ones that we get in a store because that's how we do everything here now. There's um, there's like fucking so many. I passed like yeah. four weed stores on my way Yeah, home. it's a good. This is a good brand. The cartridges are reliable. They last a decent amount of time and they taste good. So that's. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Sour apricot. That's what Ooh. this... I was trying to remember what the flavor was. That's Ooh. what this flavor is. So, yeah, it just has, like, some fucking, you know, I'm sure artificial terpenes in there, too. You know what's really unfortunate? It's one of my favorite strains that I, I miss deeply. Obama Kush. Yeah. It was really good. Fire. Real earthy, but yeah. real me- mellow. I loved it. Mm-mm. Yeah. Okay. okay. Let's read on. Yeah. Uh, okay. Ron came to me in desperate shape in 2017. He was politically dead, losing in a landslide to very good agricultural commissioner Adam Putman, who was loaded up with cash and great poll numbers. Ron had low approval, bad polls, and no money, but he said that if I would endorse him, he could win. I didn't know Adam, so I said, let's give it a shot, Ron. When I endorsed him, it was... As though, to use a bad term, a nuclear weapon went off. To use a bad term. He's like... Low approval, bad polls, no money, politically dead. It's definitely an attack. It's definitely an attack. But also the only bad word is nuclear (laughs) weapon went off. Um, Years later, there were the exact words that Adam Putman used to describe Ron's endorsement. He said, I went from having it made with no competition to immediately getting absolutely clobbered after your endorsement. 
So, so now he's bragging about the opposition, like getting hurt from his endorsement. Yes. I then got run by the star of the Democratic Party, Alan Gillum, who was later revealed to be a crackhead. Hashtag true. By quote having quote crackhead also capitalized like, <laughs> it's a title. like it's a title it's like a proper you, noun you yeah you achieve it it that it's so awesome it's fucking <laughs> awesome this is this is what makes him competitive i miss the tweets bro is he, he shitting on the better candidate and yeah. it's this is awesome oh okay by having two massive rallies with but tens of thousands terrible. of people people at each one i also fixed his campaign which had completely fallen apart i was all in for ron and he beat gillum but after the race when votes were being stolen by the corrupt <laughs> election process in boward county and ron was going down excuse me tens ten thousand votes a day along with now senator rick scott Who used to i be the sent governor. the fbi and the u.s attorneys and the ballot theft immediately ended just prior to them running out of the votes necessary to win, I stopped his election from being stolen. Big statement there. Big statement. I sent the feds down, and it fixed your election for you. I think, Joseph, you are being a little gracious with the way that you are interpreting <laughs> this letter. I, I appreciate the positivity, but I think you're being a little charitable. And that's, <laughs> and, and that's fine. You can love the T-Dog. Yes. A lot of people do. It's, it's not, not this. This is by no means. Let's let okay. Let's and say now this. the Ron de Sanctimonious is playing this, games. This is by no means as bad as it's going to get. <laughs> no, this is this is by all by all accounts a very light attack. So maybe this attack, was a body check. Maybe you're correct that attack isn't the right word because mm -hmm. this isn't even close to how horrific it's going to be. So he said Ted Cruz, his dad, killed JFK yes. and that his wife was a dog. <laughs> this isn't even close no. to his... Roger Sanders' wife had cancer. This shit's going to get dark. And she's also kind of a it's bomb. going to get dark. Yes. Right? Well, He's going to look into his military career. He's going to look into bad shit. If well, he did he anything on. bad when he was in the Navy, he's going to find out about yeah. it. Like... It's gonna get horrific. Yeah, he goes I'm not, on. I'm not. I don't care. I don't. Y'all just butter. We don't. I don't care about Ron DeSantis. I'm being honest about what this is. I wrote that, an entire piece that said Ron DeSantis ain't gonna save this country. No, this what I don't give a shit about whether or not Ron DeSantis or Donald no. Trump runs for president. I have said, and we, we, you and I argue through the comments. Yes, a single demagogic <laughs> figure is not going to save this country. I don't care about either of these people, right? What we're saying is that the moment that this election happened, mm -hmm. Ronda Sanctimonious became a thing. Yeah, if it wasn't an attack, he well, would have been calling him that way long time ago. And and the mainstream media has already labeled him uh, Ron Death Santis. Yeah, I don't know which about is all harder. that shit. I think all but, this really was was this was Trump asserting himself and kind of body checking him a little bit, be like. Bitch, sit down because yes. I'm I'm running. I'm running. Yes, I'm running. And, and Ron's I'm doing exactly what he should do. He's just not even doing his move thing. the fuck on. Yes. run your goddamn state. No, I'm not do by your any job. means saying that this was like a like a stab in the back of that. You know, they're loosely affiliated through what what this letter says. The endorsements and yeah, the, yeah, yeah. you know, Ron DeSantis has said good shit about Donald Trump. So yeah. it's he made. I mean, let's. Let's be real here. He did make Ron DeSantis. 100%. He was the kingmaker, and he made 
I mean, he, he made, made everybody king. during that time. And he made a king. Since then, Ron DeSantis has done incredible shit yeah. with what Donald Trump gave him. Yeah, and for sure. he has made his own little branch of the Republican Party, not made his own branch of the Republican Party, but he's gained his own following. Yeah. And that's why... And I do not think... Partially why his state, I think, stood out from the other races. You mm-hmm. know? That's why the Republicans went so fucking hard in Florida, as opposed to the other states. Yeah. They went hard. Yeah. Real hard. I think and I don't part, think... I think part of it is also what Joseph is saying about squaring away the election system. If you yeah. cut out any possibility of anything happening, that's going to make the susness go away. So... Yeah. All right. So let's just finish this. Um, yes. And now we're on the sanctimonious playing games. The fake news asked him if he's going to run, if President Trump runs. And he said, I'm not, I'm only focused on, govern- on the governor's race. I'm not looking into the future. Well, in turn... Well... In terms of loyalty and class, they're really not the right answer. <laughs> Sorry, bro. You were you were supposed to say like, nah, man. If he oh, runs, I ain't running, man. He, in he's terms it. of loyalty and class, yeah. that's not really the right answer. That's, that's really not the right answer. Uh, this is just like 2015, 2016, the media assault collusion um, when Fox News fought me to the end until I won, and then they couldn't have better. They could couldn't have been nicer and more supportive the wall street journal true. loved uh low energy jet bush fucking true, true. and uh s- please clap yes <laughs> and a succession of, <laughs> and a succession of other people as they rapidly disappeared from sight finally falling in line with me after i easily knocked them out one by one we're in exactly the same position now they will keep coming after us maga but ultimately <laughs> we will win so awesome. Put America first and make America great again. So awesome. Signed, Donald Trump, yeah, former president of the United States. MAGA, but ultimately, <laughs> that's so awesome. I just love that he is obviously like dictating this to somebody, and he says, you fucking write exactly what I say. Oh, yeah. And they know better, so they wrote exactly what yeah. he said. He could use Dragon speech-to-text software, but he would feel better if there's somebody to actually dictate write to. Write it down. Right? <laughs> with, with a, a with, with a quill. Quill and pot, bro. Just a little Give me a quill and some parchment. Oh, write my the... God. Take a note. Yeah. That's <laughs> Oh, my fire. God. No, I this when he put this out, this is the, you know there's a lot of talk about this in media and, yeah. and you know everybody in the conservative fucking commentary is all like up in arms and shit like that. Well, Ron Ron DeSantis is the only way we're gonna win going forward. Blah blah. blah. I'm like, bro, bring on Trump round two. This is gonna be hilarious. He's and he's asserting dominance. He's yeah. putting Ron DeSantis where he wants him to be, and he goes, I'm in charge here. Get out the fucking way. We're moving forward. He's gonna announce. What is it supposed to be on the 15th? Yeah. He's got a major announcement. Right. Very, very probably, very probably going to run. Yes. Something to that effect. <laughs> One very, of those. Very, very, probably going is to run. Is it going to be another very, very probably, I'm probably going to be running eventually, maybe, probably pretty soon? Right. Or because that allows him to get more money. And then he lets everybody know that I'm going to run, so send me all your dollars now, but I'm not going to say I'm going to run because then you can't send me as many dollars. Yes. Are we going to do that again, or is it going to be official at this point? I think he's going to go for it. Yeah, I don't think he has a choice if he wants to do what we're what you're saying and like really assert himself as the head of the party as like I'm going to be the one that that runs. Uh-huh. I think he doesn't have a choice. Um, 
Joseph oh. says, media has no choice but to love DeSantis because of Trump's statements. You're absolutely correct about that. Nothing but good for DeSantis. Also correct about that. Did y'all hear about the show Good Fight and the episode they did on DeSantis? Fuck, dude. Okay, no. so I saw this on um, Timcast the other day. What is the Good Fight? Um, I'm going to see if I can find the clip because it is straight up a... It is a fictional show, apparently, where... Um, they depict this scene with somebody that's supposed to be Milo Yiannopoulos, um, but they don't call him that, right? But he is a he was a campaign worker for Ron DeSantis, name him directly, and they there's like cops involved and stuff like this, and he is accusing Ron DeSantis of raping him Oof. during a campaign what? event for like Young America's Foundation or something. I, I'm gonna try to find the clip because it is fucking dark, and this is a real life fucking show apparently. What the fuck? Oh, dude. It was so messed up, it's not even funny. They played that shit on TimCast the other day, and I was like, what is this, dude? What? Why monkey meme? What? Uh, da, 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 da. The oh good fight, God. DeSantis. At the bottom, DeSantis, DeSantis episode. DeSantis episode. I didn't even know this thing actually existed, but... Trump tech. What the fuck, YouTube? Oh, that's... Be well... Good fight show. Because that's a thing that DeSantis says all the time. Like, fight the good fight. Fight the good fight. Yo, I was watching uh, a Russell Brand video, and he played a campaign ad for Ron DeSantis, mm -hmm. and it was hilarious. It was a guy narrating, was talking about the things that Jesus made on the eighth, or that God made on the eighth day, and... <laughs> The one of the, the it was a warrior. He made him a warrior be, he, oh, because he needed all of these things, and some of them were like really big concepts, and some of them were about like getting up in the morning and like doing shit like that. It was really really funny. He also did that video. It was fucking great. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it was really great. I'm just gonna. I would imagine I can find this pretty quickly somewhere around the midterm. I'm going to find this. I'm going to find this because they actually watched the whole goddamn thing. It was very upsetting. It was very upsetting. Oh, it was dark, dude. It was dark as fuck. Yeah, it was after that. Oh, God, and that girl that was on... Dude, Thursdays was lit. That's all I got to say. Because... Oh. Did not suck. Did not suck. Where the fuck was it? This is where you get here, guys. Man... I'm going to find this. Hang on. You just keep talking. I like to say this, but when you look into who is donating him, that's a lot of questionable people. You know what I'm saying, Kevin? I, like, I think that's a really great point. Um, going to the 2016 election, I was still leaning pretty left at the time. And I remember that was... The man, uh, this I'm, I'm gonna have to wear this one. I was actually, <laughs> I was into Bernie, not necessarily because of like all of his policies, but because he was running without a super PAC. You know, I was into him not taking enormous corporate money. We've talked a lot here about Citizens United corporate PACs in general. That's very interesting. Who are you can find it on Twitter by just searching the good fight, Kevin says. Oh, okay, go to Twitter. Go to Twitter. So. Search. The Fire. We're going to figure it out one of these days. Joseph, I really don't mind. I'm not being Jamie, for God's sakes. By DeSantis, Kevin, and I would prefer Trump as president this next term. 
Uh, from what I understand, people enjoy, even if they don't like Ron DeSantis and like some of the shit that he does in public, they enjoy him being the governor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, there so. it is. There it is. All right. Let's do it. Oh, fuck, bud. Yeah, I don't want to watch this. It's so fucking well, dark. Well, you brought it up. It's so dark. Well, I guess Kevin did, but... <laughs> Kevin wins. All right. Let's do this, guys. This is my vetting. Yes. Is that guy supposed to be Milo? I have 267 days sodomy-free. Can we get to the assault? Yes. I offered my political services to Governor DeSantis. He saw me in my bicycle shorts. He straight names him? Yeah. For medical reasons. And he invited me onto his staff. Little did I know what he meant by staff. Oh, my God. God. Yes, Diane. That's who I prayed to for guidance on this decision, as well as my close friend and and mentor Roger Stone, who informed me Wait, that a what? demonic yeah. portal has opened up over the Florida State Capitol. I didn't believe him, and I took the job. And this is where it gets more, shall we say, ribbled. Ribbled? Ron invited me to CPAC so I could First walk name. out of his speech. And then, and there, he drugged me and forced me into oral sex. What the fuck? Do you have any witnesses? No, I have better. We're gonna pull a uh, Bill Clinton. What the fuck? This is a, I have a stain. Real show. Like a network television show. Because that bitch is famous. Yep. Hey, 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 don't act like you're pursuing the truth. This is just a way to take out Ron DeSantis because he's testing the highest against Biden. It's what the only on? reason why we ever <laughs> I know. A, a termite like Felix Staples. Felix Staples is a Republican. What if he's telling the truth? What about Tucker Carlson? Felix Staples is the character that is playing Milo Yiannopoulos. Oh my God, Diane, has Staples ever told the truth No, I agree with Julius. We should be cutting him loose. Absolutely, is enough. Why so quick to prejudge Felix Staples when we have evidence? That, that could be anything. That could be ice cream. Jay? Uh, the only way to be certain is to get some of DeSantis' DNA. Oh, DNA. Yes, that's perfect. Let's DeSantis, follow DeSantis bro. around They're on the campaign trail. What they get his DNA. Fuck? I'll bring the condoms. Oh, Anyone else? Condoms? Anything, condoms? Else? condoms? Anything else, Jay? Felix did intern with Governor DeSantis' speechwriting and political team, and he was fired last week. Why? His team wouldn't say. All I know is he was fired after the weekend at CPAC. Boom. What is happening? Blew your mind? Okay, it's on Paramount+. Plus. <laughs> it's been six seasons now this year. What's going on? When Diane Lockhart's life savings are lost, she must start from scratch at a new firm. So some type of political firm or some shit like that. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, bud. Thanks, Kevin. Okay, so I would have never <clears throat> thought to brought that up today. I have to imagine that this that they use real characters commonly throughout the show, like or a Grey's Anatomy type of yes, thing. Yes, or very else they, contemporary. I and, would be yeah. shocked if this would if season six, episode one. They're like, also, we're going to start talking about real people now. So I'm sure they've talked about real politicians before. Probably. I assume. I'm not watching that show though. What? Oh the fuck! And can I just say too, like as a as an aside, the actor they have to play the character of Milo, is pretty fucking good. I mean, you can convince me that's Milo. Like the way he was talking, the words that he used, his mannerisms, very high quality acting in this one. <laughs> You're just like I don't I don't know. I can't believe that they. I'm shocked. I'm shocked by this. 
<laughs> I rarely <laughs> are you speechless. You have lots of words. Deborah, where are you at? Oh, I, she might be. I she might have dipped. Deborah had lots of words. I don't know the last <laughs> time I didn't know what to say. I, because I can't fucking believe that. I cannot believe that. Oh man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They played on uh, old IRL the other night. It was quite mind blowing. Mm. More hilarious. It was the day after Milo was on their show. Bro. Yeah. So that's the thing. So the media's coming after Ron DeSantis to to fucking both barrels, man. Dude. <laughs> you are so, Look at your face. Because we absolutely Look exist. into the camera, for God's sake. You are just blown away. <laughs> we exist in a world where two years from now, you know, one year from now, they'll be like, oh, this is actually based on a real story that someone heard in Hollywood. We live in that world. That's the universe that we live in. Oh, you know, it's... that's just such a crazy <laughs> thing to like, did they tell him they were going to do that? Did they tell who Ron? Yeah. Why would they? They want to come after him. They're not going to tell you him. You think that that's you are saying Kevin is saying. Joseph says this makes me think the questionable donors donations were to make DeSantis questionable. It's the same thing they did to Sarah Palin with it. Well, Joseph, hold on. A lot of I'm people actually say, thought that was real, by the way. Also, I'm going to say 90% of politicians take fucking dark money from places. So oh, yeah, let's, for let's sure. not exclude Ron DeSantis because he's yeah. not any better than any other people. He's yeah. taking money. He was fucking giving Disney the same tax cuts as everybody else. He was doing all the same shit, right? That was only after all this woke shit happened that he decided to change his mind and all that, mm -hmm. right? That's neither here nor there. But let's not act like he's going to be separate from this dark money thing, the super PACs and all that type yeah. of shit, right? If you're taking money from a super PAC, you're taking money from a conglomerate of people that isn't real. So what? Read the next one. It's the same thing they did to Sarah Palin with Tina Fey bit from SNL. They know Democrats will believe whatever they see on TV. I actually found this channel from your Timcast Super Chat. Wow! What up? Lit. Okay. So, okay, okay. So you guys are saying, let me understand this, mm -hmm. that there, this is part of also the corporate media a deal to try and get Joe Biden to win. Yeah. That this is another way to almost subconsciously, kind of consciously, spoil Ron DeSantis for the Democrats because he appeals more broadly to people and has the potential to steal some Democrats over to his side. Well, I would say... Maybe the second that part, is, not so much, but the first part probably, for sure. I, I, would, I would say, generally speaking, that's probably their tact. It's, uh, it's a... Kind of a preemptive debunking, if you will, and making sure they get out ahead of it and say, I mean, they already did this pretty well with the Death Santa thing on daytime TV and shit like that. It was all over the view and blah, blah, blah. And all those clips well, made their social media with, rounds you know, and all with this. The don't but say gay thing. They fucking lit that him in and of up. itself. Yeah, that was they were they were crazy about that. Yes, they were crazy about that. Um, and I mean, you can attest to how, how deep that fucking well ran. And but I think at, at this point. It's, it just reiterates the fact, yeah, now, there, when it comes to the broader electorate, right, most people do not know who DeSantis is, unless they watch some form of mainstream corporate press, like on those shows, and they pay attention 
vestigially to, to politics in that way, right? But DeSantis essentially doesn't have like a giant national profile, right? And he's going to have to build one. This is a double-edged sword for them because if they put this out, they're talking to the Paramount Plus people. And obviously it's making its way around Twitter. Um, and so they're putting that out there in the mainstream, but they're also putting DeSantis's name out in the mainstream. So there's a, there's the double-edged sword of people might see this and be like, what the, who the fuck is this guy? And they go, oh, oh, I know who he's the fucking crazy-ass governor of Florida that's sending people all, I love that guy. He's awesome. He's doing, he's sending people to the fucking Mars's Vineyard and shit, right? So they're playing a double-edged, a, a dangerous game here with him. They're trying to besmirch his national profile while also making him a national profile, supporting his national profile, like putting it out there to say, here's this guy and he's bad. But also, the guy's here now, so Bro. you know where he's here. So, <laughs> he didn't make the tax policy; he removed it. Yes, Joseph, right. he did. Right, and, and what, that's and I will. Except that's it's mm -hmm. the side. What my only point was that he did it at a time when it made sense politically that if mm -hmm. it was a, on principle, he would have done it when he got into office. That's all that I'm saying. Is that yeah, it wasn't like a campaign thing no, to run no, on or something like that. That's, that's all yeah. that I'm saying. It's not a major point. My only point is that he's no different than any other politician because also nobody else gave a fuck. Mm -hmm. And if it would have been, if Rick Scott was in office and it would have been politically expedient for that to do, for him to do that, he would have done, done it. it. That, that's all yeah. that I'm saying. Um, yeah, it's hard to... On balance with a lot of these people, when you look at what they did, it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't necessarily paint their character because a lot of it is done through political expedience because it's, right. the, it's the best thing to do at the time. It doesn't right. necessarily mean that you came into office to do the thing. That's why I think a lot of people like that that are on the Trump train, like he ran on a lot of the things that he ended up following through on. Yeah. And so it showed, this is what I'm here to do. And then I'm going to come in here. I'm going to fucking do it. And then I'm fucking trying to do it <laughs> versus the people that just get in. And then, Oh, here's a, here's an opportunity to shut down a, a system that and as the governor of fucking Florida, how aware are you as a, as a new governor, how aware are you of the fucking crazy ass nature of this relationship with Disney right. and all this 100%. stuff? You got to understand, you know, you look at it to hold it. Well, this is fucked up. I mean, yes. Oh, this is a good opportunity now. Let's fucking cut this thing down because this is, I can't believe this has been going on. This is crazy. And the political expediency can go the same way for your political contributions as well. People who need or stand something to gain right now yeah. will give you money if they know that something may come around soon that they could use your support on. Yeah. So that is... A lot of people the, like him the, for the border stuff, man. Talking about the dark money is not saying Ron DeSantis is actively trying to seek out dark money, right? Because, like I said, it can be done a lot of times through political expediency. The people who need something or might need something yeah. in, during your next term are going to give you money. Mitch McConnell is going to give you a little fucking envelope yeah. and be like, don't ask where this came from. Yeah, and the okay. same deal with the companies and the individuals who have super PACs. If they think they might need something over the next four years, six years, however the long these fucking terms are, they're going to give you money. If they think that they might get something on the back end, they're going to yeah. give you money. Right? What is the governor's I term? think they're six years. Okay. Um, oh, fuck. Boo. Yeah, it's not good. Fuck so, you, Inslee. Right. So my only point with that is that the, he's not different from anybody else who's taking super PAC mm. money. And that doesn't necessarily make him a piece of shit. Deborah's back. But we missed there you. is a principal difference between taking money from super PACs and not taking money from super PACs. There are people who are actively serving in Congress right now that mm -hmm. choose not to take money from super PACs. They only take the correct money from individuals. That's all that I am 
Don't get a big head. Don't get a big head. (laughs) I know what I know. And I'll fucking own that till I'm dead. I I know what I know. I care Uh, about the shit that I care about. Don't compliment this guy, okay? Money from Super Packs is something that I care about. He's got everything a red-blooded American could want. He's got a loving wife. He's got two kids. He's got a house now. That's right. With a... It's, you know, it's a chain link fence. It's not a white picket fence, but you might as well goddamn be there. That's right. Look at you, buddy. Look at you. You you fucking did it. I like it. Fuck you, everybody that thought I didn't, I wasn't going to make it. <laughs> that fucking, those stupid teachers back in the day. That's right. Although I'm kind of upset, and I'm just going to do this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to make you do anything. I agree with you, Joseph. Because nobody can ever make you do anything, but also... Fetterman wears a lot of Carhartt. <laughs> yeah. And there's a movement now online of people cutting their Carhartt stickers off, their Carhartt gear. Oh, like taking the tags off? Yeah. Oh, and I have a Carhartt hat on right now? Yeah, you do. Oh. No, no I'm just kidding. Don't do it because... See, I took the... Carhartt's um, what is fuck, by the way. They always have been. That, uh, that's been a thing in the yeah. fucking working man's thing for a long time. I did realize... But they also make good shit. Yesterday, though, I was wearing... Um, well, now that we get it in the work catalog, that's why I have it. I never owned any Carhartt stuff before I got a discount. It's on the it. best way to get it, man, because you can I get, get it, it because we get like the half you know, price discount. We get the yeah. hookup. So the, that's the only affordable way to the, own Carhartt. The jacket, the heavy duty jacket I got, was like eighty dollars. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You so, go to the fucking whistle stop, you're paying like two hundred plus. That's why I have it, right? I never had any of that shit before they were in the catalog because they're too expensive. I wasn't exactly. Gonna buy it. That's why I have that same sweatshirt in four different colors because it's a great sweatshirt and it, the colors are great. So. But yesterday and today, I was wearing this beanie and a car sweatshirt and the car jacket, and I was like, "Why well, don't I don't really trade yeah, just a like, fucking I don't, that's like, This is not good. Like, that's just how. Yeah. Yes, they did, Kevin. They did that, and that's the problem with Carhartt. They've been woke for a long time. Yeah, they've been woke since woke could be a thing. Yeah, and it's it's been. I used to work in the trades a lot. I mean, we're not in the trades. We just we work manufacturing, right? That's that's how yeah. you say that. Yeah. But like, yeah, I don't tell people I'm in the trades. Yeah, but no. like, I used to work the trades. Everybody right. fucking wears Carhartt because they still make the best. It's good shit. It's, they make the best workwear. Good quality shit. But I won't buy from them again. Now I buy Dickies. Word. Oh, so you fucking support Walmart and the CCP that way? <laughs> oh, oh. oh my god! Oh my god! He's been here one show. Don't, don't kick him out already. Good god! Oh, hey man, Sending our I told you away. before. I'm like CCP shill because I'm watching a lot of Disney Plus right now. Glucid Camperens defeats Kent. A breaking news alert from the Seattle Times. Oh, Jesus Christ! There it goes. Yeah, I didn't expect that though. Of course. L.L. Bean, Deborah says. Shout out. I buy a lot of stuff from Eddie Bauer because we have an outlet store. And like Ooh, yeah. two or three times a year, they have a going out of business sale or whatever the fuck. And you go in there and buy 75% off stuff. That's And Eddie Bauer is like, it's like the city dwellers outdoor stuff. Right. You know, it's right. like you don't really wear it in the woods, but you look like you wear it in the woods. That's, I like some good Patagonia shit. All these companies are woke. All Patagonia, these, super fucking yeah, woke, and like, dude. Uh, North super Face, all that woke. shit. They're oh, all yeah. mad woke. You They're can't all fucking, mad woke. Yeah. Uh, Should have seen these fucking shoes I was wearing. If I wasn't such I bet a... that company's woke as fuck, too. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Probably. I'm not even going to I bet. I don't even want to go their social yeah. media. I don't look into are. it. Let's not look they're into in it. They're in Colorado. I bet they're woke as fuck. Oh, maybe they're in Lauren, Lauren Boebert's district. Yeah, we'll see. The only company... That I, I can truly get America behind, shoes. like, generally, politically, and that makes the top-tier quality fucking outdoors gear, I can't really afford. 
because it's first light mediator yeah. because mediator owns first light right and now. you know where they're and at. i know where they're at because he gets on the fucking microphone every week and talks about where he's at and it's he's a great show i love Stephen ranella he's great he is great that book the outdoor kids book was mm-hmm. a great book he's a fucking great writer he is a great writer yeah, and he's get, a great narrator man need to get more. listen to him read his fucking books he's need, anthony bourdain level to be honest when it comes to like the narration of his show and when he writes the the scripts and then talks yes. over the episode he is yes. on this he's top tier man he's fucking great maybe he I'll is do absolutely a, great maybe i'll do a ranella book next year for oh please for the book show. please for the, please yeah, please hello being any bauer don't make stuff for big guys like me i'm mm. six foot two and a big boy so none of that stuff fits me now i sound like a chick no nah, bro i am no I'm i get s- it bro yeah no, I'm, I'm six foot four yeah and i'm not the thinnest guy around but yeah. i'm you know and, and you know you got the same struggles we're, yeah, we're no, large I'm, humans I'm you played two. football yeah no i'm six two i'm like 215 so it's 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 real it's we do a lot here. of shopping at Costco. You. Costco's legit. <laughs> it's the it's the San Mar catalog is really where it's at. <laughs> that is definitely where it's, it's really at because it's all name brand yeah, shit you that guys we get can't bad shop cheap. There, but, that's where it's at. <laughs> but if you would like a San Mar catalog item, you can buy one of our T-shirts. Ooh. So you should uh, support that T-shirt real quick. And that this comes from the San Mar catalog. A little faded, but that's right. It's been in the studio for and a it's, long time. Oh my god, it's got dog hair on it because right. she rubs up against it's been it. Been in the studio you, for a long time. Yeah, it we just hangs on the wall. Well, yeah, but and this is the nice thing. If you buy one of our Salt the Streets T-shirts, it's not union made. It's literally made by us. Yeah, I made them. Colin that's, printed that's, out the. That's right. Yeah, Colin. I do the computer work, and then yeah. you actually do the hard labor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, stickers over there too. Let's see some of those. Ooh. San Mar. I don't. I literally don't know anything about that company other than they're like an apparel company for like screen printers and things bulk, like that. It's a bulk company. Yeah, and but we, because our boss is super connected, he knows everybody about. He he knows a guy for everything. You know, you need anything. Materials. You you need a guy for something. He's got a guy for it. Some vinyls. Oh, here you go. Oh, there you go. Final there sticks, go. bro. Some I had vinyls. one on my truck before it got stolen. There you go. I'm 310 down from 477. Damn, fucking Hot good dog. for you, Kevin. Good for you, bro. That's fucking work, dude. Dude. Good money for you. Jesus. I could I couldn't lose that much weight in my life. I'm like, that's so impressed. That's down, legit, dude. Down 40 and I was like, I'm fucking out here, bro. Yeah. Dude, you're crushing it. I lost 30 pounds one yeah. time and I thought I was fucking what's no. up. And it's the struggle is it's real. real. Yeah. No, congratulations. Congratulations. The hustle is fucking real. Yeah, you just did like a whole thing and was like super into it for a while, and it was fuck. It fucked with your emotions, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the the caloric deficit. Yeah, that thing. It's, that was a whole. It's deal. rough. I was counting calories and shit for a little while because when Jesus Christ, and then we'll get back to fucking midterms. This is <laughs> yeah. this is what we're doing here. Um, Welcome to the show. Yeah, no, I was counting calories because after regional was born, I've been having trouble getting back to go to the gym. So I fucking sleep for you know four hours a night. You got, but what'd you say? You got like eleven hours sleep over the last like three days, and that is a by all means a liberal estimate because <laughs> the night before last night we went to bed just before one, and I woke up at five, but we also woke up in the middle of the night, um, you know, because reason, baby, because reason is sick, and then the <laughs> because night, reasons, <laughs> um, and then the night before I went to bed at ten thirty, eleven o'clock, and then woke up at. 3.30 to go to work. Mm-hmm. So that's five hours plus four hours. So nine. Nine Fox is probably pod. a more realistic estimate. Damn. And I had a bang yesterday, and that's all. We're out here. <sighs> yeah, you're not having a bang right now. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll wait for that one. <laughs> I mean, it's about as cold as you're ever going to get one. I like to drink my bangs lukewarm. Yes. 
Yeah, so that's San Mar Debra. <clears throat> Just yep, a company that, that we get our t-shirts from and we, we get them at cost. That's where I got this black t-shirt from because I got it for three dollars. Mm. <laughs> so three fucking dollars. Bro, I'm telling you, when they paint up your shirts like that with spit up, you have no choice. So what is this? This is a uh, Reuters. I said it right this time. There you go. Yep, they called it. They, they fucking called, called it, it for Joe Kent right there. Flipped. Good. Antifa's taken over. Sweet. They still haven't called Lauren Bulberts. For oh, fuck's sake, man. 99%. Can't let her have it. They don't want to. No. They really don't want to. Get him to hey, hey, you know what? Um, we're going to zoom in here. But uh, thank God. Thank God Nancy Pelosi got reelected in San Francisco. It's a close one. It was a close one, That's man. It was 83%. One. That's some dictatorial level fucking wins right there. That's all I'm saying. If this was Russia, she'd be like, this is sus. Call yeah. the UN. <laughs> oh, oh that's hilarious. Okay, so there's one final point I wanted to make on midterms, then we can fucking end this thing and you go to have, like, part two four. two little things. So. Um, Arizona. There was okay. a big deal with the voting machines being down, right? Yes. Um, 20%. Of the voting machines did not work. They had problems. The head of Maricopa County, because that was where primarily where a lot of it was, because that's that's, that's the big it one. Is. It's always fucking Maricopa County. Um, they they were very active on Twitter to talk about what was going on. And they fixed the problem and Maricopa blah blah, blah and all this stuff. Yeah, but there's issues with people that went in and like put their you know put the thing in the machine and it had the problems blah, blah blah, and then they wanted to be like, well, I don't trust this. Uh, can I get can I go to another place? Well, like no. We have it. Trust us. It'll get counted. I said, right. And he goes, well, fuck you. I'm moving the fuck on. They're like, well, you, it's done now. It's it's in our custody. So that was a problem, right? And the only reason it becomes like a substantial problem other than the standard voting machine problems that are generally talked about at this point is because who is in charge of how voting works and how voting runs in a state? Secretary of State. Amen. Who is the Secretary of State of Arizona right now? I have no idea. Katie Hobbs. Oh, no shit. Katie Hobbs, who is okay. currently running for fucking governor. <laughs> so this is, this and is who Georgia has, all over again. She is, yeah, this is Georgia all over again. Yes. That is what exactly is happening right now. And she's refused to recuse herself from her duties during the election because she's fucking Katie Hobbs and runs away from black people because she gets freaked out. <laughs> That was a Project Bear Toss thing, Katie sorry. Hobbs the racist. The, Katie Hobbs the racist. <laughs> Carrie Lake is wild. Uh, dude, she it's is wild. wild. She's a spitfire, man. Kevin, thank you for joining us. We're happy to have you. You're a fantastic fan. You're great in the chat. Hope to see you again soon. Yeah. Next uh, episode will be on a Friday. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be live Friday. Yeah. 4.30 Pacific Standard Time. Something like that. Something like that. No, no, no. I mean, our, our next episode is a Friday episode. Oh, it is indeed. So it's no beer Thanksgiving. show. No, no, no. Next week, there will be a beer show. The week after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Then there oh, won't be a beer yes. show that day. Correct. You can do it on Saturday if you want. I might. We'll see. We'll see. It, oh, it's Thanksgiving. That's, yeah, that's Thursday my Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving for, oh, yeah, right. That's the, why we're doing yeah, Friday. Because my wife, the flight attendant, comes back in on Friday. There you go. And so, yeah, it'll be sometime during the show and stuff. She'll be back. Yes. And then we're doing Thanksgiving on Saturday because everybody's going to be here. Yeah, so this is our way of telling all of you guys right now who's Friday. listening. Yeah, the episode 138 would be on the 26th. going to be on the 25th. Episode 138, the yes. 25th, the day after Thanksgiving, we're going to be in here. Whoop, whoop. That's right. So, So the day after Thanksgiving... After you've not had all the fights with your relatives because you're reading this month's book club book, um, 
because that's a thing that apparently happens to people. Um, you can join us here on Friday. We'll be here. And it'll be sweet. What else did you... Because that was basically the, the point I want to make was the fucking current candidate in the Democratic Party that's running for governor of Arizona is also Secretary of State in Arizona that is in charge of the shit show that is going on with the voting yes. in fucking Arizona. So the last thing that I wanted to ask you about was candidate quality. All oh. right, I want to have a discussion about candidate quality. Okay. Specifically so that we could poop on crystal ball a little bit. Because... When I ask you, does candidate quality matter, right? Crystal Ball has been claiming for weeks that candidate quality does not matter. Yes, um, it's because but, she's a fucking partisan shill. But all accounts from the midterm shows, because of the insanely thin margins, that in many races, a stronger Republican candidate would have won, right? Mm -hmm. Or a different Republican candidate would have won. Mm -hmm. So, Also, I think the Democrats should have just gave them more money. Do you, <laughs> so I also wanted to ask you about that, right? Because there was I didn't hear really anybody talking about that. The fact that I need the list—that's the problem. I need the list to see of people that got, who it was that got the money and then yeah, who won and who lost. Because I only know a couple. About it at the time that there was a ton of like MAGA candidates that Democrats were giving money to mm -hmm. to try and get them to win because they thought they would be easier to win. Yeah, I didn't hear anybody talking about that after, after the midterms or whether or not that was a factor. Yeah, because if it was, then it fucking seems like it worked. And right? It was a fucking gamble, though. But it yeah, was, I'm not saying it wasn't a Late gamble. Turkey Day. Woo! It sounds like it worked, is what I'm yes. saying. I'm not saying it wasn't a gamble. But it when, seemed like it at worked. At the time, I said, that sounds fucking stupid. Because we like, laughed at them. Yeah, the way commentary put it, right? It was like, this is fucking insane. I don't know how they're doing this. And it will. it is yet to be determined whether or not it will pay off for them in the end. And it seems now, because they haven't addressed it yet, I imagine they will once, because they're still kind of in there like, what the. What's going on? All this stuff. <laughs> they don't understand it either. Nobody understands what, what's happening. But um, yeah, they will. I'm sure address it because they've been pretty hard on it throughout their entire run through. You know, up to the midterms and stuff like that. I imagine they will. But somebody's gonna have to come up with a list. And if somebody doesn't, I'll have to fucking do it myself because I know there was a list of people that they gave the money to. That was a whole deal, and then there was an amount of money that was given. It was like forty-four million dollars or something like that. Damn. Two mega cabinets. It, it was a lot of lot of money. Um, so there is some kind of list out there somewhere with dollar amounts, and so we'll have to try to find that Gotta if nobody else that. does the work for us. Hopefully, somebody does. We got two weeks, baby. We'll cross our fingers. So then I wanted to ask you: Does candidate quality matter? I did ask you. This, yes, and I'm going to say that. Because we had like Oz, Fetterman, all that type of shit. A lot of people did not like Oz yeah. right, at all. And if there's, by all accounts, the only reason that he was there as the candidate was because he got Donald Trump's endorsement. And the same thing yes. could very well be said for, some people have said that about Carrie Lake. The same thing could very well be said about Herschel Walker, right? And so there's a lot of people that's like he supported them because mm -hmm. they're famous people also, that they were also on TV. And so he's thrown their name behind them. I don't know about all that. Well, yeah, know, there's probably an element to that. Because there's probably an element to that because, them, but, but it also it also has legs because right. if people know who you are, that does work out better because you already have some kind of like reputation already. In Carrie Lake's case, she made a huge fucking spectacle when she left the Democratic or when she left the news organization, all that stuff. People knew who she By was. Their shills and stuff. Yeah, and so that was a whole deal. People knew who she was in that place. And then when Donald Trump comes along, and gives the endorsement, that just allows the MAGA folks to be like, "Okay, I'm here for it. that's where okay. I'm," you know. And candidate quality matters, but candidate quality is not a uniform thing like everybody would assume that they right. want to. You ben can't Shapiro, make a checklist. Camp 
Ben Shapiro's like idea of candidate quality means he he needs to be an upstart fucking republic conservative Republican. That doesn't work everywhere. It matters who your constituents are, and the candidate quality to the constituency you want to get does matter. Yeah. If you have a total MAGA fucking crowd, and you're a Liz Cheney, you're gonna be out of office. Doesn't matter how of a standard neocon Republican you're gonna be, if your constituency is MAGA, you're gonna need to be MAGA. So that, but the. But there's no broad strokes candidate quality that you can just brush across the thing. Right. Herschel Walker and Dr. Oz are <clears throat> specific cases, I think, because they're just so terrible. <laughs> yeah. Herschel Walker's a crazy person, yeah. and Dr. Oz is a fucking Hollywood shill. I have to watch he's that. Not Michael Hollywood, Mouse but he, video. he's a he's the he's worse than Hollywood. He's a New York TV shill. Oz? That Oz. Yeah. That's gross. Yeah, from like Oprah and Dr. Phil yes. and shit, and then he had his own It's, it's shit. a special type of like TV personality. He's not from Hollywood. He's from the other side. He's from the dark side of TV. It's, it's, that's where, that's, that's where it, they it's, film it's, SNL. It's big money TV. Yeah, and look how great they're doing these days. Um, they shitting on Dave Chappelle, right? Dave Chappelle was, he was supposed to host like the first SNL after, that must, that's tonight? That tonight, the first yeah, one since so. midterms, yeah, and this was be a big deal. I wonder how that's going to turn out. But is he going to do it? I know there was some controversy. Right? I don't know. I don't know what the controversy. I haven't was. been following it, but they're super desperate because basically they almost had to shut the fucking show down that because show nobody was, was into it. Yeah. When Donald Trump was in office, I will grant them this: when Donald Trump was in office, they had some mad funny shit. Specifically, my favorite thing was Jeff Sessions because they had a real ass <laughs> woman playing Jeff Sessions, and that was hilarious. Hilarious. They made him look like a fucking retard. It was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, if it was hilarious. Fits. I'm telling you, I will it say was, it was hilarious. I haven't watched SNL since uh, Fallon came it's on garbage because he's terrible. He always was terrible because anybody that is surprised at how bad Fallon is now. Never watch him on SNL because yeah. the dude couldn't make it through a single fucking skit without cracking himself up yeah. like a fucking idiot yeah. and ruining the entire scene. No, he I is think, a jackass, and I dis, despise I his signed, brand of comedy. They signed their death warrant when they cut Shane Gillis, like they because they you know that's the, that's part of his deal, right? Shane Gillis's deal is he was originally slated to be on SNL, mm -hmm. and then there was he was on someone's podcast and he did like an Asian accent. Oh. And they were like, you can't be on the show. I've heard him like mention it on podcasts before. Yeah. That's what the deal oh. was. He did an Asian accent and they said, that's fucking racist. You can't be on the show anymore. So he started so doing Steven his Crowder's own shit. Steven Crowder's never going to be on SNL. No. So, he, <laughs> so Shane Gillis started doing his own shit and became wildly more famous than He's he would have been on SNL. hilarious. Yes. Have you watched uh, Jew yet? No. Ari Shafir's Jew? The yeah. special is fucking phenomenal. You should watch it. I'm talking to the gym tomorrow morning. I'll do the gym. It's great. It's fucking funny, man. Gym it is, is a good so place funny. for comedy. It is definitely a good place for comedy. Uh, I wouldn't know. I don't go to the gym. Gym but is that's a good fine. place for comedy. I, I do kettlebells now. Here. I got. I even got a poster now. I, I got, I got a poster, poster thing. I it's, the poster. it's got different moves. Yeah, I see you working. Now I can get off fucking YouTube. I see you working. But it's been a couple weeks because I've been old and broke. You've been very broken. Yes, I have. But I'm recovering. It's yeah. all good. Um, second question. Um, it was really more quality? of a statement, right? Okay. Because Crystal Ball was saying this stuff about quality, yep. candidate quality matter. I did not understand what she's saying this whole time. It doesn't didn't make any sense to me. Okay. I don't understand what you're saying. After this, when they were doing their wrap up live stream on breaking points of you know these are our reactions to it, 
she was like, oh, you know, kind of talking about it, right? Now I, I understand to her, to Democrats, it doesn't matter, right? No. It was when she made, a, she made a statement about how she thought it was funny that the Democrats were happy to elect essentially squish-brained candidates who were just going to vote over, right? It's funny how in 2020 and in 2024 or 2022, we voted in two people who can't talk. Because that's so funny, right? Isn't that so funny that that's what we've done? Is we've elected two people who can't fucking think and talk. Who was the second? Right, one? Joe Biden, John Fetterman. Oh yeah, John Fetterman I and knew Joe that. Biden. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. John Fetterman and Joe Biden, right? So I figured out to her, to Democrats, it doesn't matter. All that matters to them is whoever is going to vote the way that they want. That's why she's saying candidate quality doesn't matter. Yeah. Is because to her, it just votes. It doesn't. To Republicans, to people who give yeah. a shit about have some form of principle at all, it does matter whether yes. or not you're a crazy person or you are a New York TV host or you're yeah. whatever, right? These things do matter. To a Democrat, they don't. Yes. As long as you're going to vote the way that I want you to vote, I don't care what you're doing. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how able you are because I'll call someone ableist if they try and come at you. I don't care. It's a stroke as fiction, long as you sakes. are going to vote the way I want you to vote. And she said that. She said that. It's more important to me that you're going to you vote. vote. How you vote is more important to me. Yep. She said that. That's why she's claiming that. That's why she's saying candidate quality doesn't matter. It's because yes. to her and to the other it doesn't matter. Yeah. Which is wild. Yep. Her husband would agree with you. And yes, baby, I, I want to tell you, I do have a very strong feeling towards him. And it's because um, when Jilly, Jimmy Fallon got on SNL, it uh, drove me from SNL. And I haven't been able to enjoy it since. So I have very strong feelings about that because I loved SNL before that. And it just devastated me. And now he hosts a fucking late night show. And he's Which like is an terrible. And he's like and shit. Well, that's what hosting a late deal. night show will do for you. It's a whole deal. So word. With that, the last thing I have to say, obviously. How does it affect liberty? What does this have to do with freedom and liberty? Right. On this show, we spread the message of working within the current system while actively advocating for something better. Do that all the time. This is the current state of our politics and country. I can tell you it doesn't matter how much you hate it or how little legitimacy you see in the system. We have little choice in whether or not we take place in the modern world. Ruby Ridge is always an op is always an option. Doing that type of stuff, going out, taking your family, living on the top of the woods and never Ruby Ridging is what I wrote. Ruby Ridging is always an option. Right? Not to that end, but to, to the basic idea. But it is near impossible to remove yourself from society on a level and still be working to make the difference you want to see in this world. That is why this matters. Amen. I With love that, it. we'll be back in just a few minutes for part four. Indeed, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the streets, part four, episode 137. My name is Donovan. I'm Colin. We are happy to have you here. Thank you again for joining us. YouTube.com slash salt of the streets. We also have Instagram.com slash salt of the streets. Patreon, patreon.com slash salt of the streets. Go there. Subscribe. Help us make more better content like this. We have the newsletters. We have the book club, beer shows, all of these wonderful things that are going on there. Indeed. <clears throat> you can find all this at saltofthestreets.com. I'm at Salt of Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan that's, on Instagram. It's right there. Colin is at Big Bird Offie on Ooh. both of those things. Don't touch my numbers. I mean letters. <laughs> and this final segment is, I think that we didn't do location or leggings and aprons. So no. Because we had the internet issues. That's so right. Ooh. Location and leggings and aprons, both of them, fantastic. Location, skate shop in downtown Bremerton if you need anything skateboard related, some clothing, some music photographs anything they have all that type of stuff there and uh leggings and aprons 
Get some cakes. Go then. Do yeah, it. Cakes. So with that, this part four is grab bag. Grab bag. And all kinds of stuff going on here. What do you want to start with, Colin? You're the leader of the grab bag. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is the moral and ethics involved in returning your shopping cart. <laughs> okay. Because yeah. this reminded me of something. We were talking right before right. we went about the homeless problem and shopping carts and shit that and the other thing and trying to get money from the state or whatever. But It's a whole deal. Do you return your shopping carts to the shopping cart return every time? Absolutely. Who taught you to do that, or did you just do it because it was the right thing to do? I started doing that as an adult because it irritated me to see them in the parking lot. There Amen. isn't a reason to not put them in the thing. In so. New York, it was a problem because there's so many fucking people, right? In uh, Like when I lived in Long Island. And there, it would be a problem where people would stack them. Somebody would leave a cart in like the middle of a spot. And then more people would put the carts together. Because it would be easier for the cart guy to come pick up. But then that that eventually spreads. And so there's like four parking spots that aren't fucking available anymore because, they're because all they, they're, they're all fucking full oh of carts. God. I hate that shit. Because, uh, you know, I watch a lot of pop culture crisis these days. Yes. And the uh, albino goth girl, I think is what they dub her or something like that, Mary. Um, she has this weird thing about like, I don't return shopping carts and I never will. So fuck off. Somebody gets paid to collect that shit. And so now up. I like to judge people on whether or not they return their fucking cart or not. How is is there do. a distance you will not walk to return a cart? No, I Home, park, Home Depot gets weird. No, I strategically park next to the cart return. That seems dangerous to me. Why? Because some people go wild with the return of the shopping cart, and they'll just let shit fly. And I've seen people's cars get hit. I've literally never considered it. Ooh, how many dents you got in your car? None. Nah. <laughs> no, no, I never even considered it. I have kids, so I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to walk that far away from my car when I turn the car that's back point. in. That's my deal. Um, so that's, that's why that's a good I do decision. That. We also live in Washington. It rains a lot, so, so I would be rather close. walk a shorter distance. And I always have a cart now. I didn't always have a cart before. I have kids. I always have a cart now. Mm -hmm. I, oh, yeah. I Even if you're going to run in to grab like, right. a thing, you, you always, always grab the cart because they need a seat. Yes. Do they hang out in the seat pretty well? Uh, yeah. Dax will sit in the big part now sometimes. Nice. Um, and usually That's we take fun. reasonable front packer. It's just easier that way for one of us. She's not big her. enough yet to sit in the front thing, I think, right? No, not quite yet. Yeah. She's getting there. but Yeah. Always and forever, it's simply the right thing to do. During my training for FA, that was actually an example of doing the right thing. I love it. Really <laughs> it just—it's a good level it's of very easy, you know, to yeah. show if you're a piece of shit human or not. Right. Do you return your shopping carts? And if if you know somebody and the friend of yours and they do not return their shopping carts, you should judge them and then berate them until they return their shopping carts. I think Trenton's more of the person that would rather hold too much shit in his arms than have a shopping cart. Interesting. That's he's more of that guy. I'm gonna sneeze now. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> Fuck. Bless you. Sorry. No. While oh, you're, I had a I had a thing there. I could have used. While you're recovering. Uh, uh, yes. Joe Kent is not conceding. He says we're making progress down by 1.5 percent or 4,621 votes. There are still 12,000 votes left to count, plus 6,000 votes to cure. This is not over. So. <laughs> Call my race, bitch. So See Seattle what happens. Times is calling it, but he's saying that there's still plenty of votes left. So they're only down 4,600 votes, and there's 12,000 votes left to count. Oh. And yeah. 6,000 left to cure. Come so, on, bud. What is a curing vote? 
I have no idea. So curing vote is when there are votes set aside because they have errors on them. Okay. And so they will attempt to make contact with the person who that vote belongs to and get them to – they'll have them try to fix their ballot so that it is a, quote, legal ballot at that point. Um, and Jim, seems to me that I don't think that's necessary and that if you're not smart enough to fill out your ballot correctly, you probably shouldn't be voting. Well – as someone who has had a ballot returned to them, it was over my signature, not the way that I turned, not the way that I filled the ballot out. I had one returned to me after. So that's a good point because you did cure your own ballot at that point, right? By I did. Ver- they yeah, sent, by doing your signature. They thing. sent yeah. it back and they sent it with another piece of paper that said sign this one also. They mm-hmm. didn't send me my ballot back. They sent me another piece of paper that told me oh, okay. that my signature didn't match, and they wanted me to sign another piece of paper. So I think I signed it twice, and then I sent the paper back. So. That is simply an example of one way in which someone can fuck their ballot up. My signature gotcha. is not good. It's yeah, yeah, not, yeah. There's no clarity to that it. That makes so sense. Well, yeah, because we're not we're that. not of that era where your no. signature had to be like, I, I don't want to say this on the street, but you know the thing that happened with my with the signature right the other day right, and I was like this because. She grew up in that era where, right. like, it's a fucking call sign, and literally, she can do it a thousand times, and it's the same every goddamn time. Yeah. I'm like, that's no impressive. Mine's different every time. Every time, dude, because it's a D and squiggles, and, and there's no way you can read my name. No, no, absolutely not. That's not the way this Most works. Most of the time, mine looks like two Ds. You, it is this your signature? Double yeah, Ds. Fine. I know what it is. So, but that's that's it. Only because I know what it looks like. It's now, just but, a D yeah, with it. a long tail, right? For the P. D. Uh, I mean, it, it just depends on how hard I swoop it. You know what I'm saying? If I just go too hard, it turns into a second D and I just still squiggle it out. I'm not going to start it over, but there's two dots over it. There's no raises for I's or L's, but there's two I's and two L's in my last name. There's, it's all, just it's, it's, a, it's a line and a squiggle. There is no raises for I's or L's. There's two dots above it to indicate that there are two I's in my name. All but, right, so coming from the man with two D's, I think Joseph has a great point here. You can't block my driver door for me. The one up always... before that. If available, I park with the driver door next to the cart return. Yeah. Because you cannot block my driver door from me. Yes. I can always get in and drive. Yes. That is a very, very smart decision because as a, as a man that used to drive an actual vehicle, I could barely fit in fucking parking spots. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if somebody comes next. If I drive the fucking Total Wine, which is a stupid small parking lot, and I do not understand how that shit fits the goddamn it's county code. Where the place is. I'll tell you about that next uh, if you want. I gave oh, that bitch the business. yes. I gave that bitch the business. But like, even with a giant ass truck, some people will park irresponsibly close. Yeah. To the other line, and they're you're like, you got this tiny ass fucking thing. Fuck you. Yeah. I gotta get in through my passenger door. And I will do that a little bit. Because I'll do the opposite of what Joseph does next to the cart return. Driver's side out. Because Dax's car seat, the car seats, to accommodate a car seat because Mm. I have to put a kid or... You you want the working room. Yes. So I will do the opposite. Um, So I try and park right in the middle because, especially if there's all four of us, because we both have to get in and out and we both have children in the back seat. But um, if it's just me and Dax, then I will try and park next to the cart return and put Mm -hmm. his door next to the car return so that I have more room to get him in and out and then I can just put the car right in. That's the one thing I will always respect about Walmart parking lots is they're always way too big. Yeah. And so like if I want to have room park I back. just park in the back. Yeah. 
It's nice. If yeah. you got a really nice car, some people do that. Really nice cars, they put them out in the back because they don't want right. anybody to come near and them. They're parking like four spots. Yes. Yeah, I've which seen is that. a little excessive, yeah. but and I'll park and I don't mind walking at all. So I'll I'll park deep in the parking lot. Um, the curb works too. Pull in, or I like to always back in if possible. Back in for sure. Back in is a pro move, Joseph. Oh yeah, a thousand percent back in. Yeah. Drive a Tundra, pro move. Pro move. Absolutely pro move. It's always yeah. way easier to pull out because then there's always some dumbass. A million percent. You start slowly, slowly backing out, and some dumbass thinks I'm gonna like whoop, zip behind you. And you're like bitch. Yeah. Or some crazy ass grandma not paying attention. You're like I'm gonna kill this old lady. Damn. Always I back slow in. down. Even in a car, no matter what, backing in is the pro move. No matter what. I like to pull through. I think back in is Cheap always in. the move. No, pull through. I don't back in. I just yeah. I find one where oh, I can and drive that, yeah, yeah, through. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. cheater okay. way. What's yeah. up? <laughs> <laughs> that's that that's the pro move. That that's is the right. pro move. Yeah. Looking for fucking ways to game the system, bro. Yes. Okay, tell me about Xfinity. Okay, yes. Yeah, so, oh this was an experience. It's dumb. So On I the level to... compared to the one one armed. No, 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 no. Not anywhere <laughs> Not that near one? that bad. That was wild. No. <laughs> nowhere near that bad. Um, you know, one day soon you're going to have to retell that story because it's been too long. Yeah. I'll retell the Dave and Busters Another day. At, yeah, at some point. Um, <laughs> after Thanksgiving, if any, if someone here remembers to say the Dave and Busters to ask me about it, I will retell the Dave and Busters story. You accosted a one-handed man. I did. <laughs> and he deserved it. <laughs> I got my money back. That's all I can say. So, um, yeah, I'll retell that story the next time. No, I think here. we should just leave it there because that's great. <laughs> Trailer worthy. No, you can move the vehicle out to collect passengers. You need that driver door even if you have to pull in. That's right. Yeah, for that's sure. That's right, yeah. Um, so, oh, so I went to the Xfinity place. We had to get our Wi-Fi, our, our internet shit. And Jordan has been setting up all the bills because she's at home. So she did all that. And so she set up the Xfinity and she called... On Friday, before what? It just makes it. It is what it is, obviously, because that's how it works. But like, you make the money, she spends the money. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's. But it's yeah. logistically fairness, that's how it works. I her to do all that shit because I yeah. don't want to deal with it while I'm at work. But, um, <laughs> but yes. Uh, so I she called on Friday before I left work to make sure that I was on the Xfinity account okay. so that I could go there. So. She calls me and tells me, I talked to this woman, and it was an old Southern woman, and, you know, like, you can't call the Xfinity store. It only sends you to, you know, this customer service place and all this type of stuff. So she tells me about the conversation because it was an annoying conversation that she had, right? It's it's an average conversation. So I know explicitly that she had this conversation. Mm -hmm. So then I go into the Xfinity store. I tell the woman, hey, I'm just here to pick up this stuff. They already have it bagged up. You mean like right? the modem and the router and yes. stuff, right? Okay. already in a bag. Yep. Right? So she brings it over. She scans it. She looks at my ID, and she's like, so I actually need, um, you know, what's, uh, I was like, yeah, it's under my wife's name. So I actually need her to go online and add you as, like, a manager or whatever to the Xfinity account, and then I can give you this stuff. Said. So, she called this morning, so why would she need to do this? She's like, oh, she called. Well, it's good that you said that. So she's holding a tablet when she does this stuff. So then she goes to a computer that's there, and she says the customer service stuff is separate from, you know, these other things that we're doing. So or from the stuff that we do in the store. So the customer service stuff is all on this computer and not on this tablet. So it's good that you said that, right? So then she's looking through there and she's like, yeah, and I don't see anything. She's like, it should be a note in this account. I don't see anything on here. I said, well. 
said the same thing I just told you. She told me explicitly about this conversation. Like, I know that she called, you know. So she's like, yeah, so if you just call her and you ask her to, you know, like, log into her Xfinity account and, like, add me, add you to the account, then I can give you this stuff. I said, mm-hmm. let me ask you, what is the point in her calling if now that I am here, she has to go online and add me to the account? She's like, well, the customer service stuff runs differently than the stuff that we do here. So, so what I'm asking you, what is the point of calling if now that I am here, you are telling me that she needs to log in and do more work and add me to the account. As I'm saying this stuff, she's like, oh, okay, actually, I found it. I'm starting an attitude because I'm fucking irritated, right? She's like, oh, actually, I found it. Okay, she, she added your name to the title in the account, so the title in the account is Donovan Jordan Phillips. I don't fucking care. Is my name on the account? She's like, yeah, so... In the future, you know, if you guys want to do anything else, like she's going to need to, you know, log in and like edit this thing. I said, so you're telling me that you can give me the equipment now. I said, so, but for what reason? Again, what is the point in calling if you are now telling me for me to do anything else? She needs to log in and do more work. She's like, yeah, it's just different systems. She's like, and it's okay now because you're just picking up equipment. But if you were to come in and like change your whole account or like do anything like that, you'd have to be like administrator on the account. I said, okay, so I'm asking you again. What is the point in calling if now that I am here, she has to do more work to add me to the account? She then repeats that, though they're just different systems and, you know, like they're just different. I said, it just is really confusing because if the goal is customer service, why would the customer have to do more work (laughs) after she already called to add me to the account and you're telling me that I am on the account? So, yeah, no, I totally understand. She's like, they keep telling us they're going to get rid of this computer, but they don't. I said, okay, so again, I'm asking you because you're not answering my question. And she just says, so I ask her the fucking same question again. And she's like, yeah, no, I understand. Like, people say that all the time. I said, okay, so if customer service is the goal, and I stopped because she's standing there. She's obviously getting a little bit uncomfortable. And I said, I'm not coming to you because I understand you didn't make this decision. I said, but what I'm asking you and you are not answering is if customer service is the goal, why would you construct a system where the customer has to do more work when I am already here? So I work and I have two children. That's why I'm here without my wife now. Why Why does that make a more cohesive customer service experience? She said, I totally understand what you're saying. Okay, bye. And I grabbed my <laughs> shit and I left. You've got to be fucking kidding me. You have to be fucking kidding me. What's the fucking point? What is the fucking point in calling if now that I am here, she has to go online? Don't be an asshole. I'm not being an asshole. That's not ridiculous for me to ask you. What's the fucking point? What is the point? For you to not answer and say, I understand. I don't give a fuck if you understand. Do you understand my fucking question? What is the fucking point in calling if she has to go online now? There is no point. What is the fucking point? There isn't one. There is no point. They keep telling us they're going to take the computers. Then take the fucking computer out. It's not my problem. What is the fucking point? I think the one thing you're failing to understand here, Donovan, is that Comcast is uh, consistently rated number one in the worst customer service on the planet. Eat my ass. <laughs> Go online while you're on the phone, bro. Yeah, fuck Do you. that. I need two things happening at once. I'm telling you, she's like, see, I, I totally understand. Do you fucking understand, though? Because I'm asking you a question, but you're not fucking answering. I don't think she understands the words. 
that you're you're saying. I was fucking. I was furious. <laughs> I could tell. And we were in the. We we're in the. I was in the trails, and apparently the holidays are fucking in because it took me ten minutes oh, yeah. to find a place to park in the fucking trails. Bro. Are you joking? Well, it's the worst parking lot known to man. So after I got crazy irritated from trying to find a public well, they could spot. work you through your issues <laughs> then, then is when i went and had this interaction with this woman and i just was like sorry to fucking tell you but you caught me on the wrong day what's the fucking point she absolutely thought that i was an asshole i'm like i get what you're saying i understand i get why you would think that but what i'm saying is that it you took me 10 minutes to fucking park fucking question yet is what's the fucking point she wouldn't even say there isn't one, which is fine. If that's, if that's the answer, then say that. There isn't one. It's convoluted. I don't know what to tell you. Then nope. fucking say that. You you have a badge. I'm a manager. I'm all the shit. Then tell me. It's a fucking convoluted system. I don't understand it. Yep. Do something about it then. It's not my fucking problem that you can't figure your shit out or that Comcast sucks. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. <laughs> give me the fucking modem and let me go. Change the shit. You're telling me you can see my name on the account. Why do I need to be a special administrator if my name is half of the name of the title? Do I? What's the fucking point? There isn't one. There is doesn't no make point. any sense. There's no you point. bet your ass, I'm not fucking logging in. I'm not adding it. When I go there, if I have to go there, I'm not changing fucking shit. And I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to say the same fucking thing I said this time. If my name is on the fucking account, what is the fucking point of going online? And if they don't say shit... It's going to be a fucking problem. I, I swear to God, I will not, nor will I allow my wife, and I'm saying it, for everybody who's fucking pulling it 20 years from now, I will not allow my wife to add my fucking name as an administrator of that account because my name is on the fucking account. Oh. No, it's your problem there. <laughs> it's just, I'm so excited. Donovan, tell me how you really feel about this. I can't. So... Very small thing, but I was <laughs> fucking livid, and I drove from, you know how far I live from the trails, literally uh, two minutes from the house, complained the entire time, on the phone with Jordan. It's like, you're not going to believe the experience that I just had. I probably talked for longer than the interaction was about how negative the interaction was. <laughs> <laughs> and they have annotated your account on the... Okay, yeah, oh, you're sure. a difficult oh, customer now. I don't give a fuck. I used oh. to... My very first job was... At the call center, anything, baby. Was at the call. I absolutely know how it works. I absolutely know how it works. I think that's what's, what rubs you raw most about customer service is you're I like, know, bro, I know what you're doing. I know how simple it is. <laughs> and I don't mean like your job is so simple. I mean to do, for you to do what I'm asking, I know how simple that is. That's mm -hmm. what I'm saying. I've been into explicit interactions with people on the phone at AT&T when I found out that they used the same systems that we did when I worked for Sprint. So I knew the buttons and the locations on the screen of the different things that I was asking about. So when they were telling me they couldn't do something, I said, so you're using this, you know, Citrix or whatever the fuck system is? I'm like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I said, okay, so when you go to this particular tab, so you're telling me that this button is grayed out. It's not an option. That says this, that button is not there. It was like, well, no, it's yes. there. I'm just not supposed to. Okay, so fuck you. You have the power. Hit the button. Click the button and do it. I'm not going <laughs> online to do it myself. It's the, always the online service stuff. It's always when they're telling me, well, you can go online and do it yourself. I'm standing in front of you. I'm yes. not doing that. Yeah. I'm not doing that. I am not doing that. I will not go on the computer when I'm in front of a person right now. I won't do it. 
I have a Washington State valid driver's license right here that you can see has my fucking face on it. I'm not doing it. I will not do it. I will not fucking do it. You need to commit to the dehumanization of society, Donovan. I will not do it. <laughs> I will not do it. All of that you can do on your own. You call customer service to walk your sim blast through it. No, no, yes. no, 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 no. No, you did it on principle because no. you don't understand that they no. do not want to help you. This is what happened, Joseph. <laughs> I called, I, my wife called the customer service to add me to the account so I could go and pick up the equipment. That's what happened. I don't need help. They already did it. That's what I'm saying. It's already done. You're not gonna. You're not gonna get me, Joseph. I know oh. the customer service game works. So you're not gonna get me. <laughs> you're, you're not gonna get me. I know how it works. Sprint Business was oh excellent God. customer service. I worked in traditional customer care. It was a horrific job. They did a lot of good stuff for me. It was a horrific job. So. Uh, I won't go online, Joseph. I will not do it. You're fucking old. <laughs> I won't do it. You're Ike's soul brother, bro. That's how that works. <laughs> I'm going to get you a t-shirt made for your fucking birthday Christmas. I almost, if I would have stayed in that place any longer, I would have had to take my car jacked up. I was getting hot. I was getting frustrated. I was getting irritated. This one not fucking... I, you know If you just commit to the stand, dehumanization of society, you wouldn't have to deal with humans anymore. You know how much I can stand like being ignored. And I'm asking this woman like a very direct, pointed question. What is the point of doing this if this? And she literally didn't even acknowledge it. She just was like, yeah, I totally understand. That's the most I got of an acknowledgement is, yeah, I totally understand. But you don't because you're not answering the question I'm asking you is, why am I doing these things? Have <laughs> you ever seen the movie Gran Torino? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. I have seen that movie. That's not even close. Not even close. No, give it a couple of years, but you'll be there. You're well on your way, bud. If I used a slur or a derogatory term, I don't think oh, I okay. swore yeah, even right. one time. Um, That's the one key thing about that movie. He's obviously a little... I might have said... No, I don't think so. Because I don't, I don't immediately escalate to fuck. If I'm from, <laughs> from, from not swearing to... I don't like immediately do that. So I was going to say, I might have said, like, what's the fucking point? But I wouldn't have... I wouldn't go from zero to a hundred. Like you know? I didn't immediately go from zero to fuck, no, but not like that. I wouldn't do that. I have to. I'm pretty good. I'm not as good about it on the show because we host the show together. This I half own it. We I drink beers and here. things. But when I'm interacting in a business <laughs> sense like that, I'm pretty good about. I'm just. I got way more bang for my buck in this story. I was not anticipating this level I of fucking animosity. <laughs> Yeah. Oh I my gave her the god. Business. Okay. No, because the Let long me... story short is that though, and not long story, but at the end of the day, I got the fucking modem and I went home and I set it up. It's at the new house right now, so I have internet. Also, and it's called. Yeah, it's. I'm out here. Yes. And if fuck you, that bitch. I'm really glad. Well, we're gonna have to. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll have to look about it for studio. One one B. I'm gonna have to move the modem anyway because. Because Comcast modems are notoriously terrible, um, but we'll 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 take a look because of the upload speeds and stuff like that. We'll do some technical yeah. diagnostics. Well, I tell you, work, we so. just got just yeah, yeah, yeah. standard shit right now. Once we have a studio built in there, mm -hmm. I will call and reevaluate and tell them this is specifically oh, yeah, yeah, what yeah. I need as far as upload speeds and. Whatnot. Yeah, hopefully you get this really cool dude that I had because yeah. honestly, I well, have I'm not had, afraid to give him the fucking. Business, I've had so. Comcast more than I would care to say because generally speaking it's the only place you can get it but I used to have dicks or no cocks I had cocks I had dicks I had, <laughs> that's hilarious it's the same shit dicks cocks it's all the same shit but yeah when I was on the uh, she probably was outside or <laughs> drank water or something 
Congratulations. Um, but yeah, when I was in the Northeast, I had Cox, which was which was great. They had amazing customer service, and you could go into a, a store and anything that you needed to happen would happen. It was amazing. And then I had Wave when I lived in Silverdale slash Bremerton. Right. I lived on the wrong side of the street, so I technically had a Bremerton address instead of a Silverdale Wave one. But pretty good. That's what Wave was pretty good. Wave was pretty good. Um, but honestly, living here was the very first time I ever have ever had multiple consecutive positive interactions with Comcast. Mm. It is a weird deal. And I'm kind of, I was kind of trepidatious to even say that now because now it's probably going to change. But every time I've called about the service here or wanted to increase speed, you do the whole fucking package. I got like, you're not going to pay the same amount of money that I have for my package here unless you talk to my dude who I talked to because the dude gave us, he gave me a fucking deal on the thing. But, um, it's weird. It's weird because generally speaking, nothing but negative interactions with Comcast. It was not good until I moved here, and it's like this is a fucking unicorn of a place. Well, hopefully it gets better from here on out because yeah, this fucking woman in the Xfinity store, I could have. <laughs> I just that, that poor woman. I could have. I could just. I could have. It was Jesus Christ. It was horrific. So now that you're all tuned up, yes. Let's talk. Let's talk about COVID amnesty oh buddy yes we're gonna do it so this was the atlantic article that came out uh a while back uh, oh it came out on halloween which was fantastic um and i was gonna do the beer show on it last week but obviously i was dying so we did not do that you were dying. so now we get to do it together <laughs> didn't have any power oh yeah that's right <laughs> well again no power i do i even exist if i don't have power right. you know it doesn't even happen so this was a we're gonna be awake but isn't around to tweet about it Exactly. Yeah. Does it even happen? Probably not. Oy. Although I need to step up my Twitter game again. Twitter's a weird place. I can't wait to talk about it because uh, it's even more weird now. So anyways, we're going to go through this. Uh, this was put out by um, Emily Oster, who, from the mouths of John Podhorns on the Commentary Magazine podcast, he says that generally speaking, she's been like pretty decent in the past. He's a big kind of, he's a Manhattan guy, so he's like big into all the the magazines, if you will. Because mm. during his day, there were legit magazines that you got in your mailbox. Right. But he was very surprised that she had wrote this thing, and then they tore it apart just like everybody else did. So we're going to read this, and then I want uh, I want statements. We'll, we'll, we'll take pauses and stuff like that. It's a pretty short little deal. So, in April 2020, with nothing else to do, my family took an enormous number of hikes. We all wore cloth masks, and I had... And I had there that I had made myself. We had a family hand signal, which the person in the front would use if someone was approaching on the trail, and we needed to put our masks put on our masks. Once when our child uh, got too close to, once when another child got too close to my then four-year-old son on a bridge, he yelled at her, "Social distancing." These precautions. Her child yelled at a person. Yeah, social distancing. Yeah, her, her her then four year old child yelled at another kid social distancing as they walked across the bridge. You brainwash your fucking four year old. That's exactly what happened. Yes. Uh, these precautions were totally misguided. In April 2020, no one got the coronavirus from passing someone else hiking. Outdoor transmission was vanishingly rare. Our cloth mask made out of old bandanas... It, doesn't, it didn't exist. That's not real. It did not exist. Our, our cloth mask made out of old bandanas wouldn't have done anything anyways. But... The thing is, we didn't know. Some of us didn't know, apparently. 
Uh, I've been reflecting on this lack of knowledge class, or thanks to a class I'm now teaching at Brown University on COVID nineteen on COVID. Teaching a class about COVID at Brown University. Why is she teaching a class on COVID? COVID? What the fuck does that mean? It's Brown University, bro. They just make shit up and go with it because you get a fucking Ivy League degree. What does that even mean? (laughs) Teaching a class on COVID. What the fuck are you? Are you? You're you a scientist or a journalist? She says we've spent several lectures reliving the first year of the pandemic, discussing the many important choices we had to make under conditions of tremendous uncertainty. Some of these choices turned out better than others. To take an example close to my own words or to my own work, there is an emerging, if not universal, consensus that schools in the U.S. were closed for too long. Really? Now it's, 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 it's emerging now. Um, the health risks of in-school spread were relatively low, whereas the cost to students, well-being and education progress, were high. The latest figures on learning loss are alarming, but in spring and summer of 2020, we had only glimmers of information. Reasonable people, people who cared about children and teachers, advocated on both sides of the reopening debate. Yeah, about to catch these fucking hands. What you're gonna do? <laughs> I had ooh. Another example: the vaccine came out. We lacked definitive data on the relative effects of the Johnson Johnson shot versus the mRNA options from Pfizer and Moderna. The mRNA vaccine have won out, but at the time, many people in public health were either neutral or ex- expressed a J and J preference. The misstep was nefarious. It was the result of uncertainty. Obviously, some people intend to mislead and made wildly irresponsible claims. Remember when the public health community had to... Fuck the the fact that public health community exists as a terminology in your brain. Um, Community had spent a lot of time and resources uh, arguing Americans not to inject themselves with bleach. Um, That was bad. Misinformation was and remains a huge problem. But most errors were made by people who were working in earnest for the good of society. Given the amount of uncertainty, almost every position was taken on every topic. And And on every topic, someone was eventually proved right and someone else was proved wrong. In some instances, the right people were right for the wrong reasons. In other instances, they had a... Some people were right for the right reasons. Uh, In other words, they had a percent understanding of the available information. The people who got it right, for whatever reason, may, may want to gloat. Those who got it wrong, for whatever reason, may feel defensive and retrench in to into a position that doesn't accord with the facts. Do you know the closest thing anybody ever got to inject themselves with bleach is when those two fucking idiots put fish tank cleaner and, like, drank that shit? Well, first because of all, I'm pretty sure that lady was just trying to kill her husband. Is that is that what the deal is now? I'm, I'm fairly sure that was... that ha- How that worked out was, like, this lady was basically just trying to kill her husband. Well, trying to poison add him. it to the fucking list that <laughs> the closest anybody got to inject themselves with bleach is a bitch trying to yeah. kill her husband. Amen. Because it was, was politically expedient at the time to use yes. fish tank cleaner. What the fuck? So all of this gloating and def- um, defensiveness continues to um, globe, 
to glob up a lot of social energy and to drive the culture wars, especially on the internet. These discussions are heated, unpleasant, and ultimately unproductive. In the face of so many, so much uncertainty, getting something right had a hefty amount of element of luck, and similarly, getting something wrong wasn't a moral moral failing. Treating pandemic choices as a, as a scorecard on which some people racked up more points than others is preventing us from moving forward. We have to put these fights aside and declare a pandemic amnesty. We can, we can leave out the willful... Go ahead. The only, the only reason in which these scorecards wouldn't matter is if you changed your fucking tune. If you realize that you're actually wrong, the reason it matters is because if something like this happens again and the government decides that they're going to turn authoritarian and you do the same boot-licking bullshit, that's why that matters. Yes, 100%. Get the fuck out of here. What a... So we're just going to... This thing silly, is so short. Person. This thing is so short. We're just going to finish finish it real quick, and then we can just destroy it as we go along. Because there's so much here. I could stop at every other sentence, but um, we have to put aside the fights and declare co- uh, pandemic amnesty. We can f- we can leave out the willful purveyors of actual misinformation while forgiving the hard calls that people had no choice but to make with imperfect, <laughs> imperfect knowledge. Los Angeles County closed its beaches in summer of 2020. Ex post facto, this makes no no more sense than my family masking hiking trips. But we need to learn from our mistakes and then let them go. We need to forgive the attacks, too. Because I thought no. schools should reopen and argue <laughs> and argue that kids as a group were at high risk. I was called a teacher killer and a genocide heir. Oh, because you because you're because you identify as a woman apparently. Um, what is a woman, anyways? Uh, it wasn't pleasant, but feelings were feelings were high, and I certainly do not or I don't need to dissect and rehash the time of the rest of my days. Moving on is crucial now because the pandemic created many problems that we still need to solve. Students' test scores have shown historic declines, more than, uh, more so in math than in reading, and more so for students who have disadvantaged, or who were disadvantaged at the start. We need to collect data, ex- experiment, and invest in high dosage tutoring, more than less cost-effective and extended school years. Why have so? Sorry, my fucking contacts are getting all foggy. (laughs) My eyes are dry. Why have so many states recovered faster than others? We should focus on questions like these because answering them is how we will help our children recover. Many people have neglected their health care over the past several decades. Notably, uh, routine vaccination rates for children for measles, um, pertussis, etc., are way down rather than debating the role that messaging about covid vaccine had in this uh in this decline we need to put all of our energy into bringing these rates back up pediatricians and healthcare officials will need to work together on communicating outreach co- community outreach and politicians will need to consider a school mandates um the standard saying is that those who forget history are doomed to repeat it but dwelling on the mistakes of history can lead to a repetitive doom loop as well let's acknowledge that we made complicated choices in the face of deep uncertainty and then try to work together to build back and move forward how tell me how you feel tell me how you feel donovan about covid amnesty 
So we talked earlier. There's a difference between. <laughs> there's a difference between acting on the information at the time and doing things that don't make any logical sense. Hmm. Hiking outside never made logical sense. You were buying democratic talking points. That's what you were doing. That never made any sense. Yep. Who never told made you that? Sense. The government. That type of shit never made any sense ever. ever. If you acted illogically and you attacked people, you do not deserve credit for that. You do not deserve just If a you taught your four-year-old to yell out scream s- at social a- distancing because somebody got too close to them, that is a you problem. You, you know- did that to your child. Society didn't do that. You did that to them because you lack critical thinking skills. Do you know what we continue to tell Dax when we wore masks? This is a silly thing that we're doing. Mm. This is a silly thing that we're doing because there are rules that are set out that the, we didn't want to deal with at the time. After we had COVID, there was a change in mentality of like, this literally makes no sense anymore. We're not taking part in this. Yeah. Prior to that, people were, we knew were getting kicked out of stores and shit like that. And it was a whole fucking deal here. Here was a whole deal here that does not. And I still accept that I had the the opportunity at that time to not do that, and I still was an, was a choice that I made, for not because I believed it was making a difference, but because that is what we were being mandated to do at the time, mm-hmm. you know. And it doesn't make it the right choice, but it is the choice that I made at the time, and I don't regret at a certain point not doing it anymore, and explaining to people anytime they asked and smiling at people anytime they frowned at me and glared at me and tried to tell me that I was going to kill my son and that my family was going to die because we weren't going to vaccinate ourselves and um you're a grandma killer I'm not gonna I know specifically there is a person in Jordan's family not like a blood family member a close family friend who messaged me relentlessly Mm -hmm. one day on social media after I told her repeatedly I will not talk to you about this over the internet I will talk to you about whatever you want when I see you in person I will not talk to you about this on the internet she invoked the death of my child she said horrific things about what could happen to my family I've seen her since then she has not spoken to me and I will not allow her to even hold my child until she apologizes that is a horrific thing that you would say to somebody because you don't agree with a particular policy that I have the video that I shared was about pilots being fired for not getting vaccinated the tirade that I experienced after that was ridiculous and is not something that I will allow to be around my family because if that is how you will act in the face of logical information being presented to you I'm not going to have it around. It's not because I want to hold a grudge against you. It's not because any of that type of shit. It's because if you Because you're crazy. Because you're crazy. Because that's a crazy thing to think. That's a crazy way to act. For us to be have known each other for this amount of time, spent this amount of time together, and for you to to be twisted like that, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. I will not. I will not have that around my family if that is how you will act in the face of craziness. Absolutely not. Yeah, because I took a kind of a alternate like point of view on how to live my life at that point because when the vax or the mask mandates came down right um i was business owner at the time and not gonna play that fucking game right. not gonna do that um so we didn't do that and that's what we did and that's how that worked i, we I said, if you, work I said if you yeah. wanted to wear one for whatever reason i'm not gonna hold it against you i'm not gonna judge you you just do your thing but right. i'm there's no mandates here 
the mandates are for how I run my company and what we do during the day, blah, blah, right. blah, because we're running a company. This is how things are going to go. And uh, there was a select few stores, like when, especially during like the worst of times when like most places were closed and shit like that. Yeah. Um, if I had to go to a place, I would, I would not go there if they had a mask mandate. Period. Yeah. I just wouldn't go would avoid those because places. I'm just going to avoid that. them. You yeah. know, sometimes like, you kind of had to, and then you did the, uh, the obligatory like fucking neck gator across the nose or whatever. But yeah, I just didn't go to those places because I'm like, I'm not going to give you my money. Yes, because you're crazy, and that's how that works. And I'm not, you're not going to get forgiveness from me for for othering me depersoning me trying to force me out of society telling me that i you're gonna fire me because i don't get a fucking mandatory injection right i mean and then and then fucking turn around months later a year later whatever it is and just be like well my body my choice bitches that's how this works yeah what did i say during the time fuck you no you do not get you don't get to be okay with this because you decided that it was it was better for everybody involved to not think for themselves, not look at the data available, and make your own fucking decision. I sided with liberty, and if you chose to side with the authoritarians who told you what to do and provided zero evidence or contradictory evidence to what we knew at the time, if that's attack you took, you're not getting a fucking forgiveness letter from me. No, right. you need to forgive. You need to th- fucking uh, uh, apologize to me. Because you tried to throw me out of society. You right. othered me, and you said I didn't exist anymore, and that I was a, a bane on the on society's existence. Plague rats. Fuck you. Yeah. I've seen this work throughout history multiple times. I'm a fan of history. I know how this has gone down. You don't get to do that, and you're, it's not going to be okay going forward because we've done this before, and now everybody's already brainwashed now to think that this is just going to be normal. This is how it is. People here are still wearing masks. Yes. I went into Walmart today behind two, a couple still wearing N95 masks. Two, two day. Two, and I thought from two, I will give them a 10% credit, right? Mm-hmm. Because in the world of post-COVID, I think the mask thing took a little bit of the stigma or the separation we had for somewhere like Japan. We're like, if you're sick, wear a mask. you need to go somewhere, wear a mask. And that's not like a weird thing. No, that you seems know? nice. I don't think that's like a weird thing. Yeah. I think if you're wearing it as an everyday precaution to go to the store, you're not acting within logic. There's there's a difference here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The ones now where I still see them like with gloves and a face shield. And that shit still happens What's here. What's going on? That still happens mm-hmm. here. I saw it like two weeks ago. From the difference between talking to someone like Larry, you know, when he said he walked into his door, and Larry is in Oklahoma, Larry walked into his door, someone asked him to put a mask on, and he walked out, as opposed to putting one on, and they said, no, 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 it's okay. And asked him to come back in, even though he wasn't going to put a mask <laughs> I want your money, please! And here, they will ask you to leave. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. The people won't ask you to leave anymore. But when I went into... There are still signs on doors. You know what I'm saying? Even if they're not doing that, even if none of the employees are still there, the signs are still on the doors. Because at any moment in time, pretty much, yeah, if it pops back off. Yep. And the damage these people have done to our society as a whole is so immeasurable. Like, we're looking at our kids now and, like, the, the, the youth and their learning loss or whatever. Who would have thought that was going to happen except for everybody that said it was going to happen at the fucking time? They told you that. There was people telling you that that you banned from the internet. Yes. 
And now you're like, well, I, we didn't know we didn't know what was going to happen. Like, no, we had the fucking we had the numbers at the time. Right. We argued against this because of what it was going to do to the children. And now look at this. Not to mention the fucking the mental aspects of things. Jesus. They're like, why are all these kids being homeschooled? Yeah. I why? I wonder why. Terrible. And at any moment in time, you could cancel school again. Yeah. And at that point too, we also it was a it was a twofer because then we found out what they were actually teaching those kids. <laughs> hey, oh, that didn't end so being well. Able to be at home and hear the shit that was coming out of the computers. Parents having to be at home because they home. could not send their kids to school. Yes. So that completely changed how work went. And now we have this giant fucking quiet quitting thing, and everybody wanted to work from home and blah blah blah. People it, upset at societal Elon change. He's asking people to come back to work. Oh my god, heaven fucking how forbid! You have you? to go to work. How could? Do you, you remember when like to work? you got a job and then you went to that job to go work and then you went home? Do you remember those days? Right. That was normal. I actually never stopped going to work. Yeah, you know, I actually continued to work yep. the whole time. I there was a two week period where. As a company, we had to shut down, if you will. Before the state was like, yeah, yeah, you guys are good. Yeah, because, yeah, all the organizations, the institutions in the construction industry were like, you can't do this because you're going to fucking destroy the entirety of the country, the the state at this point. Right. Everybody's going to go out of business. Everybody's going to lose their job. Blah, blah, you can't do this. We, we need to be able to work. We all fucking work outside. We build fucking houses. We work outside. And eventually, after two weeks, they're like, okay, yeah, you guys can, you can go back to work. But also, you need a log now, you need to do this, you need to do that. Adding extra steps to people coming in and out of work sites and stuff like that. Yeah, it was, yeah, checking in and doing this and doing, it was so fucking stupid, which one or two, you know, a, a couple of people actually took seriously, but they became a pariah in the industry instantly, which was hilarious, but... You know, and even during that time, I was like, "You can't tell me that I can't work, so I'm just going to work from my house and right. then just keep working because that's how this is going to go. You're not going to stop my life because you think it's a bad idea to live this way. Right? And then you're going to, if you give me a hard time to do this, I'm not going to forgive you for that in the future. Period. I'm not an idiot. I didn't. It's not like, like, like we talked a lot about it. Like if this was bubonic plague, nobody would fucking go out because right. everybody would be dying." When when nothing was happening, except you rounded up all the olds and you put them all to get, you put all the sick olds together so they can all die. Then you told all their families that they couldn't go see them during their funerals, or be there at their bedside when they died. Fuck you! You don't get to be forgiven for that. Right. That was there was zero logic involved. You didn't think about it at all, and you ruined people's lives. You don't get to come come back from that. This is a lesson you need to learn, and you need to be branded with the fucking. What what's that? Scarlet A. The Scarlet Yeah. The scarlet you get letter. a scarlet fucking letter because you're an idiot. And you ruined people's lives because you were too terrified to think clearly. Your scarlet A is for authoritarian, not a yeah. <laughs> Amen. No. If you did not side with liberty, you have things to answer answer to. And the devastation is look the fuck around. Inflation's at record high. The kids are fucking ruined for an entire generation. You have a massive amount of people Social that are gonna. I can't talk about it because it's on YouTube. But you have a vast. You have hundreds of. Well, probably not hundreds of millions, but you have tens of millions of people that are gonna have issues at some point with one thing or another because they did a thing that you made them do. There's no coming back from that because you thought you were because you were too drunk with power and decided you knew better than everybody else. 
and you told everyone you had the power to run people out of town, find them into oblivion if they didn't do what you told them to do when you were fucking wrong and, and we knew it from the get-go. Fuck you. you. There's no amnesty involved here, dude. You don't get you don't get a fucking take back what you did. So yeah, no COVID amnesty for you. No, none at all. Fuck you. How many people's fucking families were torn apart, dude? How many people's lives were completely ruined? How many people don't have a fucking living anymore because of this? Hundreds of thousands of people that had businesses that they relied on, lost their fucking houses, lost their jobs. So All the employees that worked closed. for them. Everything, dude. Things weren't bad enough already? Come on. No, you don't get a fucking free pass for this. You don't get a free pass. Oh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Twitter. Twitter's a fun place to hang out. Twitter and Elon. Let me ask you what I asked Larry and Josh. Okay. What do you think is gonna be is gonna change about Twitter now that Elon Musk owns Twitter? <laughs> oh. What do you think is gonna be different? So there's already so much different, but also not much. I think uh, if anything, by the time the dust settles, that'll it'll be a whole deal. Like it's gonna take a while for for new Twitter to become a, a reality because right now it's a giant kerfuffle, and eventually. All the dust will settle, and a new platform—the new platform—will emerge. But everything's up and down right now. We have no idea. They're saying that Catherine Cortez Masto just won the Senate race in Nevada, the Democrat. That's fifty. <laughs> okay. 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 Also, AOC says she absolutely feels her life is in danger. So. What did Tucker Carlson say her name out loud? I don't know. Axios. Jesus Christ. It's an Axios. That's the headline of an Axios article. Of course it is. AOC says... I bet you Jonathan Swan did Absolutely. It. He feels her life's in danger. Because uh, it just sounds like to me, you took the Senate, bitch. I don't know why you'd be afraid. Oh, maybe because there'll be a civil war or something? Is that what you're worried about? I don't understand. It's Fuck AOC. Man. Pull that article up. What do you got? Send yeah. it to me on fucking... We'll read it on the thing. Um... But yeah, as far as Twitter's concerned, I don't. I think if anything, it'll just be a more friendly place for wild talk. At the end of things, I think that's the only thing that'll change. You'll be able to say COVID stuff. You'll be able to call out the establishment a little bit, and there'll still be things you can't say, obviously, because it's a platform for social media, and there will be a terms of service that do not necessarily comport with the, you know, the laws of free speech, if you will. But It'll be a much more fun place to hang out. It'll be a little bit more dangerous, a little bit more wild. And uh, ideally, there will be less bots. That but that's, nice. that's that's about it right now. But I they fucked up hard, dude. Elon really fucked up yeah, hard. Yeah, tell me about the verification thing. Well, so the verification the thing, it was, it was earlier this week. Come on, baby. Come on. What are you doing, show dog? Tale the Tale of Doom. Of doom. It's, a, it's a fucking a doom loop. <laughs> Speaking of doom loop, what's up, mainstream media? Um. Oh God, AOC is all about the drama. I know she should really have her own reality sh TV show. She'd do amazing things on it. Give it seven years. <sighs> Can she be out of power and just be in the media, or just be on like? In, okay. I just want her to be a Hollywood Five star and not in power. Sh when she's no longer serving. When she steals enough money to like bankroll her Hollywood career. She's well on her way. Oh, okay, okay. She's just trying to keep her name out there. Yeah, amen. She, she just won an election, right? Yeah, she's fine. Um, 
So the verification thing, yeah. The other day, it, it was it was talked about for a long time. They're like, hey, we're going to monetize verification. And we're just going to say, hey, if you want to be verified on Twitter, all you got to do is pay money, and we will verify you, and then you get a blue check. Cool. $8. Cool, cool. Well, it started as 20 and then Elon got in a tiff, and you know they were trying to feel it out there, and then they settled on $8. 20 is a bit much. 20 is a bit much, because it's, pr- it's is, monthly. Yeah, I think 8 is probably pretty reasonable. Well, I don't know, because of what happened. Okay. Because <laughs> So this went live, and everybody and their mom all of a sudden was verified. Um, and as you alluded to earlier in the show, we assumed that verification... I just realized I wasn't recording. This is going to be rough. I'm going to have to steal it from YouTube later. Fuck! Um, God damn it. Oh, I hate everything. Um, my life is ruined. Okay. <laughs> so what happened was, everybody and their mom started to get verified. And then we ran across... Um, what you would call fake verified accounts. People starting accounts called like a Nintendo America and paying $8 getting verified oh, no. because the only thing you needed to do to become verified was pay $8 and have a bank account. They weren't and, actually verified. And, no. <laughs> and then they were, they were putting out verified tweets you as Nintendo America with like Mario giving the fucking burn. <laughs> and, I'm like, and I mean, it got to the point where like, there were NFL players and different um, different types of accounts that were like established in the sports industry, That's saying so like so and so was going to be so up for hey, LeBron James is uh, he's leaving so and so and he wants to be <laughs> traded to this and that and it it affected the stock market. I mean, everything went fucking haywire, dude. Elon fans strike again. <laughs> it was a whole deal. And so they shut that shit down real oh, quick. Oh, that is hilarious. It was a... And mind you, you can only do this if you had the fucking Twitter app on an iPhone the, through the iOS app. They hadn't even gotten to the point you could verify yourself on the Android app. And so this is, these are so Apple users. Awesome. Apple users going hard, bro. And so immediately they stopped that. And now they're talking now about like verify different levels of verification to be like oh you're a legacy verified account you were you were a blue check before you could pay for a blue check and then there's different tiers they're they're talking about all sorts of who knows what's going to happen at this point but the let everybody who wants to get verified thing backfired real fucking quick it tanked the stock market it caused a lot of uproar in the sports industry and i mean Everything went nutso. That's lit. So that was a whole deal. I like it. That's hilarious. It's, it's a wild thing. That is hilarious. And so it's ongoing. And we will find out what the fuck happens. That is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. I, I have a feeling there will be legal action taken towards people and individuals and probably Elon Musk. Who did that? Because at this point, he literally just painted a target on his back for the U.S. government to come after him. Biden already said that he might be looking into Elon Musk's purchase because he does, because one of the major investors in Twitter is a, uh, I think the Saudi prince, I believe. Yep. Um, but he was already, which was interesting. But now that he has a private company that also has a major stakeholder being a foreign national, a.k.a. the Saudi prince, who is the head of state in Saudi Arabia, the federal government might be looking in to the purchase and especially after oh yeah yeah, yeah. it wasn't sus when jack dorsey owned it it was a public company 
Vigigati was going to the fucking federal government meetings every other week, bro. Uh, yeah. They were hand in hand. Now he's rogue. He's gone rogue. They can't trust him. They need to try to clamp down. If I was Elon Musk, I would go into the Twitter building with a bat. And I would break as many glass desks as there were in that building. And I would send pictures of it to the federal government. And I would say, you have got to be fucking kidding. <laughs> well, then he's going to get swatted, so... <laughs> Hire a shit ton of private security. That's what I would yeah, do. That's Hire what I would a bunch do. of dudes who are ride or die motherfuckers. Right. Kit them out. That's right. Sit them the fuck down. He needs some good old boyfriends. Some fucking hometown militia folks. Say we're going fucking full on regen- renegade because renegade. I'm done with the shit. Fly the black flag, baby. Let's do it. Don't put that fucking Antifa bullshit out there. They're fake ass anarchists. I would say, stand out, I would hold a press conference, and I would say, listen, if you have a fucking problem with the Saudi prince owning shit in America, quit selling weapons to him. And if you have a problem with him owning a piece of my company, then you can fucking well, buy it. You can nut up, and you can find someone to buy it. Well, I took over this company. Lockheed Martin's looking at backing out of the contract. maybe become fucking profitable now that I have owned it. I don't give a shit who is a stakeholder in the company that I just purchased. Lockheed Martin, I, I gotta check this real quick because I'm pretty sure I saw something today where they're backing out of their Saudi contracts. Fucking good. I'm sure there's some type of weird financial reason. It's definitely not because they have fucking <laughs> principles or something. I <laughs> the first story I pull up. Right, I type in Lockheed Martin backing out of Saudi sales. And from March 8th, so mind you, this is earlier this year, but uh, invest $1 billion in manufacturing yeah, yeah, in Saudi yeah, Arabia. I'm sure they're fucking really paring back. Yeah, I'm sure. Watch the article you're going to pull up next. And be like, they divest $500 million in, in fucking... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We still got a half a million or half a billion, but... Oh. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, Deborah says uh, Biden has refused to sell arms to Saudi Arabia. Russia is now arming them. Yeah, this is true. They're... He got really, really pissed off because the Saudis refused to give him a 30-day reprieve on the raising of the oil price. Or um, the pumping more oil. They they backed down on the volume that they were doing. Give it some time. I would bet, um, you know, a good portion of what I have that before Joe Biden leaves office, mm-hmm. there will be another arms sale to the Saudis. Ooh, yeah? Yes. Bet some money? Yes. Nice. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I would w- I would realistically be willing to bet $100 that before Joe Biden leaves office, the United States government sells more weapons to the Saudis. I believe I w- it. I would bet money on I it. I believe it. I believe it. Joseph, if you're still here, if you want that action, Get I'll in give on it, it to you. $100. Let's do it. You'll, you'll remember before I will, but <laughs> if, if you remember... Uh, <laughs> Oh my God! Okay, um, so what yeah, you, that's where Twitter's at. That's where got, Twitter's what's at. What's going on with John Fetterman? Uh, I'm, I was actually just trying to think if we have to do anything else. They would preempt it. No, I think we're wild card style. Um, this was one of the greatest things I've ever seen, as per the usual. This was John Fetterman. Um, this was when he was ahead um, in the key Senate race at the time, which we all know how that turned out at this point. So. The uh, recently brought low, uh, shoot, what's his name, what's his name, what's his name? What? I want to say Trevor Noah, it's not Trevor Noah. Who's, uh, who's the guy? 
Who's the Don guy next? Lemon? Don Lemon. The the recently I'm brought low Dan, Don Lemon, who now wears a T-shirt with a blazer on his morning show, um, had this interview with John Fetterman, and it was fantastic. This shows you who the new senator of Pennsylvania is, by the way. What do you think the biggest cause of inflation is, and should the Biden administration be doing more? Well, I, I just do. I, I think the, it, that simply is also, Leah, let's talk about the trillions in, in massive tax uh, tax uh, cuts to the corporate uh, tax uh, structure as well. True. You know, trillions of dollars that have added to the deficit, and, and now they still want to support those as well. True. I think in terms of being very serious about uh, addressing inflation is, is making sure that those rates are brought back into a line with what they, they should have been, uh, where they're able to uh, fight uh, the, 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 the deficit. That's how you bring down what inflation the per the senator from Pennsylvania. How do you feel about that, Donovan? <laughs> you know what they're going to ask you. They tell you what you're going to ask. What they're going to ask you. Why wouldn't you have something written on your computer to fucking read? Well, he might. That's the whole problem, is that he might. He might think he knows what he wants to say, but he's incapable of doing it. So that's, that's the problem. Good thing that they just need his vote, so listen, we'll put it listen, that way. Listen, <laughs> trillions of dollars in corporate tax cuts are not necessarily a good thing, okay? Uh, they're not necessarily a bad thing either, but they're not necessarily a good thing, mm-hmm. okay? That is not the biggest problem they have that we have with inflation right now. That is, that's, that's not what's going on. <laughs> that's not doing it. That's not it. Crystal Ball says 52% of inflation is directly caused by corporate greed. So it must be true. Crystal ball. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It's. I got nothing. It's been noticed. Her and her her boyfriend are fucking stupid. They are absolutely stupid. I don't have. That is as for what is this? Uh, (laughs) What is this? Do you not know this? No. Alec Baldwin is a. Suing people now oh, to clear his name after he murdered somebody. So saying he wants to clear his name, Alec Baldwin on Friday sued people involved in handling and supplying the loaded gun that he was using when it fired, killing cinematographer Helena Hutchinson during the 2021 filming accident in New Mexico. If I was that guy and I got sued by Alec Baldwin, I would hire someone to beat the shit out of me. <laughs> I like how they phrase this, too, because they got to be very particular on their wording. Um, so Alec Baldwin sued people involved in the handling and supplying the loaded gun that he was using when it fired. When he pointed <laughs> the gun at somebody, aimed and pulled the trigger, and then killed the lady... That's what he's suing people over for giving him the gun. So Collins, there's do that. Do guns kill people? I mean, do guns kill people? Guns themselves do, guns do not kill, kill people? people. I mean, guns kill people. Do guns? I mean, kill I don't know people. what you're trying to say. People kill people with guns, right? <laughs> I mean, that's guns do not kill people. Guns are inanimate objects. Guns can be used to kill people. Guns yes. do not kill people. Amen. Alec Baldwin so kills, if, kills people. If Alec Baldwin is using a gun, he murdered a lady, killed a person. The gun, the bullet that came out of the gun, killed a person, and Alec Baldwin was using that gun. 
I'm going to put money on this. The FBI, did they, <laughs> did they or did they not do an investigation that indicated that the trigger would need to be pulled on that firearm for a projectile to be released from the chamber? Anybody that knows anything about guns didn't even need the FBI to confirm that, yes, indeed, you need to pull the trigger for that weapon to fire because it is not a fancy mechanical. There's no mechanical failures to be had. The hammer has to come all the way back with the firing pin exposed, and it needs to go slap against the fucking firing pin on or the, the, the what do you call that on the inside of the bullet? The ignite? The primer. The primer. It needs to ignite the primer, and then the bullet can go off. So, yeah. His Alec wife. Baldwin killed... Kill the gal. Hilaria Baldwin needs to tell him to calm the fuck down. She should say, you should really chill out with these lawsuits. You don't need to be doing this. We've got nine children They're now. doing the movie anyways. You, they're still doing it. Yes, they're still going to do the you fucking movie. you got to be joking. I'm telling you, I'm going to put money on right now. It's going to be one of the highest grossing films of all time because everybody knows that this is essentially a snuff film. And where <laughs> at the when scene, he, when he does this, you know she, a, she you know a lady died. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh my God! You you, you, can't, you can't you can't write a better season than this. You cannot make that movie. You have to shelve it. If Warner Brothers shelved Batgirl oh. because no one was going to watch it, mm -hmm. you have to shelve that movie. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, Who's making that movie? What company? What's the production company? You're terrible. I bet you they just got a big boost in spending. Literally too. profiting off of the death of a young woman. Yeah, from the and, murder of and a the, young woman. The star is I don't a murderer. Murder implies intent, right? But there was definitely an accidental homicide that happened. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? That's horrific. All right, tell me how you feel about this. Attempt to demonstrate that he will not take power um, by uh, if we uh, if he does run, uh, making sure he, uh, under legitimate efforts of uh, our constitution, does not become the next president again. Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Attempt to demonstrate that he will not take power um, by uh, if we uh, if he does run, uh, making sure he. Uh, under legitimate efforts of uh, our constitution, does not become the next president again. He said that he, I mean, you can confer, you can infer whatever he meant to say, but he said he's going to make sure that through whatever legitimate constitutional power exists, he's going to make sure President Trump does not gain power again. That's, that's the fucking... It's a weird thing to say. He's meeting with President Xi next week. It's going to be sweet. They're gonna make some more it's gonna fucking. Be sweet. It's, they're gonna make a bunch of deals, bro. Bunch of deals gonna be happening. That is the uh, fearless chief, bro. Oh yeah, you sent me something. I forgot. Oh, this oh that's is the AOC. AOC fact check. Do you want to close out on AOC? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah I don't that's even probably know a good how idea. long any of this has been. Me neither, because we had failures and whatnot. But what yeah. time is it? It's, uh, it's six forty. So yeah. Yeah. Pacific Standard Time. That's right. <laughs> All right, so AOC says she... Do you want me to read it? Yeah, please. Sad. No, your contacts are fucking with you. Okay. Also, I'm bad at reading things on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I get nervous. Okay. Uh, AOC says she absolutely feels her life is in danger. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says absolutely felt her life has been in danger since she joined Congress. She said on CNN's Who's Talking to Chris Wallace. <laughs> the big picture. Member of Congress has been sounding... Uh, alarms on personal safety security after House 
Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul Pelosi, was violently attacked in their oh, home. Oh, God. That's some weird stuff. We're going to pontificate the on that Paul in a Pelosi second. The Pelosi thing is weird. We're going to pontificate on that in a minute. That's what we'll close on. A federal officials of the Department of Homeland Security and the FBI have warned of threats charged by violent extremism, particularly around the 2022 midterms. And I'm for sure, particularly around the next election or the next election or the next election or the next election. <laughs> for the rest of the time, All of them, baby. Yeah. For the rest of the time that she's alive, people are going to want to kill her, according to the FBI, I'm sure. <laughs> it is a very real dynamic, and very unfortunately and tragically, we've seen political violence play out. Is it unfortunate, and Alexander Ocasio-Cortez? Do you really feel that way? Yes, bro. She's scared. Tucker Carlson comes to her in her dreams. It means when I wake up in the morning, I hesitate to walk my dog. It means when I come home, even though I, I have so... Maybe. Isn't, isn't she one of the ones that has Secret Service protection? Yes. This bitch. Or maybe you should talk to your fucking... The mayor of your... Get a gun. Your, your, yeah, you, you can't. Idiot. Well, actually, she probably could. I'm she, sure she's she one could. of the few people in D.C. that could get a gun. It means when I come home, I have to ask my fiancé to come out to where my car is to walk me just from my car to my front door, she explains to Chris Wallace. Can't chase anybody in flip-flops. Everybody knows that. It is a general disposition where you feel like there is almost a static electricity around you, and you're always just looking around. Your head is just on a swivel. Do you know? Do you Where know? is she? Do you know that I happen to live in an area with a lot of people who are on drugs and I have two children and I drive a nice vehicle? Do you know that I also happen to have my head on a swivel just about all, all of the, the time? fucking time? And you're not like a federal politician? No, no. Interesting. Nope. No. I mean, if she is nothing, a, a woman of the people, then. There is a general sense, I think, in the country that shit is wild right now. Word. People are getting shot just randomly. People are getting their trucks stolen in from work. I mean, it's a camping. whole deal. Like, it it's when asked if she feels the job is worth it she said i actually believe that it very much shaped my political decisions because i started to feel that it was possible that i may not see the end of the year oh i said i God. don't know it's november it's november she thinks that she might get killed in the next two months i mean you do live in new york city it's rough place right now i said i don't know she does not live in <laughs> i said i don't know if i have time so i need to be as robust and urgent as possible to say what i need to say oh she my god i don't know how long i'm going to be alive she might not every have, word she, matters she might not survive even the end of the year oh, okay bro. okay 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 i'm not a doctor <laughs> So all I can do is pontificate. It sounds to me like she has some fucking serious paranoia going on. Seems like she it. thinks that she might not make it to the end of the year. It is November twelfth. Isn't she on recess? It is November twelfth. Go there home. There is less than two months left in the year. You think that you there is a serious she ain't possibility gonna make it. that you might be murdered in the next sixty days? That's problematic. That's problematic. I don't know. I don't know. I think she needs to go well, outside. Such a specific timeline. Because it I sounds might good. Not make it to the end of the year. When did this come out? When did this come out? Seven hours ago. <laughs> Today, it's the twelfth. So maybe she said it last night. Let's see. Let's follow the hyperlink to who's talking with Chris Wallace. Oh my this god! This article was posted. Let's see. Oh, it's a video. Oh, it's a video. AOC says she fears her life is in danger. Reuters. 
these people gotta like uh, update their election map, man. You're giving live updates, and uh, apparently the maps ain't dealing. There we go. This was on the 10th, so she said this on Thursday. Boo! Oh, they, they even put a fucking check mark. They put a fucking check mark next to the Democrats in Got Senate. We made it! We made it! They gained one seat with uh, that lovely gentleman that was talking to Don Lemon. That's That's a problem. So AOC said that on Thursday. So she thinks that she might not make it to the end of the year. <laughs> Why? What do you got? I mean, maybe she's just getting... Her takes are too fire. She's too based. She needs to get off Instagram then. That's what she needs to do. She Put yourself out there, it. sweetheart. She's Don't not going to make that. it to the end of the year. Well, we do know who is going to make it to the end of the year, and that's Paul Pelosi. Are you sure? Yeah, he's back at home now. With hammers. He's That's back at home people now. People are breaking into his house, attacking him with hammers. Bro. All right. So to end on this, right? The latest and greatest. Ooh, actually, I think I had a thing for this. I'd be more concerned Paul Pelosi doesn't make it to the end of the year than Alexander Ocasio-Cortez. Well, he's like 80-something years old. And he just got hit in the head with a hammer. Yeah, and had multiple yeah, he surgeries. Might just die. Oh, this was it. This was, this was the report, bro. This was amazing. Let's pull this up. We'll play this. Get the fuck out of here. Craig, good morning. When officers arrived here at the Pelosi home exactly a week ago today, they initially didn't have any idea exactly what was going on. They knew they had a high priority call on their hand. What was unclear, what was happening inside the property just behind me. Now, you just heard his voice. Now listen to his narration voice. It's pretty epic. This morning, Paul Pelosi is home, <laughs> back at the house that became a crime scene a week ago today. NBC News learning new details about the moments police arrived. Sources familiar with what unfolded in the Pelosi residence now That's revealing yeah. when officers responded to the high-priority call, they were seemingly unaware they'd been called to the home of the Speaker of the House. After a knock and announce... That's th their house? That's their house. And so, mind you, they were unaware whose house they were supposed to go to, Even apparently. he's the one that called the cops? Yes. And they know the address. I mean, it's the fucking Speaker of the goddamn house's house. Speaker of the house's house. That's funny. And they don't know that, apparently? He's the one that the... called the cops, right? Yeah. The front door was opened by Mr. Pelosi. The 82-year-old did not immediately declare an emergency for the or tried to leave it. He, what the fuck are you talking about? All right, all right. Are we, we'll back up a minute because we're going to miss details here. The 82-year-old did not immediately declare an emergency or tried to leave his home, but instead began walking several feet back into the foyer toward the assailant and away from police. It's unclear if the 82-year-old was already injured or what his mental state was, say sources. According to court documents, when the officer asked what was going on, defendant smiled and said everything's good but instantaneously a struggle ensued as police clearly saw David DePap strike Paul Pelosi in the head with a hammer after tackling the suspect officers rushed to Mr. Pelosi who was lying in a pool of blood what we do <laughs> he's reading it from the police report yes get the fuck out oh you didn't read the police report oh get it's great get the fuck out yes so so they're saying that he was already hit in the head potentially and was delirious. Well, they, and that's why he opened the door they and then don't went know. back towards the guy. Why the fuck else would he do it? They don't what know. What the fuck? 
It he opened the door for the cops and then backed into the foyer where the assailant then decided to get in a struggle with him and then hit him in the head with a hammer. He said, it's all good, and then hit him in the head with a hammer. Yes. Well, then a struggle ensued where he hit him in the head with a hammer. So he had an opportunity to open the door for the cops and, and just walk through the door, but he backed up. What are you saying to me? That doesn't make what... There's so much... I have so many questions. We'll continue. No is he brutally attacked Mr. Pelosi and attempted to kill him. After spending several days in the ICU, in front of the Pelosi, yeah. who is recovering from a fractured skull and serious injuries to his arm and hand, is now home where Capitol Police remain on alert. With Investigators on have previously said Pelosi did not know DePap when the 42-year-old broke into his home. Why Pelosi didn't try to flee or tell responding officers he was in distress is unclear. Fear takes over. Fear freezes people. This morning, the 82-year-old lucky to be alive after an intruder so nearly killed him in his own home. You are law enforcement tell law <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. That's... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can read his entire confession statement and everything. It's all publicly available. They also have body cam footage of the entire ordeal. Um, they have the security camera footage. That they're not releasing any of it. Look at that person. She says, that would explain why the attacker, why the attacker waited to attack him until the police came. The attacker was furious that Pelosi called the police. Uh, what? That you he was you so gotta take a mad few that he steps, called the man. police. He waited until the cops got there to hit him in the head with a hammer. That's how mad he was. That was he was so they angry. He waited. Yeah. Nah, there's so many questions. He's 82 years old. He might be like he might have some dementia going on. Who knows what's going on? Like this whole deal, none of it, none of it actually makes sense. None of it makes sense. The more information that came out, the more convoluted the story got. Like, originally, there was those fucked up kind of, like, wild-ass theories people were throwing out there about, like, he's, he's like, free-racing drugs with this drug dealer that came from this crazy hippie household and all this stuff, which we know. DePap is an illegal Canadian migrant who is here in the country illegally who was living at a nudist colony household <sighs> in fucking San Francisco that has BLM signs and, like, a weird, like, weed american flag across it and like the whole nine yards but he's definitely a, a right-wing psychopath which again none of this stuff makes sense right but the cops don't have dementia <laughs> yes. i don't understand any of that not sus even in the slightest seems like an open and shut case to me which is why we're not talking about it anymore it's all done it's all over midterms happen bro we don't need to talk about this anymore there's no questions that need to be answered. It was the biggest news story in the world for a while. It gave everybody fucking plenty of ammunition on the corporate press to start calling, like, you know, for right-wing rhetoric. And, you know, it's all super dangerous right before the midterms. And now the midterms are over, so we don't need to ask questions. Now AOC just might think she might die, but that's it's, all. She doesn't live in San Francisco where a dude with a hammer is going to kill her. What the fuck? <sighs> yeah, it's a whole deal, man. I don't, I don't get it. 
I do not get it. You opened the door for the cops and you didn't walk through. You had enough sense of mind to call the cops in some form of coded language because apparently he went to the bathroom and he called the cops and like and did kind of like one of those distress call like things where like the call like the phone on, right? Yeah, he left the phone on, but like he called the cops and said and uh was like, Yeah, my friend my friend David, um, uh, I don't know him. Blah, blah, blah. You can hear the call, actually, um, on the internet at some point. I don't, I don't remember exactly, but um, it was kind of one of those, like, I heard this fucking thing the other day on uh, YouTube Shorts, and it was, like, uh, a actual, like, the colloquial pizza call to 911 for, like, an abusive husband or whatever, and, like, this lady was talking to the 911 dispatcher, and it was very, very disturbing, but she was, like, ordering a pizza, and that's how she was... She was right. talking in code to the 911 operator that got the police there that hopefully did something. That sounded fucking... It was horrific to listen to, but... So he was, like, trying to talk in code, apparently, saying, like, I'm not... Because he's, like, he's got this crazy-ass person there that's trying to kill him. And so he's not going to, like, let them know what's going... Even though right. he's in the bathroom right. and apparently locked and... I don't know. None of it makes sense. So anyways, they go there. They obviously don't know who it is, apparently. It was it was for a high-priority welfare check, according to the police. And then when they knocked on the door and announced who they were, Paul Pelosi answers the door. So he's already got, like, wherewithal to, like, call the cops, answer the door, and then doesn't walk through the door. Behind the cops to safety. I don't know. None of it makes sense, bro. That doesn't make any sense at all. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. But hey, that's fine. It'll be memory hold. It's gone now. What the fuck? It's gone now. That's the Daily Wire thing says that that video is gone. Uh, NBC, NBC reveals has, now. This was back NBC has November 4th. So. This video. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They deleted the video. They deleted the, the report they had on their website. It's all gone now. It only lives via Twitter. Thank God. So that's where we're at. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, don't you just love the grab bag, buddy? I always fucking blow your mind. Oi. Oi, oi, oi. Yeah, we do. We gotta get out. I can't with this. Yeah, I'm hungry. I gotta eat some food. Oh, my God. It's 7 o'clock. Where you gotta go home and see your kids. Thank you can deal with reality right now. Thank you, everyone, <laughs> for being here with us today. Yes. We had some great new people here. We had some, it was fantastic. Great friends here. Thank you, everyone. My name is Donovan from Salt of the Streets. I am Colin, also from Salt of the Streets. Thank you again for joining us here. YouTube.com, Salt of the Streets. Instagram.com, slash Salt of the Streets. Patreon.com, slash Salt of the Streets. Go there, sign up, and help us make more better content just like this. The book club, the beer show, the newsletters, all of those things. You can see down at the bottom our own personal social media, Salt of the Street on Twitter, and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Colin's at Bird Offy on both of those things. Thank you guys very much. Have a happy Thanksgiving. We will see you yes. Friday. Friday. Friday after Thanksgiving. Post-Turkey Day, pre-Turkey Day for me. That is right. I will see everybody in the, for the live stream for the book club on Do it. Tuesday. Tuesday evening around 8 o'clock, 8.15. We'll do the live stream. Great. We'll talk about what we're learning, what we're working on. Fantastic. We'll see you guys then. Thank you all. Have a great weekend. Good night. Bye, Deborah.